from the East End episode number 37 and we're at Monthly Madness we're going to cover all the Rovers and League of Ireland news from the last month and we're going to have a few scoops in the process so as usual I'm Gary Parsons and the prof Carl Royley is alongside me yeah welcome to Tales from the East End it's it's only November edition yeah November a silly season is officially underway and we have making his Johnny Blues debut it's Justin Mason Justin welcome to Johnny Blues evening Gary evening Carl how are you it's great to be here great setup. really is very impressive very welcome. Yeah, there's all sorts of memorabilia all over the place, and uh, as uh, we have to get this out of the way, now we've got Monthly Madness sponsored by Carry Out Off License in the Penny Hill, and uh, they kindly gave us some gorgeous drinks to quench our thirst. Joe's on the Heineken Carl is going OG, old school gangster on the Bulmers, and I'm on, I'm drinking whatever's wet to be honest now. I'm on the Russian Imperial 10% still at the moment. We've got some Yellow Belly Lager, we've got all sorts, and the uh, uh, Lindemann's cherry beer, some b- little bastard pale ale. It's a smorgasbord of flavors, and we're all all available at Cario Penny Hill. And uh, mention the podcast if you do, and if you go in, and the lovely Louise, she'll uh, take you to craft beer heaven. So that's a uh, Cario Penny Hill, our wonderful sponsors of Monthly Madness, and also a big thank you goes to On Post Credit Union for the contribution towards uh, Tales from the East End. We have to thank them as well. No Coco Man, it will go a long way. And uh, you might have seen our Bulmers Rovers flag. Well, we are officially linked up with Flagman Ireland, and he has made that one. And he's cooking up a new one. Tales from the East End flag coming soon. So if you need a flag or you want one made up, Flagman is your man. And you can find him on Facebook or just Google Flagman Ireland, and he does amazing work. He made the big, huge one that hangs in the Roadstone. Did you see that one? Yeah. That the fans yeah, got made? Yeah, And he made that one. So countless other Rovers flags. So mention Tales from the East End, you might get a sneaky discount. So uh, we're going to be putting the memory man to the test today, but he's oh, been on the shit. show before. So go back and listen to episodes nine and eight and nine and the sixth and the third of April if you want to hear more from Jules. Correct. Yeah, I asked Jules about his, uh, his first game, his favourite game, his favourite player, and uh, 1994 title winning season. And you also gave us your all-time 11, which yeah, I'll li- recap now. Yeah, which yeah, I left out Derek Tracy. Bad, bad move. I think did I put Alan Bourne in? Yeah, it was Alan O'Neill and Goal, Harry Kenny, Peter Eccles, Gina Brazil, Kevin Brady, back mm-hmm. four. Pat Byrne, Stephen Rice, Liam O'Brien, John Tall, which you later replaced with Tracy. Mm-hmm. And Tony Cousins and Gary Twig up front. Yeah, no change. So any changes now, no. looking back on it? No, no, no. Um at the my wedding last white four overs tables. I'd all the tables that had named after me favourite sports stars. Right. Um, the lot of the Rovers lads weren't impressed me putting the Shabby Alonso table <laughs> but I was doing it in numbers so they were on table 14 and he wore 14 so but the four overs I had was uh, Twig was the top table it wasn't even a deal who that was going to be had to be um, I had P. 
Peter Echoes, Pat Bourne and Stephen Weiss. Yeah, I could technically cool. include Jason Sherlock in that because he did play one season at Rovers. Yeah. So we'll include him in that. Do you know who wasn't impressed with your team? It was Alan Matthews because you had four central midfielders. Ah, just look at six. <laughs> yeah, we play a diamond. Once in yeah. one two and then one just point the front two. But yeah, you did, like do what Man O'Neill did in the playoff. Just have oh Jesus, no, no, sure, no, no, one, no one out wide, and we just get destroyed down the, down the wings. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. We just get destroyed down the wings. So Joe's also had one of our favorite quotes from any interview all year, and uh, it was that a Rovers fan will think about Rovers every day, yeah. and this is uh, something that struck a chord with us because it's. It's pretty much me and Cara back and forth every day talking about Rovers and what we'll do for the show and what, how we'll improve and just talking about Rovers in general. So People remember that quote. Like it's been said back to us a few times over yeah. the season. Yeah, definitely has. But it's true though. Like, I mean, you take, again, I go back, biggest day in life you week, so it was about an hour where we just talked about with the Rovers, lads, about Rovers. And even to me, Dad, in the morning, they went talking about Rovers. It's just crazy. It's just... It's such a big part of your, of your life, really. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mates of mine who don't go to League of One, they just think Rovers ask all of this for is 90 minutes every week. It's not. Yeah, isn't it? It's bollocks. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. It means a lot more than that. It's yeah. a lot more than that. You know? And you've been following Rovers 24 years now, Jules, and yeah. uh, you come from a mixed marriage, as you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, my mother's family were, were, were all Shelbourne, and when I am. Um, Dad brought me to Rovers when I was six, and when I became a Rovers fan, they had to tell my. Great Uncle Peter, who was on Shelburne committee, so we let it to my mother because it was her uncle. Break the news from And uh, the number of expletives, I was only six years old in one room of the house, <laughs> and I just get all these expletives from the other room of the house, and she told me he wasn't impressed. Jeez, and I can only imagine out. that. If my son, if Jaden told me he was going to support a different team, wow, well, like, of Ireland, oh, I'd be devastated. Um, I think because my dad was always, my dad was a, is a, is a, is a big Manchester United fan, and he lost me to Liverpool, and yeah. it wasn't going to happen. In League of Ireland, there's not a chance. I think if I'd support someone else in League of Ireland at six years old, he'd throw me out the house. Yeah, on to that one, yeah. So, but I'm glad he, he I'm, I'm glad that at least with that one because it's, it's yeah, there's been a lot of ups and, and downs for us over 24 years, but I've not just the football aspect, but the social aspect, but I make so many people. But you keep coming back. Friends and stuff, yeah. And it's, it, it, it's a big part of my life and it's a big part of my family's life, really, as well. You know, it's, and it's it, it's a great club. It's a fantastic club. And people outside it, they just want to think the bad things about us. They don't realise what a great club we are. I know, yeah. Have. You have to be in it to, to realise, don't yeah, you? Yeah. But uh, tell us about the Pride of Rings End uh, Supporters Club. Yeah, we yeah we started in 2006. Um, I was on Rings End one night, and it was in the chip, the chipper down there, and there was a poster up. I think Ed Saul and Jay McLean, it was there. There, Bobby, they wanted to right. do something, and I think we, we always wanted to have a permanent structure in the bare place of the club, so there's nothing there. So, um, I saw a picture, and it was a meeting on the I don't remember the date 10th of February 2006. Of course, um, of course, you remember the date, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we want people to come along to be interested. So, I went along. My plan that night was just to be a normal member, I had no intention of being a committee member, and, and Ed was going to be chairman which he still is Jay, Jay McLean was going to be secretary and um, we've had a couple of secretaries since we'll mention in a minute and then we, we need a treasurer and I'm like oh, I'm not doing this and then Paul came and I nominate Justin Mason Paul Clayton seconded before I even had a chance to object I couldn't even object I was on it and 11 years later I know I'm still there we've also had Brian Mason obviously he's now living in, in Poland he was a oh really yeah he's a he was a club secretary as well and then we've Donald Dunn now who's the it was a new secretary so we've been gone 11 years we we won buses to not many away games a lot, a lot depends on how the team are doing and people go well go or not but we try and run a bus to every home game because 
it's a, it's a bit of a trek out to Tala for me then. Now you could oh, get yeah. the Lewis, but like it's a fair deal. The Lewis takes a good time to get out there, you know. So if we want a bus, we charge. I think it's a ten hour turn. It's thirty minutes out, thirty minutes back. If they want to go for a point, they're back in the vintage by about half ten on a Friday, which is good considering closing time is half twelve. Yeah, yeah. So it, it works well like that. And we, we, it's we, just handy, isn't there. it? Yeah, good it's setup. The, the five side it was a pretty we good have this year. I think in fairness, we're just about to speak on that. I heard, uh, I heard you putting it off because you heard it was on our team. Yeah, I didn't like that now. We've got, um, got Shazzy, we've got Lukey Bourne, James doing it. I think, I think you're pulling it off on purpose, it's, it's like that episode. It's like that episode of The Simpsons when they're in the baseball episode, they pick the team. That's the Four bars getting out of the dog Although James Dillon could be, could be missing. We don't know what's going on with him at the moment. It's we'll a strange about him in that picture. Um, like I can understand maybe he's in the gym you know he's just want to wear the gear and you know kind of show oh, he's on trial that Tranmere type thing mm. but I don't know if he's in contract I don't know if he's like I mean we had Michael O'Connor who was over at Burnley and that was deemed okay he can go over he can go on trial yeah. there's no problem there so I think it's the same thing with Dune I think Dune yeah. is out of contract I yeah. think so and you wonder if someone making him take that picture is there someone pushing that yeah, but are we? Why haven't we gone out on a limb and said not on a limb, but why haven't we released it and said, okay, James Dillon been released the same way that Madden? Yeah, because if he is our contract, why hasn't yeah. he been released officially? Maybe if it doesn't work out for him, maybe they're going to offer him some. Yeah, I'd like to keep all. I think he's a good player. I think I'd like to hold on to him. Well, so. the potential is definitely there. I don't think there's a question of that. Yeah, I think definitely. His goal against Cork was superb. Like he left the cut in the league cup. Um, exactly. I think your man's yeah. still on the ground. He's still yeah. trying to get up. After being skinned, I watched that and I think I was like, oh, Jesus, freaking, this year was a wedding year for me. I was at my cousin's wedding and it was the second day of it. It was me and my dad watching that on my phone. In I think the League of Ireland page were doing the, mm. were doing the live cast from it. was excellent. God, <laughs> went down a scarf, he said, My dad jumped up out of the seats. Man, <laughs> in the middle of the wedding? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh the noise in the stadium. That oh, noise. man. It was, was literally, I, I was looking around, jumping around, and then I realised, I was like, Where's my son? <laughs> Where and he was in. I think he was on the pitch and Webster was holding him up. But that, that's was, what last season brought. That, yeah. Last season, I know there's some people who want have very high expectations and, and and maybe rightly so. But last season was a, there was a buzz about the club again. The buzz that hadn't been since O'Neill left in 2011, and it was brilliant. And and things like that happened. Like when we lost the League Cup final, like we were applauding that team for ten minutes after. Like we lost the league of final to draw it in 2012, we'd all gone with 10 minutes, to yeah, yeah, you know, because it was like this is terrible. You're right about the vibe, though, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's and, amazing. And that night when we got the winner, now I, I don't like seeing people on the pitch, but I couldn't understand why people did it that night. Ah, I don't know, you're gonna bring up garlic, like, <laughs> whatever. Only one pitch invasion with Jaws in his whole career, <laughs> I was in a dress, I was in a dress. <laughs> The makeup was lovely as well. Oh, uh, Carrie, you want to talk about? Yeah, so uh, we obviously wanted you on the end of season special, but uh, you had to give it a miss. There was, yeah, was something, something on that something day. On that weekend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe's and Simon Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Letting weddings get in the way of what really matters. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, are you going to release me now? Was <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was Farky giving uh, Neil Doyle abuse against? The strange thing is. Neil and Alan get on very well. <laughs> That's the thing. Like they've known each other. Like Al would have known Neil just as long as I've known. Oh really? Oh yeah, we've known oh. each other nearly quarter of a century. Oh, Every cool. time he rests one of our games, just Farky comes over to me. I was like, I know what he's going to go on about. He's going to go on about Neil Doyle here. <laughs> and then the rant begins. Like, um, and we to be going to you, mate. Though I know. Yeah, that's why we give him abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And we get delighted with the message that uh, Twiggy sent. Ah, oh, Jesus! Unbelievable. And you'd no idea. Hadn't a clue. Brilliant. Hadn't a bug. Um, Brendan knew and obviously Neil like he wasn't my best man so he 
he had, he went and got that it. was Neil's brainchild yeah Jeez, Neil, fair play, Neil and Brandon did fair play talk fantastic to but jeez uh, when I got it ah oh, jeez forgive his refereeing for that <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in tears Neil when I got it no, uh, you know who got married as well we'll get to Wiggy and Johnny Blues eventually who got Guaranteed. married who got married Umbrella Man Umbrella Man got married do you remember Umbrella Man oh in the cup semi-final 2010 <laughs> there we go yeah, cup he just rattled that one out cup semi-final 2010 <laughs> he's a local actually yeah, yeah he's from Crumlin we don't know his name we won't, we won't. I've never seen him at a Rovers match since no I don't think he goes too often but uh, what did he stick an umbrella in the cake <laughs> yeah Umbrella Man <laughs> yeah, he was going to great he got loads of coverage out of that Oh, it sounds like radioactive man psyche umbrella <laughs> man so uh, yeah so we asked everybody three questions at the end of season special and it was their player of the season the highlight of the season and the new player they want to sign for next season so Joe's give us your answers give us your um, player of the season so far oh Gary Shaw I think he was dead right he was who I voted for I think his 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 work rate is phenomenal I think he he reminds me an awful lot if you had a him and someone like a McMillan together they'd be legal because Gary would do all the, he'd do all the link up play, all the donkey work for want of a better term, and he'd, and he'd chip in with a number of goals. A bit like Terry Everson the year we won the league in 94, and someone like McMillan who bang in about 25 goals. Yeah. We'd have been in the league title if we had that. Um, moment of the season, I'm going to be personal, it was Galway. I had to win. There you go. I mean, it was me stag weekend, uh, lads who were at the, like, I hadn't a clear what they were going to dress me up in. I had all this fear and I was at Brenda you know love she goes I don't have a clue she didn't like, no if you got to please tell me I'm going to be your husband for JC just tell me <laughs> no she wouldn't and I was at this fear I'm going to tell them the bowls kit oh me the god kit. that would have been worse and then they handed me out in the shower getting ready to go to the match and they come back out and I'll be uh, the lads are bursting down the flipping door and I had an octave so I better oh wait I got out and next thing all I see is a dress there Lovely flower print dress, right. lovely makeup. It was massive that night. Had, they hadn't got me glasses. Pretty. They wanted to go out with me glasses. That would have been ridiculous. I'd probably invade the pitch with Galway as guard if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they did it. So I said, look, you're going to imagine this. Fair enough. But when I got to the ground, the Galway stewards went into the bar. Every Rovers fan, just who I've known, for, like, lads I've known for years, like, um, like the first one was, was Glennon and he just he just started pissing himself uh, laughing then Maloney comes in pissing himself laughing now, I thought the best quote it was Kenny Barra jeez I was drunk I was that drunk even Joe's was starting to look attractive it was fantastic and I just wonder I, I watched the match in the stand the first half but the second half I just stood behind the gun I was talking to Garrett I, Bourne I, I spoke to you I think I spoke, spoke to you yeah. I think now and when they said, I, I just <laughs> went to myself if we get a win here and go on the pitch and never intended and just when I went down I just ran out of the pitch and one of my mates Connor from Warby wouldn't like go to leave or match and she said I'm looking where the hell is Justin and he said I just look on the pitch and there's this fellow over there on the train <laughs> what, what, a, what a game what it a was, I tell you it was fantastic and it just like it, it was a great start to the weekend for like not all my mates are Rovers fans a lot of them didn't go to match but when they heard about it they like, it just set the tone for your weekend didn't it so then that night we're in a, the club called Coyote and Mark and Lynch walks in we're catching they're obviously staying there and I went I'm I'm sorry. Were you still in the dress? No, jeez, I changed back. I think the makeup was still on me. I couldn't get couldn't get the blush off. Couldn't get the blush off. Oh, they must have it was Eddie Izzard or something like that, you know. But um, when we got a, I said to Mark, I said, Mark, I'm really sorry. I said, um, I'll pay whatever fine. And I said, that could be too grand. Yeah, I don't care. I'll pay the fine. But thankfully, paying is taking my membership. Ah, that was. I think just the way we won the match as well. The fact it was Gary you know, Shaw as well. Yeah. We knew about his record against Galway. And it had well, to be him. got the two there earlier. It had to be him that got bulked yeah. up. 
And you got your uh, photo with him. The and, photo with Shazzy. And Bradzer. Yeah, Shazzy was a bit, what the hell is this? Yeah. Fair play, Bradzer was just, Bradzer spotted me and was just in kings of laughter. He was nearly bent over himself laughing. <laughs> you know? But it was, uh, ah, it was, uh, and then when you had Gary on a few weeks ago when you were talking to the point of his head. Is that the fella in the dress? Yeah. I've been spotting over his toes. You're officially years. nailed. Is that what I'm going to be for the rest of my life? Yeah, Joe yeah. came out to me in the game Justine. of Laura after that. And he was like, I am more than just a man in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional times. Oh, yeah. So, a uh, player you want to sign? Um, It would probably be McMillan. I think at the moment it probably looks like he's going he to the same the pole. Um, Anyone else really? I was... As we probably discussed, I was delighted. I think Buzz was a very good sign. Yeah, uh, but I think sign. McMillan would have been the, the one. As I think, if we had an out now God's card, it would be really, really close. Mm. Really, really. I close. think so. It's, it's like I said, it's so positive. So and that's that's not it. Like Shazi is brilliant. What he does and Shazi could get to a stage where he could get twenty goals. This season. is the discussion. Like I said, I keep going back to this point. Lee Barnwell, Barney made a great point on the show. Is that look at McMillan at UCD and Patsy was rubbish. Mm. And then if if we can groom him and turn him into one of those strugs, I think Shazi can get twenty plus yeah. goals. Because, like I said, you look at McMillan at UCD and Patsy was poor. But if we, we could, I guarantee us, not guarantee it, but I think Shazzy could go on and be that guy who scores yeah, all those goals. I agree with that. I think if I, we get the right guys behind him. Well, I, I think, look, at the start of the season, I was worried for Shaw because when we lost up Damon Kilkenny, he was the only senior player in that team. We that asked him, was he being punished? He said no. Yeah. no. He said no, he no. wasn't. So I was like, well, and we'd gotten, we'd gotten O'Connor in. There was obviously a team that Boyd was going to. Progressed from last season, mm-hmm. and O'Connor so, started the first game. O'Connor, O'Connor, started, for Boyd, hadn't we? O'Connor started the first game in Dundalk, and he got we didn't get no change. I think it was was it Garland and Barrett. I think that night. No, didn't give, didn't mm. give but Shaw just had a baby to time first. Yes, and I think that's what happened. It wasn't drops necessarily, but uh, I, I think he, he was definitely a player of the year. But if we got him and him and Milner front, would be, be great. Mm. But as I said in the show before, I mean, Shaw got twelve goals, Graham Burke got ten. That's twenty-two. I think that is enough to win a title. That partnership. If we, imagine we added something else though. I think, I think element, a McElhaney or yeah, well, somebody else that could grab. Apparently, we're like interested in him. I heard we're looking now. Jerry like I said, this off. is they could be all hearsay. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Four-year contract, but I'm hearing that we're looking for like a fox in the box, like a finisher, a, ty- a Christy Fagan type guy who can just well take the, chances in the box, which that, is very hard to come across. It's very hard. McMillan will be the one, that, but it looks like he's definitely on his way yeah. to, to St John's. Do you think O'Connor is capable of having an impact in the league similar to the way Maguire did or Richie's Hell or I think Pat Holden even? That's sort of a season. I think O'Connor, you've got to realise, Carney, he's still 19. He's, he's got all the attributes, young. I think, Joe's. And I think it's actually a good thing that he's not going to Brandon, that he's staying, I think. Yeah. And like his, he, he can see some of the goals he got this year, the one he got against Bowes early on the season, the header in the Cup semi-final replay. Mm. He has it in him. But I just think people need to be patient with him. It's the same with Boyd. They're young. They're still kids. They're nineteen years old. You know, so we still have got to be a lot of patience with them. But especially, I think I think O'Connor could definitely. And then you have to take into the fact that the formation that we do play is a one up front. And yeah. Is O'Connor won't play in the hole. No. He won't play in that role. So we're gonna have to have one up front. It's either Shazzy O'Connor or it won't be Boyd this season anyway. I don't think so. So are we gonna drop our player of the year? It's like Shazzy's a no, starter no, for me. No, you know no, what I mean? So he's gonna start. Yeah. yeah. So we'll move on to our uh, end of season special. So. What a show, Carl. Podcast man the match with Anto Proctor. Lens senior cup star. <laughs> Absolutely. No, was the that. way he told it was amazing. I was listening yeah. to that. I was actually shopping for stuff for my honeymoon. And I was actually in Debenhams. And I let out the roar. <laughs> and I just looked at Mary on the shoulder. And there's people looking at me going, Who's this crazy guy? Oh, oh, it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. 
Initially, Ando turned us down. He didn't want to be on the podcast. But and then, then he heard that. The Barretts came along and he heard. But then he heard that all he had to do was just be in the audience and drink. So yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come along. Come along, yeah. He's made to the Barretts. Well, Ken, do you know what? Kenny flew home just for the show. Yeah. We'll talk about him missing his flights later on, but. <laughs> Back to Galway again. <laughs> we were trying to get Ando into fancy dresses, Val. We had set it up. We had set it up the whole way across we the board. We emailed every other guest and said, We're going to announce on the show that it's fancy dress, but it's not. We're just trying to fill one person. And that was Anto. Yeah. And he didn't do it. He, he, uh, he it was, it was a good scheme, but it didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, but after the show, Gary just said to me, Carol, what just happened? Because it went that well. It was brilliant, lads, and I, I listened to it. Just it was a, so much just, fun, though. Just to decide, am I the first person, technically, who was on the list of hatred to be actually a guest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did he actually push you on? Because I, I was like, no, he said, no, he said every, is it every um, yeah. Walrus fan who still goes to GA matches. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that is a few and people. Though. I had been, I'd been wild by McDowell the night that he said, I'm going to bring it up. I'm like, ah, yeah, fine. I'd forgotten about it, listening to it. But then when I heard McDowell had left, I thought, oh, my God, wave this. And then I heard Alan Kiel going, well, this is to do it last night, and I knew yeah, him easily. I and I text him. I text him. Yeah, this, this, this. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it was a brilliant show, lads. I have to say, we I laugh. And do you know what? We've like, decided that we're going to do a start of the season special as well. We have to. I well, mean, I think, I why think, not? I think that's a good idea because there's a buzz. Then people are looking for everyone. Football fans, are eternal optimists. Mm. Eternal optimists. Even if it's a terrible season the year before, you go, can't wait. Let's back. We'll, exactly, we'll do it this yeah. year. Well, the real ones, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I definitely so, think we should. I mean, there's there's going to be loads of material. There's going to be. I mean, we're not short. We'll carry out. We'll provide the alcohol again. We'll have a good crack. I mean, I think that ended up lasting for two days. They all ended up in Forky's gaff. Yeah. They all went out. Barney yeah, um, the whole lot. I bumped into. I was at the Leinster match on Friday with Jared Fitzgerald, and Jared told me that he said Lee Barrett and Kenny Barrett and Alan Keogh ended up somewhere. I think he went out to Weatherspoons there in Blackwalk. It's just fair play, dogs. You're two serious drinkers there. Mm. Yeah, the Connollys reportedly uh, stumbled home on the train. On the train? And they were afraid to listen back to the show as well. Yeah, the fear <laughs> was <laughs> kicking in. But speaking of Farky, he may as well have just sat beside us, Gar. He was that involved in the show. He, he, he nearly got the prize for hijacking it, but you know what? He's hilarious, I have to say. I think this... I, I've known Alan a long time. I still the times I call him Alan and there's times I call him Farky because I'm convinced there's times just two different people. Yeah. Like, he was in Switzerland the, yeah. re- the weekend. Yeah. There was some uh, suspect photos going around. Yeah, he's a good lad. They weren't pelicans anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he did make a great suggestion, but it was too late to actually use that. We should use the whistle to restore order. Because remember how like it was a chaotic yeah. last at some stage. Do you know, what? it just turned to a royal rumble. There was, yeah. there was all sorts going on. I just gave up editing it the last forty minutes. I just, I'm just letting this go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was brilliant, as we but, uh, deserve both. We never. Well, I'm not saying this was a man. I think you both deserve great credit for it. It's a. This is a massive part of the club now. Every week is like, can't wait for tours. They can't wait for tours. Oh, can't no, wait that's great to hear because do you know what? You know, we it's, it's honestly brilliant. we listen back to ourselves because we we. It's not that we like listen to our own voice. We just like the content because it's. We're we're taking it from like we're taking from extra time and Carl's stats are just out of his mind, and we're 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 just. <laughs> like I'm struggling for words but it's, it's just we, we're just too we love Rover so much that this is just what we want to do Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just a love and a passion I've genuinely missed this yeah it's been four weeks yeah, yeah. And the problem is most of my podcasts I think there's three I listen to go on give us a shout out to you I'm interested in this because I'm podcast crazy at the moment there's yourselves obviously there's the League of Ireland one 
And I know Johnny Ward and Lantine, but... You, you know Johnny Ward? Johnny, I hate Rovers Ward. Uh, he hates Rovers. Well, he doesn't like us for some reason. He hates us. There's a story I'll tell you about him later. Okay, um, okay. And then the other one, I'm probably not allowed to mention this, is the blue is the colour Dublin GA one. But they all ended around the same time this year. So I've nothing yeah, yeah. for the last one. I, well, I, li- I listened to the odds Celtic and Liverpool one as well. So, um, oh, I'm a podcast addict at the moment. Um, no. They'd be the, the main three I, I'd listen to. Now, as you know, I do the, the radio show at Dublin City FM and we've done SoundCloud and it's the odd time we listen to I was to on that once. Yeah, and the one thing I hate, I'm like, I don't sound like that. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't think you sound like the way you actually talk and I'm like, no, nah, that's not me. That must, be me. that must be me twin brother, Jason. Yeah, we never did get McDara's pick for uh, List of Hatred. McDara's too nice. Uh, the colonies didn't get, didn't get their three answers. Because of the when we took the break, because of the madness, we took the break, and then we forgot to actually come back to him. And we didn't get the Darius match either, although probably Johnny Bills would have uh, slaughtered him. Well, I don't know. I think uh, John Connolly's tattoos, and he's he's got a good history. And I have to say, just John's John's story about being advised by the judge oh, to take five crazy. years off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's class. Uh, I, I know I know John a lot of time we're over and I was listening to going to work one morning about the, the train coming back and it was a water for the Limerick in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I, oh, I caught you just laughing. So Excellent much. stuff. Uh, I know lads I have the physique of his darts player and I look a bit like Raymond <laughs> Van Barnabelt but I can't play like him sadly. So, so uh, you uh, you had a story? Good. Yeah. Um, in the time on the radio show I do the car came on I was actually thinking well, the day before I was done the last year in Horn semi-final and the night before I'd end up out with Brenda it was a couple of years at the time and she came over the next day she says are you alright I says yeah why you're crying in the taxi last night I says what <laughs> she says you're crying in the taxi I went hell she just went so proud of they did everything they could have robbed my referee I was bawling crying in the taxi can't remember that at Crying, crying. <laughs> we lost our own horns every the car. Crying. Uh, I like a man with emotions. Oh, yeah, well, it happened. But that's sport, though. That's what sport brings, and football brings it especially in Rovers. Do you know what? You hit the nail on the head there. Do you know what I always say this to Carl? I said the contrast and emotions when you're watching a game of football, sport and Fingal in particular, remember the 2-1, from, from complete joy to devastation, all in the space of 90 minutes, sometimes seconds. It's amazing. How can you not love football? How can you not? Oh, no, I have a rant. No, I'm not going to rant I think now. That I won't rant now. I'll save me rants. That was the first. I was going to bring about four months at the time. I think that was the first day she realised what this club actually meant. To yeah, me. it's people don't realise it. She called over to my house and she goes, Is he here? And my dad answered the phone and went, Brenda, what the hell have I done? Have I upset him or something? <laughs> so she went in, my mum was there, like me, um, Kieran, who York with his mother, yeah. and the rest of my auntie Lizzie was there. And your man said, don't go inside to Kiernan. She said, Kiernan's dad and Paul. Because why? We're always lost. So I know that, but they've probably lost a leg. And apparently Justin's in a worse state than them too. <laughs> so she came down to Vintas to collect me. You all right? Yep. We go for food? Yep. Where do you want to go? Don't care. That was it. It was just short yeah. trip. Just in the horrors for the yeah. day. Like, yeah. The next day I brought out for me because I had to apologise. And I said, love, we fucked up the leg. I think we all, Jamie, thought we had. And then I actually watched it on the Monday. On Monday night soccer as it was then and it was like torture because we should have won that game 4-5 yeah we, we, we missed you the penal as well didn't we if you look at that game we played really well we missed, Turner missed the penal he did yeah at 1-0 at the crossbar Denny he missed I think Denny missed a one-on-one as well that day we played really Aiden really well Price, that day. absolutely I'd have it was a Brian Brian um, does it with Tommy Tommy the matches he blamed Manus and I no. said no way I no way it has to be it was definitely Aiden, Aiden. Uh, and Aiden will admit himself he, he was hesitant completely hesitant yeah. and like Dave was Glenn Crow 
Was it Glencoe? Gary Neal? No, Gary Glencoe got one. Slot in the home. Memorable. I'll never forget that eerie silence after the second goal. Unbelievable. Worth more noise in the morgue. Unbelievable. It was like a death in the family. That's because we had gone on that one. Had we won something like eight, you can tell me, eight to ten games in a row or something we won that. I think we drew with Bray and then our next game we didn't win was the five one defeat in Dundalk. We won every league game in between. That five match you tipped him? We'd rather have a tipped than a fan. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Absolutely pissing rain yeah. sitting there on the on Monday night. Right, so uh, we've got the quote of the show as well, end of season special. It was Forky. Forky said, I've tried to kick myself in the head, it's physically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were also the subject of a Maloney Facebook post, so we've officially made it. And he said, It's a gathering, but more importantly, it's a Rovers gathering. We're in a secretive location that is colloquially known as Johnny Blue's Tales from the East End and the season special, and Rovers are well represented. We're a motley crew, as it evidenced by the turnout. We have Rovers directors, authors, program contributors, and all around bogeys present. Karen Connolly is present with her dad, John, just in case we're deemed sexist. There's a few slabs of beer laid on by Curry O Penny Hill off license, and the beer is flowing almost consistently as the conversation. But when we get together and we talk about Rovers, we actually forget that we're here for a podcast. And we're here speaking about co- podcasts. There has to be a huge shout out to Carl and Gary for providing such a service, which has gone down so well with the Rovers faithful. And while I'm at kudos to Bradzer, his staff and our players being so accessible. In saying that, I don't think I'd have James doing it as if we found a friend as if I wanted to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Thursday mornings won't be the same again with the podcast to listen to, but just look at our current team, they'll come back bigger and better next season. Ah, uh, yeah, you've made him an audio. He's so remember, quotable, isn't he? He texts me. I think it was two years ago Dublin drew May on the other in semi-final and the replay was scheduled for the same day Bowles were playing Bowles and Tala Manoni texts me where will you be next to me Saturday so I'm actually the wedding Jason two hours later on Facebook post out the Rovers and Dublin fans where will you be next Saturday oh you better phantom wedding like <laughs> <laughs> phantom wedding he's unbelievable <laughs> I love him I absolutely love him I give him that Oh gee, I absolutely wet me said Phantom I actually was at a wedding but Phantom wedding they chose to go there. The point that Maloney was making there about the mix of fans. Jason McKean was saying this to me as well. It's actually a great fantastic mix. mix of fans. Like there's there's people there who would probably never normally hang out with each other. Yeah. And we were all together singing and well, I think that sums up Rovers and I think somebody John oh, Bonas always said Rovers is inclusive, not exclusive. Yeah. That sums it. And I think I think from my part, I think I included the bogeys to be honest. <laughs> I think uh, you had the authors and the journalists. <laughs> the intellectuals, yeah. The intellectuals, <laughs> I had the bogeys. Yeah. So <laughs> um the Billy Sullivan song got a got a uh, an airing as well from 2001. That Is went that down well. Copy that? Yeah, we certainly yeah, do. We yeah. have a hard copy. Paul O'Dwyer gave us one. I think we have a copy somewhere in the house. Almost everyone had heard it, and uh, we opened the show with it as well. So we forgot to give a shout out to Paul O'Dwyer. And he's the one who emailed us. So big shout out to Paul O'Dwyer, good hoops family, the Odwires, and they. Uh, yeah, they Paul said that uh, he said it's from a CD that him and his dad got from the old merchandise shop that used to be in the Park West mm-hmm. Industrial. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the club office, I think, around the time. That's actually where I signed up as a member. Um, it was right beside the job. I took a break from my job. I was on a half hour break and on post. Yeah. It's literally a stone's throw from my job. The road from yeah, and I walked over and I signed 2000, up as a member. 2007. Yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. And he says the CD has three tracks. Uh, first one called Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. Second one called I Just Want to Make Love to You. <laughs> and the third one is called Shamrock Rovers in brackets karaoke mix. I thought you were going to say Sam Crawford. I just want to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's sure it's been said yeah. before. Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, he said he could never find it anywhere on the internet, so he was delighted that the CD managed to survive. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. Yeah. I was at the, the launch of that, and was it 
What's that pub in Tanner? Irons? No, the one begins with M. Malloy's. Malloy's, yeah. Yeah. The Gary Twig base. Yeah, yeah, that was in 2002 at the Lansdale, yeah. There was a lot of people there. There was a lot of drink that day as well. I'd say so. But Carl, I actually have some stats for the end of season special, if you're going to like these. I don't think you've heard them, so... uh, Carl, you're going to have to introduce Gary's stats, so go ahead. Alright, here's Gary's stats. The best stats today until the next one so it was Jason Maloney's second time in Johnny Blues and his first time hijacking the show he is currently somewhere in Glasgow swimming in Magners Ryan LeGrew was at every home game last season and every away game and the special he even turns up at Tata Stadium every morning to watch Rochi open the mail (laughs) Forky was top scorer with four ounces of McChrystal snuff shoveled up his nose and Kenny B missed his fourth flight of the season and his wallet turned up in Manchester a consistent performer <laughs> Lee Barmall ended up with a total of four puncture runes in his arse it wasn't only goals that were leaking from the back that day there were two leg casts two sets of brothers one father-daughter combo and three generations of the Parsons family present Anto Proctor set the Johnny Blues record for being absolutely wrote off within 40 minutes <laughs> and finally McDara Ferris got man the match for being able to sit through the whole thing so called sober <laughs> So that is Gary's stats. <laughs> That's quite good. He's got the bar, how are Yeah, so. Um, I played the Mac. I don't know how he did it. I right. really don't. What am I on now? I am on the Little Bastard Ale. There we go. So this, we're going to see what this one's like. And, George, you were involved in the recording that day in, with the Billy Sullivan. And what are your memories of the 2001 2002 teams? Uh, we actually made it. We. I think we ended up second in the league on the pitch we were toured but then Pats had their 15 points deducted 15 and points and we got to the two two cup semi-finals were beating them both um, at one stage in the middle of February those people at the time talking about a treble out in three weeks the whole season was over um, we lost one in the league cup semi in, in, in Limerick which was disappointingly we were forced to take the time but the worst was the cup semi-final in Dundalk we lost 4-0 that was just horrendous um, so much expectation going into oh, it oh huge and I think because we lost the cup semi-final the year before people were thinking well we can't lose two years in a row um, but it was just horrendous so two down at half time spanked and I remember there was Rovers fans I think there was in the stand where they were but they had us splattered around I think that you could walk around all the way at the time but we all gathered together to start the second half to get behind the team and when the team came out excuse me even though we were 2-0 down there was a mad roar and then within I think about 3 minutes Martin Wiley put them 3-0 up and then another two minutes later, Keddy put them four up. It was like done, does Ah, oh, it was horrendous. And um, a couple of like that. That was the day the first big. Remember the big Troy card used to have rings end on it. Yeah. The likes of Ed Saul and Glenn. They got an air in that day. That was oh. the first air. They got it blessed by the priest and rings end shorts before the match. Did <laughs> <laughs> really well, then, did it? Um, oh. And that night we went and pushed ourselves. The lads I go with the likes of. Do you think Alan Kiel might be with us? Like myself and Cavanagh, Jeff Fitzgerald, and Scott Cowan and all. And uh, Pai de la Hunty, the rest of them, I think, was with us as well. And um, we ran a bus that night, and it couldn't. Our driver was, she, we were at the bus, but she'd gone off to get a cup of coffee because she didn't know we'd be out. And we're standing away in the bus, and Pat Dolan walked towards us. No way. And we were like, he's going to slag us. And he was sort of like, oh God, no, bus are over, so that's what we're going to get. And we just started talking to him, and in fairness, in his column, I think in the start of the time the following week, he mentioned us. He's a gent. Yeah. We said this on the show before. He's a gent. Yeah, and it was a lovely thing to do, and he said, he said, I've now had my issues with Rovers fans, we said, them lads are really nice, and it was nice for us to get, but it was a horrendous night. Oh, I'd say so. But that season, we actually did quite well. I think football probably wasn't great to watch. 
which was surprising because Damien Richardson always wanted his teams to play football. But Do you that think Rico's time was a bit underappreciated in hindsight, considering how poorly we did in 2003, 4 and 5? Well, if you want to, you have to look at the circumstances of the club at the time as well, Cap. Like, we'd no home. We'd no training base. Where where were the, the players were training different places? We were being thrown our home games between between Talca and, bet- and Richmond at the time. So to actually get in the top three in the league that year and book out the following season as well was when you look back was some achievement. Mm. He's running up twice, I think. One of, yeah. yeah. And um but uh, that season like we, we beat Bowes two times, I think. Tony Grant got the winner in two. The first one was the hundred celebration at Daily Mountain. They had all this part, they just oh. won the double and they'd won their first five league games a season, they're gonna do this dominate League One football for years. We beat them one 0 Then they came to Richmond Park, they battered us. But we still beat them one 0 Tony Granson. I think Tony O'Dell saved everything that posed through him. Tony O'Dell's a listener, actually. Yeah, you know, we'll have here. to get him on eventually. Yeah, he's very good. old Tony. One thing, yeah. if you ever noticed the team pictures Tony's in, he never looks at the camera. No, I never noticed. Just watch that. Yeah. Oh, he looks away from the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Carl, our first show in four weeks. Yeah, well, people have you been, been getting the shakes? What have people been doing with the Thursday mornings? Oh, no, yeah. Uh, walk. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to ask you, how was your Halloween last? Ending uh, super spooky spooky? No, none spooky. Got Marty's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? A friend of mine in work actually is, he was at a wedding that was Halloween themed and everybody was dressed up. So I don't, I don't know if that's we, a, way, a way you'd want to go to Halloween. She wanted to do it the second day. I was like, oh God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you know just the robber's Halloween picture? You had Trevor Clark as a jogger. Um... Cameron King as Andy Murray. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Carbon was a fireman. Yeah. I don't know what the hell Webby was. He was just some... <laughs> Webby, no. Webby. <laughs> Webby was a hot dog. <laughs> That's what it was. He was a hot dog. And it's, he did his infamous face that uh, he always pulls. Uh, and Webby's gone now. Um, would you have held... Would you have, let's talk about that. Would you have held on to Webby? I thought he would have been a good squad member. He would have been a very good squad member. Yeah. Unless if someone lined up. That's I reckon it would have been a case of maybe he was on high wages. Yeah, and um, maybe it was a case of him being the backup, and they didn't want to pay him first team wages, and he wouldn't have been featuring too often. So that's my take on it. But I would have kept Webby. I tell yeah. you, he's a good squad yeah. player. A lot of people give him stick. He can play in front of the back four. Yeah. You know, it's but it wasn't to be. So probably suppose he ends up back at break. Oh, I, I reckon maybe Waterford. Mm, I think Nutty took him. Nutty, the Nutty take him. Waterford yeah. can't sign everyone, you know. Mm. Everyone says, "Oh, he might be going to Waterford." Yeah. Can't sign sixty players. It, it makes sense, though. I mean, Nutsy's the, the Chelsea's done it in England. Director of football there. <laughs> Loaned everyone else. Now farm them out. Yeah. yeah. So Carl and I actually working together for a couple of months and on post, which involves me finding the prof in the building, talking about Rovers for half the night. But we're in good company. There's plenty of hoops there. John Christian, Joe Carrick. Joe Carrick was talking about you today. Joe, Joe Carrick, said he yeah. taught you the ropes. Joe, yeah. He showed you the ropes. Yeah, Jesus. Your first programme. Yeah. Uh, Sellers, Joe was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe said that. Uh, Joe's, good. Joe's a great hoop. Great Love hoop. talking to him. Whole family used to go. Yeah, always. Oh, yeah. Good, good lad. And yeah. it, like I said, DMC is a rover stronghold. You've got Anto Machus. Anto's a fantastic hoop. Really, really opinionated and in a good way. you got Neil Prendergast uh, of the Prendergast clan. you got Jay Moore. And DMC is Rovers only. Yeah, Jay Moore, yeah. And you have my cousin there. Kiernan. Kiernan's yeah. there as well. There's probably more I'm not even I'll mention. For, you've for got, do you know what? Uh, Mr. Noel King. Yeah. Mr. Shamrock Rovers. His son is there, Alan King. So yeah. you've got a big, big Rovers connection there. And you should have seen the jacket that Gary was wearing last week, right? This was 80s style. How do I describe this, right? It was, it was a red jacket with a block of pale green at the top of the back. 
and the giant V of more pale green. You could say it was front. like an, it was like a, have a picture. This it was like an eighties casual scouse top. It was it was it was something from the terraces. You know, it was a throwback. People yeah. can appreciate these things. I, I, this I, I, is I, I, not I a jacket picture. to get people to respect your authority. This is t- <laughs> now. Car- I let Carl away. I was the, I was the boss that day. I, I, I gave Carl an easy ride. If he keeps this up, I'm gonna he's I'm a, gonna put he's him a big softy of a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, him there. I have to say, yeah, I do. I like I like that approach, but um. <laughs> yeah, uh, picture that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> let's recap what's been happening. So, first up was the under 19 Shield final. Rovers beat Derry 1 0, over 300 in attendance in Tala, including Kenny Shields and Carl. You were at this one. All right, the goal came at the start of the second half. Uh, Connor Gleason putting the cross from the left, almost looped in, it was like it was going in anyway. And then Dean Dillon made absolutely sure on the line. So, somewhat redeemed himself for getting the lowest score in question from the East End, mm. like a half a point. <laughs> and do you know what he's actually a genuinely he seems like an intelligent guy do you know what can you judge someone's intelligence on if they get a good score or not and so Johnny Blue's just about to walk in the door hey buddy how are you Johnny Johnny Blue Johnny Johnny Blue Johnny's just coming in from a Knicks looks like alright maybe that's just how he dresses all day what is, what is Joe's thinking right now <laughs> Cash job. What am I thinking? Nice hat. <laughs> Dublin hat. Yeah, it's just, the room is divided right now. The room is divided. The only picture Joe's has seen of Johnny Blue was him looking sharp in the suit as a bouncer. Yeah. And the second that, yeah. time he's ever seen him. Yeah. Johnny looks like he's traveling through O'Connell Street. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it is. So, um. Right, yeah. so the, the highlight of the game though was definitely Gavin Bazuna's one-handed save. I saw that on, on social media. It was Unbelievable save. What a save. Unbelievable save. Is he a potential golf force choice golfer? 100%. Within two years, he has to be. There's a, there was a rumour linked with the... Is it the Bowles under 17 keeper? Who's the Ireland under 17 keeper? Is it a case that we don't... Well, given Tom a new contract, is Tom really going to be number one? Gavin up to number two? See, and see, then bring this lad in to be the under 17? Yeah, oh, I think so. Paper. Blood them. Blood them. Get yeah. them in. Why not? I actually have a prediction that Bazuna is going to start our first competitive game of next season. Obviously, you've senior, senior cup. cup. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good show. Good show. And really? then I'm, we're going to be flooded with messages. Is he the youngest player ever? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't hold all these records. <laughs> yeah, I have a life. Yeah. Give <laughs> <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Unless the game is away in Athlone or Longford, then it'll be postponed. Mm. Because the Midlands just can't handle that February weather. <laughs> no, he certainly can't. So, uh, anyway, uh, as Bazuna's kickouts actually were a little bit poor, but again, he's only 15 years old. He, he will and will improve. I'm not going to be critical of that. Ow, Bazuna, ow. 15. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal, isn't it? Christ. He dwarfed me like on the stage at the yeah. Third Year Awards. And in the, in the squad, only Luca Gratzer and Derek Gibbons were overage. So Carl, can you please so say the name? Can you say. Luca Grazza. Luca Grazza. <laughs> so you have to say. So the rest of them will all be eligible next season for the 19, so that's good. Yeah, there you so, go. So uh, Harry Cornelly was captain, who I believe was our 500 follower on Twitter. Ah, good stuff. We've um, been pushing with our social media campaign recently. And I just felt a sudden urge to call out the unused subs in this game, Gary. Go on, go for it. It was Luca Grazza, Connor Fitzharris, Kenny Cunningham, Erica Bilu, and Evan Smithers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> oh, right, oh, so uh, yeah, no, so actually more. Carlos, more Jesus, can't get a word in. <laughs> you weren't at the game. <laughs> I actually watched it on Facebook Live. I think it was Linda Mary O'Connor or someone was streaming. Yeah, Mary O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, I watched it live. Uh, best player on the pitch was actually Derry's winger Adrian Delap, the number seven. Serious talent. Yeah. He was like Paddy McCarthy. He was taking on that many players. 
and uh, there was a white marquee outside the South End of the Stadium. Okay. And if you know, is it still there now? Oh, well, you haven't been down. I've gone down there in a couple of weeks now. But started, so. yeah. It's not the new Thousand East End Studio. It's actually an ice rink. Oh, I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. I was, oh, I was, I was yeah, out. I See, my wife's yeah. mother lives up in in right beside Tass Stadium, so it's it's fantastic when we're going to games and things like that. You can just drop the kids off and do whatever. But the first thing Jaden said, he was like, "Rovers, there's ice skating in the stadium. What's gonna happen?" He, he was so confused. He was like, "What? Why is the pitch frozen?" <laughs> so I had to explain to him that it probably at the other end Rovers are nice yeah Rovers are nice definitely I would have to head down and just Rovers are nice can you imagine that <laughs> some of them seem like they're all nice at times yeah so Carl you finished with your crazy note in the 19th that was a lot wasn't it yeah so I know but that's what we want listen that, congrats great, great to see them yeah. and delight for Poyser yeah so congrats on the ni- to the 19th solid season and um, we got an interview with goal scorer Amanda Match Dean Dillon so here's what he had to say uh, Dean, congratulations! Uh, you won the Shield final today. Uh, great way to cap off the season. Yeah, at the end of the day, like it's a final, it's a trophy we won. So uh, going in, which we wanted to win it, because uh, that's a club wants trophy. So obviously, we'd want to be in the, the, the final, but of the main one, but it's a, it's a final. So we're happy, aren't you? You got the man, the match award, and the winning goal. Talk us through that goal. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, I've seen Connor uh, standing on the line, and um, we know he has a good cross. So I just gambled back post, and uh, luckily I got my head on it. But the, at the end of the day, the most important thing was to win, so we're happy with that. How do you think the team played overall? I thought we were okay. I thought we we like we didn't concede many chances, so I thought the back four was good, and then we created a lot of chances as well going forward. So I thought the team played very well, yeah. And Gavin Bazzini made a crucial save at the end of the first half as well. Yeah, I won't let him know that though. Um, nah, but nah, he's good. He's only young still. He's only 15, so uh, I was delighted for him. And over 300 people here to support you. It was a good crowd. Ah, yeah, we we knew going in that there'd be a good crowd here because. It's a final at the end of the day, so yeah, it was good playing in front of all the fans. You were top scorer for the 19s this season. How do you think your own season went? Uh, I thought it could have been better, personally, but obviously you could always score more goals, but um, I'm just hoping to kick on now for next year and try to score more goals. And your year overall the club, the first team you were, you played against Celtic and you yeah. travelled with Europe, they were great experiences. Uh, great experience, yes. My first year with the first team and I can already feel myself improving a lot. Uh, just training every day and great players and just loving it at the moment. You're hoping for even more involvement with yeah, the senior team? Yeah, hoping uh, next year to try to push on now, get a good pre-season into me and uh, hopefully see what happens. Just wait for my chance and hopefully I'll take it when I get it. You're a Clondalkin lad, what do your mates think of you playing for Rawers? It's kind of a Pats area. Yeah, a lot of them are Pats fans now but if, the ones they, if they see me doing well they're happy so that's not, it's not too bad to be fair. <laughs> yeah, so that was some words from Dean there. Do you think he could be Will he get more game time next season? I think so, game? because if you look at the three Ashfield graduates, as you could say, we've got Dean Dillon, we've got Aaron Bulger, and we've got Gavin Bazuna. Mm. They must be looking at Dean Dillon thinking he's, one, he's yeah. a prospect they're putting him through college. Yeah. And he looks like a fox in the box. What we do need. Against Longford, he got his first goal, which Carl shut me down for in the end of season special. I At the Player of the Season Awards, I, um, the Player of the Year Awards, I, I told him when he's going to, is he going to try and catch Paddy Ambrose Said he's only 108. With 108, and Carl was like, No, you're wrong, Carl. You're wrong, girl. It wasn't a league goal. So Carl shut me down on the stats. That's what you get for trying to do stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the stats I just done blows your shit out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, congrats. And that was Dean Dillon. So I, re- I reckon he will be a prospect. And, um, like, I mean, we're giving the, the youth a chance, so it's definitely the way forward. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the FA Cup final now. We have Cork, they completed a double. They beat Dundalk on penalties after a one-all draw. A day in the Frenchman with the goals, and I had a little spa 
with Nicholas Vemelund on Twitter. And uh, I just thought I'd remind him because he said that he, I'm glad I never signed for that club. Yeah, yeah. And so I, yeah. straight after the cup final whistle, I said, listen, enjoy your flight home. I'm glad you never signed for our club. And then we kind of had a back and forth. But um, we'll talk about the build-up force. We brought Kerr in the end, though. He said, we'll do the Brian Kerr voice. <laughs> From the FAO, it's almost as if their attitude is, well, we've given you the stadium and the pitch and a bottom row of seats. So what more do you want? And almost as if the match is a nuisance and hobbling the preparations for the sold out playoff match against Denmark. What a man. Oh, yeah. We are we, now if anyone if, if Brian Kerr if you're listening, anyone who knows Brian, Brian, we are dying to get you on the show. Apparently he loves an L podcast. So he loves an L podcast. I love an L podcast. He's pretty so quotable. Yeah, Does he ring in your car? Is that how it works? <laughs> 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 He's brilliant. Look at the head in your man. Excellent, excellent. Do you know what? I mean, have brother, a blame. Love yeah, that. Yeah, my brother rang me. Why did you have a? Why did you have a blame? Do you know what he said? Do you know what he said yesterday? My brother Jonathan rang me and he goes, "Gary, did you listen to Brian Kerr on the radio?" I said, "No." I said, "He he uh, he said he was talking about Shane Duffy." He says, "Shane Duffy got his mala head on that." He said. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching. I was watching the RT RT doing this greatest sporting moment thing, and he was on it on. On uh, Thursday night, and his knowledge of not just football, excellent GA athletics cross country with John Tracy, rugby even his knowledge of other sports. He's the top is, man. It's unreal. Yeah. It's fantastic. He really is. He's definitely a guest yeah, that we're going to talk about. Some of them GA pundits, the shame with his yeah. knowledge. Uh, well, listen, uh, we're not going to talk about the war, right, Jules? So you can just uh, I can, I, lay off the GA talk, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough, <laughs> just on the build up to the cup final itself, like the promotion every year always seems really Ridiculous. poor and low key, and like why did it? Why did the FEI do this every year? They put one block in sale shortly before the final. It's always up in the nosebleed section. It's it it it, it, it it's ridiculous. And um, obviously I was away, and that was a thing that if we got the cup final, I would have missed it. But um, but I apparently they did this thing, which was a really good idea. I think Dan McDonald said in the end that it was like with I think two adults and about eight kids are for schools or schoolboy teams you could get in for 20 quid so since you're just paying for two adults the kids are free yeah they only brought that out on the tours day before yeah, the final three days absolutely skills disgraceful. are off disgraceful crazy if they'd have done that in the, they should be selling tickets for this match in the summer like I've gone to Hoyning Cup Finals I've gone to um, Amman Challenge Cup Finals when they're selling the tickets for these match and matches and, and Magnus League or, or Gint, uh, Pro 14 is called now they sell their tickets for them Six months in advance. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what two teams. And they so the deployed. Thursday before the Sunday, the three days beforehand they announced this. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's embarrassing, really. When skills are off. That's Johnny Blue they've cracking cans. Oh, yeah. Johnny's on the Johnny's on got, the Guinness. They've got one part of it completely right. In that it's only a tenner. That's brilliant. Fantastic. But what yeah. use is it if you're only announcing it a few days beforehand? Do you know what I mean? We 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 need we need a coup. We need some sort of bloody coup where we go into Abbottstown with automatic rifles not gonna happen <laughs> it's turning into American high school <laughs> shooting here what, what are you hiding like, about okay if this gets out that's my uh, media passion yeah. for next year um, for the FEI um, yeah I I just think that there's so much they could do with this match. There's there really so is, and, and I mean, and it's, it's the same with it's the same with international friendly matches. You got to do a lot of work in international friendly matches. That's, and, that um, would there you go. Johnny Bill's hand out the blue, hand out the bears. Um, we, I'll go for whatever's in there. One of these, one of the smaller ones. This will be fun, Dad. Yeah, against the one. I won't say no. <laughs> Johnny Bill's throwing the Guinness in front of me. <laughs> if it's wet, I can't say if it's wet. 
I'm going to be dead tonight. Um, no, but I, 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 even the same with international friendlies. There's a lot of skills. Like I'm from that part of the world. There's a lot of primary and secondary skills around Lansdowne Road. Like you've got skills from Ingen, you've got skills in Sandy Mill, skills in Pierce, these skills in Paddy. So you're pretty much saying, go in there and get free. Go tickets. in and free tickets. Get them going to the games. Get right? them hooked. Get them going. Like I'd rather have a ground that's full of people on freebies. Than have it half empty. Yeah. Of people charging a hundred percent agree. Fifty yeah. sixty quid. Agree with that. Ridiculous. Point. Absolutely stupid. It's basic common sense, and it just doesn't come. Out. They but just that doesn't do apply it. to the FAI because it's Madness. it's a money game Madness. with the FAI. So just while we're on the topic, actually, uh, we still hold the record for. Of course we do. Thirty six thousand. So thirty six thousand. Forty eight and sixty eight, wasn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> that the just talk about the Aviva, Just calm down. Right. So then we had. Uh, it's not the Aviva. So then we had 2011, 21,000. Was that that? 2012, 16,000. that? 2013, 17, that. and 17 again following year. That was Pat, so obviously it was. Yeah. Uh, 2015, 25,000. 2016, 26,000, and this year, 24,000. I think this year was always going to be a, a, a tough sale. I think. Whether you want to win or not, the, the counter attractions from England that they were really impressive mm. and it was going to be very hard. But they didn't do themselves any fair by not doing that. And I think the other argument would be the fact it was the same two teams that toured you in a row. Like they were going to get big yeah. sales from Cork, they're going to get big sales from Dublin. But the new, like my dad, my dad's gone to cut fines religiously, didn't go this year. Just yeah. like, what's the point? The same two teams are three. Yeah, he's fed up. You know, um, and I think that was probably helped. But I think the FAI were probably secretly hoping we won that cup semi final. Because what, what we had brought, look at the know. money being generated from. But even know. even if Limerick could have got there, at beaten Cork, even if Dundalk and Limerick, it was a whole something county. different. It's a whole county, yeah. something different. The fact it was Dundalk and Cork again, most of us went. Did you hear a lot of conspiracies that it's actually the FEI rigging it to be Dundalk and nah, Cork in the final? I didn't hear that. Do you know loads of people? Yeah, well, Cobra. Surely they'd be rigging it for Rovers to be there with the support that they expected. Oh, no, no, a lot of Rovers fans constantly say that to me. I should, we're not paranoid. They just have to get us. Yeah. <laughs> so was it hard watching the final? Feeling like we should have been there. Um, For well, me, I, well, I don't know. Watching a pair of shorts in a, in a beautiful. Do so you know what? Did you ever see Batman? Um, I think it's the third one. And um, <laughs> this might sound a bit harsh, but bat too, see? it's when Bane shows up and the whole pitch explodes and just sinks. I was thinking, you know what, that'd be grand. <laughs> Let's hope that happens. <laughs> the, soccer, the soccer right in the Simpsons. Yeah. Ariaga, Ariaga 2. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Oh, um, it, it probably, it, I think, it's only the thing to, in, it's only about the fourth or fifth cup final in 30 years I've missed. And the other two I actually missed were 2001 when Bowles beat us in 2002 when the Dodgers couldn't physically go to them finals because it was sick, we'd lost the semis. Um, it, it was quite difficult, but Towards towards the the day, even though it was way, I said, you know, I have to sit down and watch it. Now he went to, went to a pub and Lanza wanted to watch it. We didn't get there till half four, and he said, "Look, have you been here?" I told me to put it on, but he said every there was lads watching English from every television. And it's very hard to so, come and try and change the TV. And, and I just said, yeah. "Okay." He said, "Look, there's the Wi-Fi code. Can you watch on your phone?" Ah, yeah. So there's me, Mrs. Twenty Talk to you, and I go, "Yeah, whatever, love." And I'm just watching the cup final. I nearly every yelp and cock at the lesser you know what I found difficult watching the fans walk up like Balls Bridge and all just to yeah. the stadium itself like it was like oh that should have been us I still have fond memories of walking up in 2010 and uh, just the buzz about the place the day we we got to cut for in that year I think the following day myself Ed and Brian I think rang each other 
and then I think we met and we said, look, there's a lot of pressure on us because the ground is right beside Rings End, we're the supporters club, we're going to have to put something on here. So the time we were in the Hobblers, so my friends, the Cliff and the guys, the time were great. So we talked to them, we gave out tickets there the week before, we told Cliff, look, gone, we're just going to tell all of our fans to come in. He said, that's fine, don't be worried about it. How are we expecting? About two or three hundred. A bit more than that now. <laughs> but we got there, I think about just after 10 o'clock, myself and Edward putting up bunting and getting things ready. And out of the corner of my eye, I spot four lads walking down. I can remember three. Maloney, Paul Conway and Glenn Conway. That's enough. How are you doing? <laughs> morning. Is the bar open? Hold on. Cliff. Yeah, morning. in. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we, Probably straight we off the session. We, we thought we'd chance it. <laughs> Probably straight off the session as well. well. It was an unbelievable day. To me, there was two highlights. Actually, there's three. The first one, it was the one is the only Rovers game ever brought Brenda to. Her friend came along in a pair of boots up the to The only game? The only Rovers game she ever wanted to come to. In a pair of boots up to here. And I went to Brenda. What does she think this is? Is she on the pool or something? Yeah. Like Footballers, like, eh? Like, actually, maybe the lads might. We're not going to be concerned about how good it gets. Go find her, for yeah. Jesus' sake. Um, Her only thought was, am I Paul here? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, was the, was the horse. We had gone through an awful lot of stuff to get It was Mark Keaton, wasn't it? Mark Keaton got us through some fair play to Mark. And the thing was, we were told it's going to be a white horse and it's called Stallion. And actually, the three of us are standing outside the pub, and we see this grey thing come off the road, <laughs> from the bridge. And Brian Mace goes to me, This can't be it. Ed, is this it? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and man goes, Hi, lads. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Huberman trying to get on the He tried to get on the horse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a picture Who was Huberman? Was it Dan? I think it might have been Luke Proctor at the time. Right, right, so, Pedro, right. everyone, I think it's in Tana time, actually, trying yeah. to get a leg over. Uh, was trying to get the leg over. Yeah. And then, when the team came through, it was unreal. The place was rocking. It was unreal. And like even the priest in the chores that day, allowed the lads to hang their flags and the railings and the rings and chores that day. It was unreal. The following year, I remember Shell's so going to me, wheel out Dewey's and walking down and there's a few of them standing outside Sally's. And I text one of them and I go, is that it? Is Not that all you have? That's all you have, yeah. You know, um, we lost that cup final. But I think it was the day where most of us celebrated winning the league. Because we won the league, it was, so, it was a relief that we got over the line. Mm. two weeks later even though we lost the cup final I mean I went back to Vintage Vintage was jammers that night and I remember the owners good ball, I like the Vintage the owners of the Vintage saying to me at the time they had when they did their budgets for that year the one game they hadn't included was the cup final because they knew Lansdowne was reopening again with concerts and matches and all I said the one game we hadn't included was the FA Cup final it was our best day nice little spike a lot of us just went in there after yeah. it was brilliant there's a lot of Alvarez fans who live in Rings and drink there so you know we were always going to go back there it was a brilliant was, day apart from the result that was one of my favourite ever days of Robert It was a great day all over. It was a roller coaster of emotions though, wasn't it? Because you mentioned the Fingal game. We thought we had lost the league then. And then three days later, we were away to pass and we think we need this to salvage our season now. Yeah. yeah. All we have is the cup final. So we win that and we think, right, we've got a cup final. Was that And then it completely one? turns on its head. No, was that did, did, we, no, one nil in Richmond. We, lo- one we lost Richmond. the Fingal. Turner? Yeah. We lost the Fingal on the, it was Saturday and the following Sunday was the fourth game. And Paddy Cavan is OG. She a bullet header. <laughs> we, I went to pitch a horde at me and she goes, yeah, right. I says, why are we throwing all this away? And she's going, not football again. <laughs> I was like, why? I was just like, I was, I was very coy that night. Then we won the Tuesday. It was brilliant feeling. But that was the Friday night, that night when I used to stand the corner of the East Stand at the time 
for reasons we saw Teddy's later, I know I'm now on the the far side of the ground, the the the, the old Moni side. Well, no, I'm forty now, so I, have to, so I have to be there. But no, there's another reason. But I remember we were at the end of the corner that's blocked off now, and all I can see is lads in the Glenmore suite jumping up and down. I'm thinking, what the hell's happening? And then one of us goes, "God, we are beating Bow Street too. What? Like Jason Malloy? Yeah." That's the least I've ever seen of Rora's game. All I was doing was just following the yeah. Galway Balls match. And then we, who, who scored for us was it Tommy Stewart and Twiggy. Stewart gave us the Twiggy lead. Twiggy, yeah. Twiggy yeah. definitely got one. Yeah, yeah. And then they scored again and Bray yeah. two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Bray was, Bray was unbelievable. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah, so the, we'll go back to the FAO Cup final. We had the captains, Alan Bennett and Stephen O'Donnell, who they came out with a painfully scripted uh, some remarks warning against the use of flares. And for all the good it did, Dundalk fans hit a fireman with a flare. And what a shot, by the way. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning this behaviour, but like the extra fingers really help when you're launching <laughs> burning missiles. <laughs> Look, lads, it's Dundalk. There's a reason it's called El Paso. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I obviously I didn't see that as it happened. I just started watching the game just after that on my phone. And, um, what a shot. Unbelievable. Like, unreal. Like it's the they say that there should be no flares brought in, but like everyone gets them in. So you'd have to question like, is there rules that the stewards can't actually do tourist searches because that's the only way they're going to catch them. Yeah, and down the trousers. You know, I mean, they're yeah. not going to find them. So so like this, it, they're always going to get in. Yeah. It's a great call from Brian Kerr and flares. Uh, he said, "Far too much health and safety these days." No way. Yeah. I think he said he liked the smell of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you may take the boy out of dream then. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, we even got a Paul Cuke from Paul Cuke. Yeah. I love the green. And on a side note to the Hyde fans who they threw a flare and born the MK Don's 4G pitch. If you're going to do it, do it right, will you? Yeah. Get your pitch born and that uh, <laughs> technique right. So, four goals and three successive Dundalk Cork FAI Cup finals and uh, no league champions involved in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014 finals. 14 goals in total. Yeah, that was my little stat in there. That, that was the third year in a row where I thought, I'll just watch extra time. Mm. And I wasn't punished any of the years because there was no goals in normal time um, in yeah, the two I was, years. I was in the press box for the, the first two. Uh, well, the first one, 2015, the fact I was in the press box was a buzz for me, but the game was awful. It was decided by one piece of brilliant skill by Hargan and a great finish by Till. Yeah. Um, last year, I remember that, yeah. Last year, again, was the same. I think Ronan Finn was excellent. Nervy affairs. Yeah. Really yeah. Nervy yeah. match. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, the goal card got the win was really scrappy. So you have, like, let's be honest, they've been essentially three nil nil draws to three cup Yeah. And I think that could have been another factor why people, neutrals didn't go. Like, the walk-up crowd was like, well, nil nil last year nil nil the year before it's going to be nil nil again yeah. and that's why I, I think I tweeted and I actually killed Sam McDonough hmm gone the extra time nil nil 25,000 didn't see that coming <laughs> and then Dan did just went oh congrats on the wedding yours yeah. <laughs> now the first half was uh, was good apparently but uh, it was pretty dull again otherwise and, yeah uh, Mickey D the, the lesser Mickey D you knew from his run up that he was going to miss Mm. He was the only one to miss, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. It's that no today in the Scottish League. The final, one. Lucid Dembele did the same thing, but he scored. I hate seeing footballers take the penalty. Short run ups. Doing that short run up. Doing my head in. I'm not. I'm not expecting him to run from the like, halfway line, but the short run up and you take two. You're not going to generate any power. You're not going to generate any direction. 
so the keeper has a much better chance. Yeah, it's yeah. immediately like, at, a, at a disadvantage. Yeah. Scarso, everyone knew. Like everyone saw the short ramp. It was like miss, oh, miss. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, look, look. Whenever every penalty shoot I watch, I predict every penalty. I'm like, oh, yeah. body language. Jesus, going all right. Barry's in, <laughs> Barry's in the top corner. Yeah, go back to 2010. Going to the penalty shootout. The Kieran Kelly. And uh, three, you walking up, going, he'll he buried a three grand. And then the way he walks up and going, oh, no, exactly what miss. I thought as well. I remember miss. when he walked up, I thought he's gonna miss. He really is. He is. And, and you know, he was never really the most efficient penalty taker either. Yeah. He always went down the middle or kind of crawled in the bottom corner. Twiggy will never take a worse penalty in his life. No, don't think so. It was a Twiggy Flinner. Paddy Turner missed Chris Turner. as well, yeah. yeah. So you know, the Cork fans left before the trophy presentation. What? Not all of them, but Why? a chunk of them. Oh, Why? You, come here. If that was us, let's say let's say the cuff wine was played. You couldn't kick me on the ground. Cup, let's say the cuff wine was played. Let's say the FAI or the government decided to build an all-purpose stadium for every sport in the middle of the country, and the FAI decided to play the cuff final there. Let's say someone like Mullingar at Lone. Yeah. And it went to penalties, we won it, but it meant if we got the presentation, we'd all miss our bus and train. Sod it, find the hotel. Bull, I guess, I'm going somewhere get, else, exactly. Yeah. Good God, I, oh, no, I can't believe that. Too busy looking at the timetable to actually see the team lift the trophy. What well, time would have been then, like 7 o'clock or something? Doesn't not, like, not like it was midnight. Yeah, Yeah. so um, what else have we got? We had Maloney who said two in a row, and they lost him at Lansdowne, and the scenes of Stephen O'Donnell on the pitch. Crying his little eyes out. That wasn't that it pretty. It filled me with joy. It wasn't that only pretty. I'm also, delighted. Like I said, Belgrade is gone. You mean nothing to me, Stephen. There was a brilliant photo as well, an aerial photograph that the FBI put on Instagram. Could you see his tears? No, not of O'Donnell, but you could just see uh, the, the dark players walking out with the heads down under the tunnel. And Carter oh, next to the yeah, Excellent, excellent. Stunning photo. photograph. Yeah, and then we had uh, we had Carl Shepard's contract saga. And the doctor now seeking legal counsel, which I can't see going any further. I mean, I think it's all posturing. Um, Games, me, agents, the murky underground that is the football I world at times. Stephen Kenny made an absolute howler. What was he thinking? On the um, statement. Yeah, and what then was he thinking? and then on the, the League of Ireland podcast with Johnny Ward and Dan Mac to basically suggest that that he had signed him while the FA Cup final was coming up. Put so much pressure on that Major, lad. major boo-boo. And put him in a terrible position. Was, I thought it was very unprofessional, the way he answered those questions. Um, he was asked, like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I don't hear managers saying things like that. He he thought he was going to disrupt Carl Shepard and the whole yeah. Cork team. I was very surprised that. by and I, I think Shep just went, you know what? I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Done and dusted. I'll get a few more quid off Cork and a better contract. Yeah, and I think, I, I, I think it's... But yet, Stephen Kenny is the darling of the Irish me- League of Ireland media. Not one of them has actually come out and said Kenny was wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. You're right, yeah. Yeah. And do you know, as Kenny sort of compared it to Greg Bulger, he said, ah, oh, well, it was the same, same as it to was Greg Bulger. Like, it's true that, like, in the Independent, they said Greg Bulger is slamming with Shaman Garbers. In the commentary in the final, they said, oh, Bulger's going to slam with Shaman Garbers. I know it was common knowledge. The difference but is, the, Bradley didn't come out and say, and well, I'm not going to lie to you. He wouldn't no. say that. He, he dodged the media completely when it came to that. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm. Crazy. Absolute nuts. And, I, and think that, uh, I think that is why, deep down, that's why Shepard got cancelled. But how in-depth was that uh, press release as regarding he wanted to move to Valbriggan? They knew all sorts. Apparently he did. Yeah. Meet, apparently he met him in that is it City North Hotel. Yeah. Apparently the was. Where many a marriages have broken down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Many a rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that's a just. It's the it's the Gardner Street of uh, yeah. North. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of the some of the post match stuff like Caulfield is interview afterwards. You wouldn't know he just won a cup. The way he was going on, just talking about other people's opinions of them. You see, 
sometimes it's like I think I can understand where the car players are coming from. Um, Cork have done, yeah, okay, they they stuttered to the league in the end, but they still the won the league mentality, title. I know they won the cup. They get they should be getting credit for doing a double. It's a great achievement, no matter how you do it. It's still a great achievement. They haven't got it. I've seen it. I not mentioned the war again, but the dubs don't get dubs. Are, the best dubs team in my lifetime. We've won five or in seven years. The last three in a row. Most consistent team probably ever, apart from maybe that great Kerry team. But do we get the credit? No. It's all about oh, how unlucky Mayo were. And I'd say that was the thing with Carver's line. It was all about how great Dundalk were and what they want to do in the football Dundalk play. Mm. And the car players are going, but he's just won the double. Why aren't we getting the credit? I, I can and remember. human nature being what it is, these guys are probably going, Jesus, it's just, just someone give us, actually go, well done as you deserve. I can understand that, Joe. But when you think about it, Cork stumbled over oh, I completely night. stumbled. They were supposed and to win at Cal on the 4th of September. Yeah. They didn't um, win until something like the 17th of October. You had a great stat about goals scored by the strikers after Maguire left. I think it was like two league goals and yeah, a couple of months. Yeah, between and Shepard. It was yeah. poor. I mean, but they was, were praised to the high heavens for the first two thirds of the season. That's when the praise was given. Yeah. So yeah, like, it's not like they weren't praised at all the whole season. I think I think it's again, go back to what I said, Dundalk seemed to be the darlings of the League of Ireland media. And the dog get this praise out of that praise turn up, this, yeah. this and this. Yeah. And Car- I mean like Alan Carley the night debuts in the semi, great team by Dundalk. And I says, uh, Alan, it was a great game, there was two teams playing it, he never got back to me. <laughs> and I've known Alan for a long time through the radio show. He never got back to me. And yeah. it's just this, this 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 whole thing that Dundalk are the darlings. Did you see their statement yeah. afterwards though? Isn't he a loud man though, isn't he, Alan Carley? No, he's from Sligo. Is he? Yeah. Oh, their statement. The not statement even, was very cringy. Not, was even like, tank, not even congratulating Carl. The, the, the best team lost. A lot of Dundalk fans were, were yeah. pretty paved by that. You could actually see some. Yeah, like the, uh, that's our club releasing yeah. that statement. Yeah. That's, that's, that's classless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I completely, completely understand that. But uh, we'll talk about the last two episodes of Soccer Republic now. And uh, Graham Bork's goal against Milano Balasov. Not among the goal of the year contenders. How on earth was that possible? How was it not even the winner? Um, I can understand Conor Bourne halfway line but I mean just look at the it was our best goal this season unbelievable goal Great. not even nominated and then we had Trev strike against Balls the only Rovers contender absolute mayhem in the in the shed when that went in what a goal fair play these lads always had a pre-marriage course oh Jesus <laughs> you know what that brings me back did you have a priest doing that no it's 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 too for want of a better term lay people Um and then the priest does a bit about how to organise a church, but the rest of it was done by couples that are married a lot of time. Right, here's the thing. That. I nearly got fucked down my pre-managed cross, right? Because <laughs> Can't wait to there was, here's the thing, right? There was a priest doing the course, and I'm sitting there, and I'm being good, and she's saying to me, Gary, shut your fucking mouth, don't say a word, and I'm saying, no, I have to do it. So I put my hand up, and at about 40 minutes in, I said, listen, fair enough, you're teaching us how to be married. You're a priest. You have never been in a relationship. You're married to God. <laughs> how can you tell me how to be married? Why are you doing this course? And I swear to God, he, he just... I, I killed that whole course. It lasted another 10 minutes. And that was it. It was done. And that was done. He was like, I'm getting out you not have told me this last April. I could have gone to the master. This is even the first time I got in, I was looking at it going, why is there a priest doing this yeah. course? I... I'm completely I'm just going to scalp him now and could have been a oh. Protestant priest could have been Reverend Lovejoy yeah no <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy that's Mrs Lovejoy oh god but yeah. um, it's it's when that last year Brendan said me we have to do this and she goes how about May the 12th and 13 yeah look sure whatever's on that weekend is on and League Island fixtures hadn't come out for last season yet and I was thinking 
I should have probably been playing some like Liam McAway or something, or Gall or something like that at home. Grant, Lovely Gordon just made it 12 balls away. Oh my god, <laughs> what a what a game. Uh, no, can we move it? No, oh, <laughs> fair enough. I asked, oh, it was, of course, every five minutes I'm looking at me from <laughs> put it away. No, yes, get in, Brando 1 0. Yeah. Oh man, just going back to the, the goal of the season competition, there was five lobs in it. You know how much you love Carl lobs, Carl is a fiend for lobs. Love lobs. Loves lobbing it in. Three from McElhaney and two from Conan Byrne. Yeah, Conan Byrne. We missed the boat on him when he left Fingal. Best lob we ever seen, Alan Dodd. Alan Dodd. Against Shells in 94. Unbelievable. If ever, you've probably seen it on social media. If anyone remembers that lob, please do comment um, on the, on, the Facebook was, post. Was we won the, it was the we, we won the League in 94. We beat Shells 3 in the tour last match. And... It was the old ticker tape match, and I think I robbed two toilet rolls out of the calf. Brought them and all. I poured out Jody, but I know Jody from Ring's End, and, and Jody's in Gopher Shells, and he's cleared the whole. He's, so finally, after about five minutes, cleared his whole goal, and next thing, more scores. <laughs> Straight away. But we got a, the first goal that night was, a, I think, Jody cleared a ball away, John Bacon headed it, Alan Dodd ran, ran around the back, I think, of Mick Neville. And when um, Joey came out, we just lobbed him. So if you want to look at a lob, Alan died against Shells in 94. There's probably a lot of Rogers fans with that on really yeah. remember that was a great goal. Because I remember me and Carl, we, we used to play football on the road and out in the field where the Ben Dunn gym is now. Um, Glenmore Dundrum used to play there. So we used to, like, all we had to do was jump Carl's back wall, go out and play football. We'd be there all night. They used to play cricket there as well. And they used to have these big, massive, white, kind of, what could you call them? Yeah, I don't know what they are. Big, massive white stands on wheels, you could say, and they were to stop the cricket balls hitting the houses, I think. And we used to go out there, and we wouldn't. We had a rule. We had a game of heads and volleys, and we couldn't leave until we scored a cracker of a goal that we were happy with. <laughs> and we'd be there till the fucking. We'd be there in the dark yeah. trying to score a crossbar in. Trying to score a crossbar in goal, goal or an overhead. And we used to always have a guy in goal. The poor fellow, we had him tormented. He go younger than us. We used to tell him, "Yeah, yeah, come on over." He'd be in goal for hours. We'd be planting <laughs> shots on him, playing all day. But um, is that what's missing now? You don't see kids doing that. You don't. Anymore. And do you know what we always say? Where are the street footballers? We send Jade now. Jade gets sent out every Where's every Hilda week, him? and he gets sent out and says, "There's the ball, go play." Where Brenda lives, where 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 she's from, um, we went over in the house last week. The same thing, fourth team. I went to Brenda. We're not moving here. Why? Ball games prohibited. I would just stop. No, yeah. if we've if we've a son, I'd rather go. If he's go kicking a ball, he's not doing nothing else. Yeah, it just annoys me. Like I know there's a lot more cars around now than when we were kids, but surely there should be some play for. Definitely not factor. I mean, what yeah. over the cars double points. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we <laughs> tormented our neighbours, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was oh a pat on cares. Pat's yeah. No, I'm actually Pat's and Crumb and curbs. Fuck off with your curbs. Kieran, who you walk with? Yeah, that's curves. What? No way! It's Why pats. Oh, there be. Why be having words? Constant. What is curves when you say it? It's yeah. pats. It was pats, and if you like, I said, there's a bike going by over oh, here. Boy. There's a car going by. They throw over it over. They throw over your back. And then you go into the boys. middle. Yeah. And you get your points. Oh, yeah. great game. Oh. The game came over. But uh, yeah, there was also a tweet you put up by Walter Walper. I think this is a fake account, Carl. Walter Walper. Walter Walper and I suppose Sean Crawford's fan. He said, another season with no silverware and nothing worth, re- to re- nothing worth remembering. A new broom is needed at all levels of the club. So they pick out one tweet from fan that doesn't represent us at all. I was Twitter feed just calls for Bradley's head constantly. So yeah. 
fake yeah, account. As Connor Sullivan pointed out, he said they tweeted, or he, whoever's Wilder person is, he tweeted that to the club, to Rovers. Didn't even tweet it at Soccer Republic. So that means Soccer Republic actually went looking for it yeah. to sue whatever agenda they might be pushing. Exactly. And that makes it all the more yeah. sad. Yeah. And think about the pressure that's putting on There's Bradley's no real... Hold, if you look at all the pundits... How could they put up that tweet? Oh, it's stupid. If you look at all the pundits, is there any Rovers real representation there? Um, well, we've got John McDonald, we have no, Carly, we have... Uh, no, there's nothing. Brian Kerr's Pats. That's actually a great point. Sadly, I've never Pats. thought about that. No, when Richard was on it, he was still a Rovers thing. Even Roddy... Was it was it had the bit of Rovers because Pat Dolan had a couple of seasons. Yeah, but there's none there. If you look at them now, Fabio, um, who was it? Fabio, Alan Carley, the Dave Barry, um, fucking Dave Barry, John, um, John McDonald, Brian Kerr, um, there's no way Rovers. Joey and though he's been McDonald, McDonald had one season with us, he, but they're still not he, Rovers. He's season in Milltown, you wouldn't regard season the RDS, but he's more of a pass. You wouldn't regard them. There's as no Rovers. real Rovers representation. Now the odd time Fabio has tried to defend Bradley because obviously Bradley's his mate. <laughs> to play together with Trump. Trouble is he's yeah. not a good pundit. Yeah. He's terrible. So there's no real Rovers representation. Like and they don't even talk about what they're, what they're doing as a club. They just they just don't they can't see yeah. it. They can't see what we're doing in the club. And look when you read Dave Barry, oh well like, this thing in you that's not a good idea. Hello? He's he's brutal. Carl, you you've called him out. No, I'm not gonna have another round on Dave Barry. No, he, was, he, he was a boy who was a very talent at the two sports he played was really talented at both. And he was a very good manager at Cork City. You would think someone like him would realise this. It's 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 just well, it's just not there, but it's just disappointing, you know. Because most other League of Warner fans or people who are not League of Warner fans are taking what they say is gospel and not realising what is exactly happening. Yeah, no, I, I don't thing. I don't rate him as a pundit at all. I think he's mm-hmm. quite poor. He comments on things that he doesn't really know much about or has seen. So he sees teams once or twice a season. And thinks he can comment on his cross. Yeah. So we had the Rovers end of season lunch at McGrattan's in town and the Ultras had their own table. Carl, you went to this one. You and Jason McLean were seated with the women. Yeah, that's women. W-I-M-M-I-N. <laughs> women. Yeah. How was yeah. the food? Yeah, we had uh, Paula Cleary, Ray Wilson's mother, Pauline. Lovely woman. And, uh, yeah. And they'd all heard the podcast. That was the gas thing. Yeah, that's I the funny thing. Was Richie Bourne's wife as well? Was she there? Uh, what's her name? Pat. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. She was beside <clears throat> Um, the guessing like they all heard the podcast and one said you're the famous Carl Riley the famous prof so, my reputation precedes me and uh, Paul enjoyed James doing his perfect 10 she was a big fan of yeah, that was a cracker it really was good listening yeah. <laughs> and you had totally worried the comedians yeah go on so you were saying the food Carl it was only gorgeous yeah. gorgeous I had been at the previous day the food was lovely there in fairness mm-hmm. it's, nice. it's a nice spot it's a good spot it is it's a, great, it's a great day how were totally worried they were lively, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was a very good impressionist. I, yeah, I liked the him. taller lad. Yeah. yeah, I've seen, I've seen him a few times in the uh, laughter lounge, and it's the same material. So when I went to see them last year, oh, right. and they started like, <sighs> so I don't know now. Obviously, not being there this year, so I can't comment on what they were. But yeah, Pauline knew it was coming, so she actually looked away the whole time. But of course, that just drew more attention. No, I can't say. So they actually just kept talking to her, and they literally moved their chair towards yeah. her. And um, Mick McCarthy got plenty of abuse. Oh, yeah, we Mick's had him on the great. show. Mick is great. Senator, Mick is great. Voice. Man out of Boleslav. Eight now. They were slagging his voice <laughs> and the fact he looks like Marty Whelan with his jacket. What <laughs> 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 no mid years, Marty Whelan. Marty Whelan. That's a great show. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And they tried to get the Brad and Robbo on stage to dance, but of course it wasn't No happening. way was And they walked off. They, apparently they pick on Robbo every year because yeah. of the Academy stuff. Yeah. They picked on... I, think it was, I can't remember last year but they like I, I was surprised my head were doing it again this year so I would have thought like they were there last year you might got someone else this year yeah yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. Oh, we had Bradzer and Twiggy making short speeches a presentation was made to Twiggy to mark his retirement and Bradzer's quote on Twig in his all time 11 was played on this show but they, they were read out yeah they should just play their recording did they ask for permission Carl? Ah, fairness, <laughs> kind was, of yeah that was some 11 yeah, seven Arsenal players, three Rawers, and one Drada. Who's the Drada? Uh, Garkland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brazzer took some questions too. He said that Brando had signed a new two year contract, and mm. he was asked about that. He said that Kevin Horgan is 90% going to re sign. Okay, because remember the way Horgan was put on the PFEI transfer yes, list, yeah, and then Colin News later. Added. So Brazzer basically explained that that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. Like the mm. list goes around, they put their names on. For example, Conan Byrne was on it. Yeah. Whereas everyone knew he was going to resign. I mean, I, I can see where Horgan is coming from. He he could probably think to himself, okay, listen, if I get a chance at first team football, I, I, I could consider it. Yeah. If somebody comes offering me, let's say, I don't know, let's say Waterford comes to him and say, listen, we want to offer you first team well, football. He could consider it because he's not getting like, game time. We'll probably talk about like the, the fact of the players who've signed and all since later. But was it a case like he got the last three games of the season? Obviously, because after what happened in the cup semi final, maybe Bradley thought he needed to rest Tom or give Tom a break. Exactly. I personally thought he should have played Tom in the game straight after the cup semi final because I didn't think mm. he was right. He made the mistakes. There was, if you look at the debates. There was debates that it was either he he'd been responsible for two goals, three goals, or the four goals in the semi, depending on your viewpoint. But it's three, in my opinion. Well, me to me it was all four, and I look and the camera system. Sorry, Tom, I actually like you. I think you're a great bloke. I didn't want to do, say that, but I think to me it was all four. But then I still think Badger should have played him on the Friday. I still think he should have played him against Ligo to give the lad this confidence back. Yeah, confidence. I, 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 yeah. I might agree with you there because I thought it crushed after yeah. that. Because you could see, like, like he, what I like about Tomer, he's taken to us as a club. He's taken to this, himself and his wife have settled in Dublin. They really like it here. Now I know, again, a picture of him in Dublin jersey, I've, I've thrilled. <laughs> You're <laughs> the only one. Yeah. I, I You're the like, only this one. Disgrace is disgrace, but, <laughs> But that's a sign that himself and his his wife his family, into it, yeah. have bought into bought into the country they're living in, and I'd love I'd, I'd love to have him. I think he'd been a great addition to our club in last year. You could say it's integration at its finest. Yeah. yeah, he had a he had a bad night that night. We all have bad days in work. Sadly, when you have a, a bad night, when it's that high pressure game and it's a game that means so much, the criticism is always going to be intensified. But I I I still feel that I I think Bradford should have played him. But I, I can understand where Hogan's coming from. Hogan's gone, but he's making these mistakes and I'm not getting picked here. You know? Yeah, so, so maybe it's, that's it's, it. it's hard to manage, it's, isn't it? It's a tough situation for Bradley to look into. Yeah. Tomer is actually a great ratings draw for this show. So for no other reason, I'm glad he stayed. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have Tomer on our first show of the season. But the Seriously, look at our numbers like when he like when was he on was, the show. When he was, when he was talking about when he said the order, how to pronounce the European club's name. So funny, wasn't he? Was he was brilliant. Poor old Brando was doing uh, Brand- I think <laughs> I want to say his Brando goes, oh, for fuck's sake. But Tomer was like really into it and pronouncing it with the great accents. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, class. Big and strong, big and strong. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Owen Han has a new book. 
Mike Dara first reviewed it on extratime.ie and Great played for Rovers in the Joyles. John Joyles, four season 1977. His last game in charge of Ireland was a 4 1 defeat to Denmark at Lansdowne Road in the World Cup qualifier in 1985. I'm waiting for uh, Joe to jump in here with a stat. No, I remember that. I um, My first Ireland international was that campaign. We drew nil nil with Norway. Was this a schoolboy ticket for a fiver? No, we used no, to always go to those no, behind the goal. No, Lansdowne Road. That probably to the East Terrace. Jesus Christ, I was sheltered. Yeah, yeah. Remember the old East Terrace and Lansdowne Road used to be under the East Stand. There was the schoolboy section. Right. We used to jump in. Yeah, when I, when I got older, that's yeah. where I went. But um, Ireland wore this one time kit. It was green with a yellow stripe across the middle, white knicks and yellow socks. It was horrible. <laughs> ah, never wore it again. <laughs> It was nil nil. It was a terrible match. All I only remember is Frank Stebbing getting a goal and being disallowed. Off again. That was the end of that. That was my fourth version. I was eight years old. There's actually a new book out on uh, Ireland jerseys over yeah, the years. Some actually been some good ones, and there's been some like I like the New Balance gear. Give me that. I'll be honest. Well, I think the New Balance gear is lovely for the f- the four the four football teams in reverse. Of, well, not reverse. Of, the one that means most is obviously Shamrock Rovers, but. Liverpool, Celtic and Ireland. It's um, the first time in my life where they've all been made by the same <laughs> kid. Geez, they have to be some sort of connection there, isn't there? <laughs> no. New so, Balance is all the way fucking low. Oh, 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 I think we've got shares in that place at this yeah. stage. <laughs> you know? Right, so, uh, Carl, we're going to... It's a talk- great book, though, lads. It's a quick question. Oh, yeah? I read it on, on Honeymoon. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. Reading the... We were robbed qualifying day two World Cup. We were absolutely... Yeah, I've read about that. Robbed. Some of the referee decisions. Uh, was it Belgium or, or Bulgaria? Belgium, Belgium away. Um, we basically, Frank Stephen got a goal, Pedro goal disallowed. Then they get a free kick with Eric Gerrits dive. The free kick's taken, hits the bar, and it's coming out. Seamus was going about to get it, and Jan Kilham just stands on him and basically heads it in. Referee gives it. And at the time, Mick Walsh was playing in Portugal, the referee's Portuguese, and he just kept calling him a cheat, following him into dressing him cheat. When Porto were playing matches, he kept calling him a cheat. Porto <laughs> had to tell him to stop because he just kept at it. But it's a really good book, and he's a he's a great footballer man and on hand always was. He he managed shells for a time in the mid nineties mm. for about three months. Now he he only mentions one line in the book, but he, uh, it's a really for anyone who's around my age or a little bit older. I think it's a great book to have because it, it brings just, you back. Brings you back, yeah. It's he really, actually really co-managed good. in the league of Ireland and the Ireland national team for a while. He won the uh, league with Limerick in nineteen eighty. Won a cup with them in eighty two, and. Like it's last time that was done, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he 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 basically he got the Ireland job when he's thirty four. Ridiculously young when you think about it. Yeah. Really ridiculously young. Thirty four. Thirty four years old when he got the Ireland job. That was his first season of management. Wow, that's he won the league. When you think about he it. won the league in nineteen eighty with Limerick. Yeah, that was his first season. He's the last manager to win the league of Ireland in his debut season. Wow, okay. Okay. Close that now, city. That's true. Oh, close. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk about Copenhagen first. Pictures went up of Rovers playing in a Copenhagen game in 2011. Roy Sir Murray showing at Delaney. Fantastic photo. And uh, we fear no Dane's flag somehow. Made the crap flag page on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, what the hell? He's a bell end, right? What a What's going on? He's talking about crayons. Is that the centre half of the playing for Denmark? <laughs> 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 he picked the wrong. Is it? Is it bell end? No, it's bell end or something. He picked the wrong fans to fuck with as well because he crawled God back God. under his rock quick enough. God yeah. damn, that's a great He fan. wouldn't respond to us. No. How, how, far, how far wide of the mark was he? Ah, he was just. I mean, he thought he was being funny. Like the stuff Didn't that's happen. been 
written on the tricolor, like any any tickets going, lads. Or, is there the same for the mass? Father Ted. I mean, Quote. that is awful yeah. shite. To compare you know what, that with a great right. Robert's The greatest fan. fans in the world, right? They were out in force again in Copenhagen, as you were saying. Right, pestering women outside fucking Victoria Secret. Carl, I'm not even gonna rant. I Top bands. I, no, I said I wasn't gonna Top rant. Top bands, girl. But I fucking am, right? You have these fans who slay the League of Ireland, they're walking around in fucking morph suits and blow up hammers, shit fucking fire the Ted Troy colours, calling our league shit when they follow that pox of a team all over the world. They won't walk 500 yards to go to a ground in Dublin, but they will pack the poxy wool shed and scream at a television, call another lads manks, call another lads fucking scousers, yeah. 250 euro for a day trip, you can get a family season ticket, I'm dribbling here, you can get a family season <laughs> ticket for 210 euro in, in talent, and these guys are going for a day trip, these guys are laughing stuck in a real football world, and they take their shoes off in a fucking pub, who does that? Who yeah. takes their shoes off in a pub? Fuck you and your bar stoolers and your fucking lullabies. Have you never walked by? Have you, yeah, have, have you never walked by Ann Summers, seen some beauty come out there and, go, and wonder, I wonder what she's about? Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> get arrested for it. Yeah, do edible underpants. Do the reverse there, right? Say Danish fans outside uh, Ann Summers, right? Man. Pester him. What would happen there? Oh, they'd be so. Man, and then Danes, they Yeah, yeah. They marched, they marched from. Look, I was going down to the game, it was in the press box, so we went Tom Forrest after walking. And. I was thinking, well, I'll get a bus down. I said, no, I'll walk. I noticed there was no traffic coming. And apparently, there was people giving out because the Danes were marching from town to Lansdowne Road. Choreo. So they were having a choreo. And, and yeah, that's what that's what football fans do. Like, and anyone who knows so the game. uneducated about the facts. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Ah, oh, it's nuts. No, you're well, right. I went to the walk the next day one. I said, I left for 20 minutes to go. And I ate him. Mm. Absolutely ate him. I said, if you're a real fan, you stay to the debt. doesn't matter if things get beaten 10 nothing. He stayed till the end. Should we all stay at the end of the Rovers Celtic match? Yeah. That was tough. I'm a Celtic fan, but was a Rovers fan that day. It's so frustrating, it really is. It's crazy. It just gets to me so much. Gary, I I can understand that. Now, people say to me, why do you support the team? I said, well, it's it's been, I can, I can, um, differentiate between the team and the, the FAI and the team and the support the see that's where I struggle I mean I, I can because to me it's my country I, ha- I feel like support I should do so that I, 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 I forget all the other crap but yet when others give out about that I can completely agree with it because to me like I was in the press box I was with Declan and we were taking notes and we were going to do on the show last Monday and then you're yeah, looking at guys with 20 minutes to go walking out and you're thinking this team, they're not deliberately you doing it for a while. You paid 80 quid They're giving everything they have out there, yeah. right? It's just not happening for them. You stay till the death when you support your team. When they go off the pitch, you applaud them. Even if they've lost, you applaud them. The ground was practically empty by the finals. Yeah. Yeah. It really annoyed me. That team, they're not the greatest team in the world, but they put everything they have in the plan for the order. And they got, no, it was just, it really annoyed me. Really, really annoyed me. And like, like it, it just, I like understand people have to get the cars, people have kids and all that, but... If we'd have won, they'd have been there till the death. Yeah. So what's the difference? And that's where the whole real football fan comes into it because if if you go to football week in, week out, you are going to stay there for the 90 minutes in the terraces doing whatever you need to do. But these guys, they don't go to football. They have their three or four games that they travel abroad for each week. They're event junkies. They're event junkies. We are are an absolute nation of event junkies. And I've seen it. The two other teams I support this country in two other sports, Lens and the Dubs, they're real fashionable things to go to, right? And I've seen it. Dublin getting hammered with Kerry in 2009. People leaving at half time. Like we were, I was like, no way. I, that's like, oh, should we go? No, time. not a chance. I said, even if we get beaten by 50 points, I'm staying here. Mm, yeah. Same with Leinster matches. People leaving. Oh, we're gone. We're goose. Let's get out of here. 
And the rugby was the on end. the same day as the Ireland game, wasn't it? Yeah. You stayed till the Did end. Did you see the, the jersey clash, by the way? It's ridiculous. The rugby match. Buttermer would have had a nightmare. He's an idiot. Oh, do you know what? He'd have actually fainted. I think we should get him on. I think he'd be brilliant on the show. <laughs> he'd be a cracker. Um, right, so what are we going to talk about now, Carl? We're going to talk about uh, Rovers players on tour. Bork Boyd, Byrne and McAllister. They were all at the game uh, in Copenhagen. It was a great tweet by a, a boat. Uh, he's a brave player now. Jesus Christ, the cherry beer has a cork in it. What are we going to do? Don't aim it at me. <laughs> Have we got a corkscrew? Here they look. So, uh, see Davy Mack wearing his farmer's cap? Yeah, I saw that. He, he went full on Irish, didn't he? Tastes like a sour bar. Like a cherry <laughs> beer, cherry bar. Tom oh, O'P is tasting the Linda Man's cherry beer. Which one is this? Have a, have a bang of that like there, Joe's. Sarah, like Vimto or something. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, take a bang, take, oh, no, no, take no, a swig, no, you sure? No, 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 oh, jeez, no. Tastes like Vimto. I'm going to get lectured in the nail once you <laughs> need to. It does, it does smell like a chewy bar. Did you see after the first leg, uh, Callum O'Dowd has been interviewed and he said, they wanted the three points. Yeah. So I, it was like a footballer's manual malfunction. Yeah, it's like they're like robots and they're just, they're just taught what to say. I was actually... Part of me was a bit worried after the first leg because I was going, well, if it was one out, it was Graham in a great position. Me remember you had 30% possession and one shot yeah. and goal. Yeah. You were worried after that? Uh, yeah, but like, we, I, I know the way O'Neill plays. He was always going to play that. I think my my bugbear is the fact that the whole every underage team in Ireland and the all of international underage teams are taught to play football the right way. And then it comes to our national team and we're just playing a game that we shouldn't be playing. Now, we understand it's a result driven business and that's fine but we have got some good players who can get on the ball and play O'Dowd is one of them you know so it's just it was it's just disappointing and if you look at what they're trying to promote at the grassroots they're, yeah. they're trying to promote 4-3-3 and they wanted the passing the passing game which I see every week with, with Jaden going out watching them play football and they're trying to promote the passing game but when you watch the the senior yeah. team it just it's, doesn't coincide with it so you see people as you said, it's real football fans. We, we have it at Rawers now. A lot of us are now patient. We know what direction the club is going in. We know there's the structures with the academy and the great work that's going on. I mean, I'd have been in Roadstone quite a bit for lunch because I walk near there and I can see what's going oh, on yeah. day to day when I go in there. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's it, it's fantastic. And I think it's the way other clubs have to start going. Instead of being jealous of what we have, well, this is what we have to do. Let's do that. But the problem is a lot of football and for people who are listening, I'm using the old inverted commas thing. Fans in this country, it's all about results. So there's no patience. If we had a bit of patience in this country, and let's say, let's wait 10 years, get our teams to play the right way, we could have a successful international team by around 2025, 2026, 2030. That's, that's it might be in a few yeah. years of pain, but geez, long term, would be fantastic because we we could be qualifying regularly for major competitions, playing the game it should be playing. And we have players playing at the top level because they're able to play football. Yeah. Simple as that. That is perfectly into what I was going to say, actually. It was a great article by Connor Neville on RTE. He was saying that Ireland could really use a qualifying campaign where qualifying is not the be-all and end-all. So he's saying that our fixation with hoofing our way to the next tournament, for the comments, the next tournament, is hurting Irish football and that we've basically been trying to recreate Italian 90 for 27 years now. So let's yeah. restructure. It's pretty much what he's saying. Look at what Qatar as that, that campaign. Like, who the hell wants to go to Qatar in December <laughs> for the qualifying Let's sacrifice that. there's yeah. no, God forgive me, I know we're doing it now. There's no drink. Right? You're going to be playing. I'm in, done. I'm not going. You're going to be playing in air, condi- air conditioned stadiums. That's fine. 
Which is going to be walking around under heat is like, someone like me who's, I'd be like Steve Stanton in USA 94. <laughs> I'd wear baseball caps on if they go to that. So maybe that's spot on. Short term pain for long term pain. Yeah. Look at point. Michael O'Neill, right? He was given a transitional campaign. Remember his first campaign was awful. awful. No, awful. awful. They beat Russia at the end, but that was it. That was your only result. Yeah. So he's taken Northern Ireland from 88 to 20th in the rankings. Wow. The first term in 30 years came within a whisker. Of the World Cup, if not for that ridiculous penalty against... That was... Yeah, well, I will mean, qualify by saying this. Switzerland should have hammered him the second day. Didn't yeah. have a chance to switch him. It was ridiculous. Still, outrageous penalty decision. Yeah, it was a terrible penalty decision. And apparently uh, Sunderland have offered him a job and Scotland now He'd be wanted. mad to go near Sunderland. Well, I'm sure didn't care Col- isn't Coleman taking that? But he right? obviously likes the challenge. Look at his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Thompson. She's now Charlotte Coleman. Like, obviously goes, well... I like a challenge. Like, he got horse, so obviously he feels like he's <laughs> You know as far as from East Wall, wouldn't you? <laughs> East Wall, yeah. yeah it's oh, well, it's great stuff. As far as a dull bit. Yeah, so, um, so Joe's big question now. When it comes to the big, big question, Rovers versus Ireland. Oh, Rovers. The old saying, I'd rather see Rovers win a corner than Ireland qualify for the World Cup. I can understand that one, but it was that far, but I think, yeah, Ro- Rovers are always number one, and guys who I got to Leinster matches with, Dublin matches with, lads support. English football I, I, I'm a stickler for that people ask me that question who do you support Shamrock Rovers now who do you really support I hate Shamrock Rovers I hate that question like in England so why, why wouldn't you ask that question in England I'm a Liverpool fan but Shamrock Rovers be number one I mean, have we all Liverpool. have teams who are like, like I love Roma I like Dortmund as a Liverpool fan I can't stand Roma but yeah, that conversation I love Roma <laughs> I love Roma there's, there's a big connection there with Rovers and we're actually probably next month we're going to have the Dublin supporters Roma, the Dublin Roma supporters club on we're going to have Stefano's Liverpool European hey, 1984 Stefano Salah might come on so we're um, like I mean yeah, you have clubs that you have an affiliation yeah with. And, and that's fine and I, but I, once you support your, your team that's yeah. in your area and you not not necessarily in your area but you support a team in your own country you go you follow them but Pat Dolan's always okay said that. that people accuse Pat Dolan being anti-English football he's not he said oh god I lived in the, I was an Irish man brought up in England he said Arsenal was my team and I went to play for Arsenal but he says to me, you can support all teams you want in any other country in the world once you support your own. Exactly. And that's great it. statement, yeah. Rovers are to me always be number one. People don't get that. They just hell. It's just like Rovers are always number one. Now, I think now people know like well, Justin is is, is number one as Rovers. No, yeah, I don't know how that that enthusiasm doesn't rub off on people as well because that's how I got involved in Rovers in the first yeah. place because someone else's enthusiasm. So my, my last uh, Ireland game I don't know if it was the same for you Gary because you're with me at this game was, it, was it Brazil where we won it was tickets 2003 tickets. against Brazil the old downs we, we paid something like yeah. 200 yeah, quid for tickets yeah, 2004 no it was 2003 no February 2004 oh, yeah. mm. we won tickets right but his dad oh, had paid big money for tickets and then we ended up winning them so we the he, the guy actually took the money back, didn't he? Oh, he was stupid. He gave you a money. refund. I don't remember paying at all. I think we just won the no, tickets. No, your dad, the your dad paid big money for tickets. We definitely got money back. Yeah, anyway. and then your dad got back. I said, "Listen, my son's born." Was it nil nil? We it won was, tickets. Yeah, but I remember. Yeah, we won who tickets. Do we, who do we win tickets off again? Evening Herald. Evening Herald. Won a competition. I remember watching. That's like, Rovers uh, fans hate the Herald because we were always in trouble at matches and all the time. I just remember us watching uh, Rivaldo and Ronaldinho train beforehand. And we were just we were just looking at him like this is happening. Rivaldo's just standing there. <laughs> I remember that night. Uh, Roberto Carlos got, uh, Brazil got a free kick. And the law, wasn't it? Ground weighted. And it's a Bernard free kick. And he runs up and he's straight in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
the problem with a, with a lot of where the matches is the atmosphere to be real and they try to force an atmosphere the games at the do you remember they had that uh, some some sort of they someone not playing a guitar at the Moldova game recently and the um, Serbia a, game half an hour before kickoff. There's no one in the ground. Was there not mid game? They had something going on. Yeah, they used to try all that. What stuff. are they taking? They just don't. They don't go the game. In games. fairness, does does the lads that <laughs> uh, you boys in green try to create an atmosphere? And we've a couple of Rovers fans, man. Jared Kevin, who works with you know, Fane and Martin. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're big into that, and they they try to create an atmosphere. In fairness to them. But the rest of it's fake. It's yeah. absolutely fake. Instead of just, just let it be, they just but and they go the, the sound system and that's a farce. It's too bloody loud. Yeah. You can't hear yourself think. It's instead just, of just letting f- football fans be football fans, they're just trying to force it's them. A plastic, yeah. It's a plastic. Like the only thing they're short of doing is what they do with rugby matches and with, God forgive me, Chelsea and Arsenal have done it in England and at European matches. The small little flags and everyone waving. That's I just see when we step. scored the goal in the, against Denmark and they piped in that Seven Nation Army music. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not It's it's, uh, it's not good at all. No. So I just, just wanted to mention something, actually. The questions put to Martin O'Neill afterwards. And I wouldn't be Martin's <laughs> biggest well, fan at all now. Comments, I wouldn't be his biggest fan now. But Tony O'Donoghue, usually it's O'Neill just being a dick. Yeah. Towards Tony O'Donoghue. He's been doing this for years now. Yeah. But in this case, it was actually Tony's fault. Because he asked terrible questions. Go on, tell us. What was the question? I haven't seen that interview in full. So. He was just going back over the whole qualifying campaign. It was like, oh, we took the lead against Georgia and so and so and so and so. Nothing to do with well, the match itself. Technically, I don't know who's Roy Carr. He probably just shouldn't have asked him. They were just the way. wrong questions at the wrong time. Yeah, that's he a fair used, point. He used the word shambles. I mean, is that really the way you used the right word to be Tron O'Neill that time? Well, someone in the press conference brought up him being a lucky manager and his luck yeah that out. was my next point in the press conference someone asked has your luck finally run out is this journalism in 2017 it's ridiculous has your luck finally run out who, who is this guy <laughs> this is a man that is a ridiculous this question this is a man who got Celtic to a European final with one possibly two at an argument genuine war class players Larson, so, so what are you saying say are you Lambert saying that he got his what are you saying about his, his tactics for the Ireland I think I'm a big fan of O'Neill and I'm a big fan of Kane even though I'm a Liverpool fan I, I love Kane as a player I loved I support him in Saipan the others didn't and uh, it's the one Rovers chant I never chant uh, Roy Kane is a try it's the one Rovers chant a chant oh, yeah. actually broke out at the end of the season special because we use a Roy Kane biography to prop up our microphone here <laughs> So a chant broke out during the show. Roy Keane is a traitor. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one Robert chant I've never joined in. Um, but I think he the game the, the home game against Denmark. He played a diamond, which meant we were our two fullbacks were completely isolated. That Let, made, let's be honest, Roy. Have name two worst fullbacks in international football. I Christie's. I feel a bit for Christie. He's but no, nothing nothing gets it personally but name name in international football name two worst football I'd take the Northern Ireland fullbacks over our fullbacks Steve Moore mm. in particular we were, we're unlucky that Coleman broke Coleman. his leg yeah Coleman yeah. very lucky I, I think now if if, if O'Neill still in the job the, the stories this weekend is like that probably he's going to be at the at uh, Everton come um, next couple of weeks we, we'll wait and see if that's true or not but to me if he's still in charge of March and we friendlies he has to no, maybe it's the Rovers hand me and I'm being a bit boys he has to play someone like Savannah Stevens. Stevens and it's doing really well Ender Stevens and maybe the guy from Wolves to Hardy yeah these lads throw him in there. throw him in Adam Rooney I mean Adam Rooney had, like, that's up, for up the pitch but 
Adam Mooney has been scoring goals in Scotland for fun. He got he got one call up. Doesn't matter. He's and then he was goals. and then he was called. Yeah, from now, the, he wasn't playing for Aberdeen today. The main squad. Like, yeah, he still he still. So one thing that bugs me about O'Neill actually the way he does it he calls people up, and then he cuts them like oh like Rooney would have been calling his family and all saying oh I've been called up to Ireland, and then cut cool. gone. Chop. Yeah, this thing of a preliminary squad of forty and then reducing it to twenty two. I find that disgusting. Just hate that. Call up to twenty two. Happened to Chris Forrester as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's a nutster. Right, so we had a nil all in the first leg. Ireland lost five one in the return game, and uh, we spoke about that. So we'll we'll move on to the Ruby Walsh comments. <laughs> he thinks Ray Hooten's goal against Italy isn't one of Ireland's greatest sport moments. Yeah, it's called a moment, not an achievement. Yeah, it's a moment. Now, I didn't agree with some of the people going when he apparently broke his leg the following Saturday. Oh, that's a lot of kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it was, I think, Ruby just got the whole wrong end of what that problem is actually about. It's moments. There was a thing when Ireland scored that night, everyone jumped up that the nation actually shook. Yeah. Right. Now, if that's not a great moment in time, what the hell is? That's actually my earliest memory of Ireland because I don't remember. Apparently I watched it, but I was only five. So I don't remember. So that goal is basically my first memory of Ireland. So it's made a big impression on me. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful footballing goal. Long ball by Sheridan. <laughs> uh, bad header. Bad header by Franco Borghese, no less. A very rare Franco Borghese error. And Helton came onto a chest and saw Paliuka off his line. And yeah, Paliuka. Yeah, hit He's it a man for football. Paul McGrath with one arm, basically, yeah. just running the match. Nothing got past Phil Babb was really good that, that day. He was excellent that day. And I remember Lib was on him and was like, oh, Brilliant. And then I realised Palmer grabbed what he made him look up. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing, you know. Bad was never the same. So we, we had a couple of memories popping up on the Rovers chat. Firstly, we had an interview with Jason Sherlock talking about he was helicoptered to a Rovers game in Donegal in 1998. Eight. And they yeah. lost the game. As he, well. lost, he lost both, and they he lost both, both games. games. Yeah. Frank from Afina in the club final against uh, Kilmacourt, they lost. And then he flew up to Donegal and Rovers lost 2-1. And yeah. they lost both games yeah. there. So He actually thought that it was a GAA. That organised the helicopter, but it was Woody's. It was Woody's, yeah, that's yeah. crazy, isn't it? And then we had a game in December 1999, Carl. Yeah, this was, uh, we beat Sligo 5 3. Oh, 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 what so I was hoping Joe's remember this. This is the last time that we conceded three goals and in an away game and still we won. went We went two down. Yeah. It was a horrible, this is, this is what I'm glad we went that football. It was a horribly cold, like two weeks before Christmas. We went two down. And then we put one back, and we went three one down. And then we came back and won five three. I think Graham Lawler got a couple. What a game! On the night day. but it was unreal. It was my first time in the showgrounds, and we just went nuts. It was an unbelievable night. Five three, great result. One of my, I think Terry Cassie was a slug man's time sent off. It was. Unreal. I think it was a uh, three red cards, two yeah. for Sligo, one well, for I think us. Mark Kenny might have been sent off for us. Yeah, Mark, right. if you listen, and it wasn't. I'm sorry. Beach. Um, oh, yeah, beach. it was unreal. I remember um, Richie Keane from Ringsend. I think he might be David Keane. It's either his dad or his, some relation. When we got the fourth goal to go four three up, he put his hands up on the thing under the stands, just nearly hanging out the thing. <laughs> People got mad, that and it was a great night. But it was like I don't think there was many there that night. It was unbelievable. Five three. Yeah. The video popped up in Robert's chat and one thing that stood out was Darren Maloney was coming there and he kept calling us shams. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a Sligo thing. It is. Specifically. Yeah, 
I didn't know it was an RTE. It's like a piss take thing in general. Unless you're anti well. Yeah, that's it. So we had the 2017 PFAI Awards and uh, Trevor Clark, Young Player of the Year, well deserved. He beat Ryan Delaney off Corkham, Aaron McAniff off Derry, and Trev was interviewed by Johnny. I hate Rovers Ward. <laughs> I've got to get Johnny on this. And uh, the PFAI Player of the Year was Sean McGuire. Yeah, no surprise there. Yeah, Manager of the Year was John Caulfield. No surprise either. First Division Player was Marty. I would, I Waters. would, I would argue. I understand my coffee got a carpet with double it's a fantastic achievement. Right. But I think what Kenny Shields had to deal with this year. Yeah, he's off the yeah. time. I yeah. think the fact that he's still coming out being as positive as ever, he got that team to qualify for Europe. I think that man deserves it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so as well. I'd agree with you there. Because you have to remember it's not just that teammate that lost, it was that captain, it was right. that leader. Yeah. He handled the week, a week, very, a week very before well. he died he got the winner against us in Tana this year. And he was he was unbelievable for them that night, and it's I think Kenny Shields deserves an awful lot. I, and this is not this in Caulfield. Caulfield deserves it. He won the double. It's not not many managers have won a double in in this country. But I think what Kenny Shields went through and the fact that he still had the the class and wanted a better attempt to, to get his team through that mm. was yeah. deserves an awful lot better. And then we had a referee of the year. It was Paul McGovern. Oh, shocking decision. Uh, <laughs> as, as Neil Doyle's agent, I'm absolutely appalled. Uh, and as Paul Tude's uh, agent as well. Um, I, I, I just don't see with McLaughlin. I just think, he, I think if you look at the four, if you look at the four semi-final, and I, I know I'm maybe I'm biased, in fairness to Neil Doyle, when O'Donnell and Finn were getting in his ear, he called the two of them aside, had a war with them. It stopped. In the replay in Tala, O'Donnell was constantly in McLaughlin's ear from start to finish. And McLaughlin did nothing about it. It's a sign yeah. of weakness, isn't it? A to, complete to sign of weakness. Allow that to happen how, for how 90, can others not see this? Minutes. How can others not see this? It's just, it's madness. You know, because if you look at it, we where, where I was standing the day in Dundalk behind the goal, uh, Paul Shute was the official with the magic wand. I think they're pointless. I really do. They're like going boys in GA. They're pathetic, right? And Condy was having a bit of, not banter, he was just acting the dick with us, right? And uh, I think when he got the goal, he came and celebrated us. And then just after he was fouled, and he made another gesture to us. And all you hear is Chew going, Neil Conley. So Neil went and had a war with him, and, and in fairness, Conley stopped it after that. If that had been McLaughlin, he led it away. Yeah, mm. yes, he's different refs. You know, and I, I think that I, I can't believe McLaughlin refereed here and got the cup final because to me, he lets players away with murder. If your players trying to dictate a game, a good referee will nip it in the bud early, and then it's not an issue after yeah, that. He let Glasgow doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't do that, and he didn't do that in the cup semi final replay, and that's why that melee happened on the bench. Mm. We'll actually talk mm. about the melee later. I've yeah. a point to make, but mm. but um, we've Clark and McAniff were in the player uh, were in the Premier Division team of the year as well. There were four Dundalk players, <coughs> three Cork. Jared Doherty and Ronan Murray from Galway and uh, Doherty's that's the second year in a row that he was like, to me and I know might be the most fascinating I was surprised. A podcast to say but I think Shane Supple's the best keeper in this league and I think he should have I got, wouldn't disagree with you I he's think, very he good he should have got that like they put Pender in like I only seen Bowles twice against us this year and Derek Pender didn't really stand out in the two games against us no he doesn't stick out for me well yeah. Supple did Especially the the, the one Italian to see, we probably won by more only for mm. him. So it's it's a strange one. It's a strange but look, I'm the players vote for this, so look, that's their their call yeah, true. Up, you know? I mean, yeah, and, and if you we, look at all the teams of the year, like the, the various podcasts and the pundits and all like 
nearly all of them picked uh, Clark McElhaney Maguire. Mm. So that's a great testament to Clark. The yeah. season he had, they were all picking him on left back. Yeah, yeah. And you get the impression and that he will, he will be there. No, I, I actually think we will. I could be wrong on this, but I think we'll get Massey because the fact Jarvis has signed for for Dundalk yeah. that to me suggests he's gone. But a competition yeah, yeah, yeah. And good to see Evan Azam at UCD. He was in the first was division he? player of the year, and he was and in there two years ago as well for Shells. Yeah. So he's obviously recovered quite well from yeah. and if his had, bad injury. If he's had us. the hand of his father, he'd be a very good player. Mm. But I would, um, I would like to congratulate. I think Kieran Marty Waters. I think it's a great him getting fourth division player of the year. A good Rovers lad as well. Exact. That's exactly it. Marty's always yeah. there the colours of the masses. Never been shy to do it. And it's just in the end, it just didn't. In the end, he just probably had. To be honest, I thought people are kind of split on this. Yeah, when when he was released, I was thinking to myself, "That's why keep him." He was sent off against Pats, right? And then he basically. He was played, that played a handful of appearances after him. So people are kind of saying, ah, well, he was he was dropped because he wasn't good. Well, my, no, he was sent off and he wasn't played again. My only fear with Marty was if he was against a good fullback and the fullback did him early, he was probably a little bit... Yeah, he's quite slight. Yeah, to get involved early. And maybe that's why. But I think he got a couple of great goals against uh, Progress. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there was oh, a, yeah, there was a spell where he was involved in 10 of our 20 goals, whether it be a goal or an assist, yeah. in the summer. Mm. He was in serious form. But I'm, I'm, I was delighted to see him get that. I think it's it was great to see him get that. I think he deserved. And he and he swept it as well. It, it, yeah, there was no, there was there was no, no choice. Yeah, no doubt. And there was no even Waterford player anywhere near him. Like the, the no. whole of the, the fourth division last year, thought he was the best player. And then we were at uh, McInef. I love McInef. I always think he's uh, I think he's a really good prospect. And Graham Barrett is his agent as well. So hopefully Graham can his contact there, get yeah. in his ear mm. and 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 bring him to Rovers. An interesting seating arrangement on the night. Robbo and four Rover players were seated with four bowls players on table 12. <laughs> and one of them was Luke Borden. And Lukey <laughs> Borden, yeah. So Lukey was sitting with his former but, teammates. But I think, I think with players, it's, it's not that... I mean, as I said earlier, I mean, Luke Bourne was with Keith Buckley over in, in Copenhagen. So they're obviously still good mates. The pals, yeah. yeah. So, like, there's obviously, look, okay, you go, you'll get a bit of you get a bit of ribbon from the fans. We'd all do that. But as, as players, it's their profession, it's their yeah. job. They're still mates at the end of the day. They probably get get a bit of slagging, but mm. so I don't think there was. A, I wouldn't say there was an issue there. You know what he said. If there was, it'd be funny, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, we had an interview with at the awards with Trevor, and he said that he's more than likely going to be playing left full next season, which I'm happy with. Yeah, that's Did a you really good. Jules, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think left back. Maybe that's the thing. Well, my comment then about Dane Massey might be irrelevant then, or made redundant in yeah. the case. Because is so Massey going, going to leave Dundalk where he could be a reserve to come to Rovers where he could be a reserve as well? You know? Yeah. Could be the, you know? But it'd be interesting to see. And but I think to get Massey and be good because then we've options then if Trevor's injured then he can Exactly, yeah, him. exactly. Trev also not happy with his pace rating. I'm, I'm, nine, I'm 19. How could he got slower? Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was class. I'm yeah, 19 years so old. How could I got slower? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, on uh, Football Manager 2018, Aaron Bolger made a list for Irish Wonder Kids. Oh, no uh, way. That's what one thing we always looked out for was Wonder Kids. No surprise there. He's Being tipped as someone like, if you're like a League Two manager, sign him on loan or something. Yeah. And he'll do a job. He's for you. 17 years old. And he's just class. I mean, he just, he just looks. If you go back to the, the Blue Bell game in the Cup when um, Bocker did him, and he mm. did do him, right? 
lot of seven. Back was about seventy one. I'd probably try to come to me. Aaron I was just grateful. Actually, Aaron that's just, the only thing he did. Aaron thing. just stood up, pushed himself down, and got on. He came on and hacked. And you're him. looking at. I was frothing in the stand, wanting to run down and have a go at Bucker. And here's the fella he thought he's seventeen years old. He just pushed himself down, and that was it. Yeah, got up, mm. played yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we had Brazzer who ran the Dublin Marathon on the day of our end of season special. So we were in here slugging points. Brazzer was out doing marathons and his finish time was 5 hours and 24 minutes and Graham Barra beat him by 2 minutes. So 5 hours, that sounds like torture. In yeah. fairness, lad, that, that's, that's a fun, like I, 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 I do a fair few 5Ks. Now if I do the marathon, I'd walk it, it'd probably take me about 8 hours. <laughs> I wouldn't bother me, but I think that I'll be gone home at 5 o'clock in the evening. But, I mean, I think it's, it's still a phenomenal achievement and to do it, you know, and I think Brad deserves great credit. Fair play to him. Yeah, no, fair yeah. play to him. It was a massive achievement and uh, in an interview on 98FM, he said, the job consumes me. It's 24-7, which I completely understand. He says that he's busier in the off-season than during the season. Yeah. And I'm envious, to be honest. I mean, watching football and trying to sign players in the perfect world, I imagine it would be just like football manager. <laughs> You'd be just signing the players there for I mean, um, what was your favourite year, right? It was 2000, year 2000, 2001, football winter. I mean, the yeah, obs- 2001. The, the obsession yeah. was real. That was brilliant. Oh, what a, what a game. Great season. Liverpool yeah. travel, Celtic travel. <laughs> yes. We're not talking about big, Liverpool just. But oh. yet, my biggest memory of that season was Rovers in the Cup semi the Bowers. Oh, oh geez, that man. broke me heart. Broke me flipping heart. Just yeah. on the uh, 98 FM interview, I thought Bradder spoke very well, but I thought the interview itself was actually poor. Because he kept being asked, uh, Jimmy Moore. Same question. Uh, he was asked the same question. manager. Might have been the agenda there. Same questions over and over again. Um, Brazzer said the draws are no good for him. He only drew three times in the season <laughs> last season. Uh, he said that they're great for keeping How unbeaten. about losses? Great for keeping unbeaten ones going. So he would make a great start. I mean, 17 wins, three draws, 13 defeats. Yeah. 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 And... Uh, just on like working 24-7 Mark Lynch actually mentioned this at the end of season lunch that Brazzer like him McPhail the football department they come in very early in the morning rolls on they leave very late at night he says he's never seen a more dedicated Rawers manager so that's something that's very notable about about Brazzer so um, we'll move on to our signings now we signed Cork midfielder Greg Bulger very good signing in my opinion, and Bulger said, the words Shamrock Rovers speak for itself. It's one, if not the biggest club in the country. And there's a brand of football that Stephen is trying to play. I've played against Stephen in the league as well. I know the way he operates. He wants the game to be played the right way, and I'd probably be of the same opinion as him. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to most, getting out there and playing football. It's a new start here at Rovers. So we uh, he's definitely sounding positive. Yeah, it's probably the, the beardiest press release ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the green the, wasn't it? The green jumpers were out again. Yeah. I, think, exactly, yeah. I think they're contractually obliged to wear can those jumpers. Can we, if I knew from the club is listening, can we not buy them? Yes. <laughs> please, 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 please. I'm, I'm going to be buying. I'm those. a man in my 40s now. I look like a good jumper. Come on, <laughs> put them on sale. Um, a great signing. I was, uh, I was away and I had the phone up in the room. I came back and back down the pool and honeymoon I said well we're signing Greg Bodger I nearly jumped into the fucking like, deep end of the pool and I can't even swim <laughs> the light yeah. so another Pat Flynn though um, from working on the radio show Declan who does the with the presenter you know, Declan News big UCD man and, and Aaron uh, Greg would have been that 
Well, maybe not UCD. He won a first division title with Ron and Finn in 2009. Yeah. yeah. And he says, off the pitch, Greg is a lovely guy. But when he gets over that white line, I think he just. He just. Interesting point, we'll bring that up later. Yeah, uh, he certainly will. If he, yeah. The famous cup qualifying in 2013 when you sent off against us. Mm. But I think it's a, a, a fantastic sign. And you look at him, that uh, midfield three next year, he'll have him and McAllister sitting around and finish ahead of them. Perfect. And Aaron Bulger's a step if he needs it. I mean, what's Bulger going to learn from them three? Good God. That's, yeah. it's that, like, that, that's really exciting for next season. That air midfield mm-hmm. three would be Bulger and McAllister sitting around the sitting in front of them, and then Bulger can slot into either side, either one of them, if either one of them three is missing. Fantastic. He only made uh, 14 league serves last season, but he was looking in that he had Conor McCormick as a defensive mid in front of him. He had a brilliant season yeah. for Cork. But when he came on in the cup final, he pretty much turned the game for He them. was fantastic in the cup yeah, when he came he on. Really was. Yeah, but going back to, I just want to digress going to Conor McCormick. We know how good Conor McCormick was yeah. at Rovers from centre midfield because O'Neill played him in centre midfield. Hmm. Kenny and Crowley played him right full. Yeah. He then goes to Pats under Bucko. Bucko plays him right full. It's first year at Derry. Peter Hutton played him at right full. Then suddenly Shields came in at Derry last year. Shields played him in midfield. It was brilliant for Derry last year. Got his move to Cork and was outstanding for Cork this year in midfield. I mean, as a centre midfielder, Conor McCormick's from the best in the country of what he does probably oh, yeah. the best in the country of what he does I remember O'Neill yeah, yeah. certain managers thought oh, we're playing way full which was madness I remember That's O'Neill madness. first put him in there it was a Satanta Cup toy against Sligo and he put him in against Joey and Doe and he had Ndo in his pocket. Was that the, that was the we won two 0 open that night? Yeah, that's right. Ronan Finn, Finn got, Finn got peach that week. That was his first goal for yeah. Rovers, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just now on the the Rovers media team, they're always working hard to uh, make these new signings like announce them in interesting ways. So we had a little code on Twitter <laughs> for Bolger yeah, and Gary. And Gary, you said that the video of Bolger bursting through the doors of Tennessee, and you wanted to add the Stone Cold music yeah. to it. It's like shoot, bursting through. Although George Kelly's always a giveaway. George always uh, checks in. George Kelly's at Tallestade. You know what's going go, on. You know yeah. So Alan Kinsley on Facebook wrote uh, over the years to so many players that have come to Rovers with bigger reputations and flopped. And he asked what players were the biggest letdowns after signing for us. So just biggest letdowns after signing for oh, us. I still with- think one of the biggest letdowns league is Mark Quigley. Yeah, yeah. I think Quigley had so much, so ability, much talent, so much talent. When we signed him from Sligo, he he was a huge part of Sligo in the league in 2012. He was the main reason. Yeah. Was it Danny North got a lot of goals in the made that year and got injured, mm. and then Quigley took up the mantle. It was brilliant the second half of that. I season. was half expecting him to flop now, to be honest. Whereas, whereas Zaid, I had big hopes for him. Yeah, Zaid, I, Zaid was another one as well. The Zaid thing. I, and even maybe with Kenny, the whole Turner, Zayed, Kenny incident in 2011, mm. when Zayed then signed for us, I was just like, well... Never going to work out. <laughs> it's just going to work out. And part of me was the lady signed because he's a quality striker. But the other one's like, that's still hanging over. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, yeah. but we had, we had Twig, top scorer in the whole league, 2009, 10... And, and 12, 12 right the only other one was Zaid in 2011 and he got PFAI player of the year award so yeah I, for there and then we and saw him awards, that so for me biggest flops would be Zaid and Keith Fahey Keith Fahey's a massive flop Fahey injury didn't help yeah Um. so I, I'd sort of let him off but to me I think 
I can see why it was Zoid, yeah, but Quigley hmm. was a big letdown. Um, Going further back though, say the 1990s, can you think of someone who came with a big reputation and didn't deliver at all? Johnny Mac. We Johnny s- Mac, yeah. If you, in 1991, we signed Dave Henderson from Pats, Johnny Mac from Pats, Mick Moody from Pats, Mark and Lawler from, from Dundalk in the summer of 91. And the first game of the season, the poster was Shamrock Rovers that rest Dundalk. Dundalk were the champions at the time. Champions versus champions elect. It was before one game was played. Curtis Fleming was due to come to us, but he went to Middlesbrough. If he hadn't come, he probably would have signed for us. That probably was a, it was a big letdown in that team because we were going to really challenge that year in 1991-92. We oh, yeah. didn't. We were king of a sack just after Christmas. And then Ray came in and from one week playing no football under Kinger to playing too much football under Ray the following week. Um, so there was a couple of the players in that team who probably, and that's like I with Johnny Mack as well. Johnny Mack was a great defender. Even in the past years later, he was a brilliant defender and beforehand. But that team, we all got caught up in the buzz of that team. That team let us down a bit. The breakup of the 94 team, as I mentioned in the past, was tough. But like that was players who were really done well and then left. So it's a bit different, but to me, maybe, um, yeah, around that 91-92 team was, was the team that really Yeah, it was a big letdown. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the club announced recently that we have signed Gary Shaw, Brandon Mele and Graham Bork with Tomer Henchinski also yeah. signing new contracts. What I thought was, and it's a it's a common team that's come up on the show, and I still can't, maybe it's me getting out, I still can't believe that only one person he's interviewed during the season got the fab for, right? I know. Right. Isn't that now you're a dead right? Aye. So to me, when Rovers announced the Fab Four, why was like, okay, Gary Shaw was George Harrison, the real solid performer, but doesn't get the credit he deserves. Brando and Bork are the front men, so they were always going to be Linda McCartney, and poor Tom was Ringo Starr. <laughs> like, that's just the way it felt to me. Um, I think to get Bork and especially Brando, because it was serious humours that Brando was done dark work. We're sniffing around. Apparently, mm. uh, Hull and Swindon were interested. Mm. Oh, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear that. No. Make it that much available. Yeah, well, you're talking yeah. to a Liverpool fan here. They just don't recognise that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, maybe Hull, yeah, but Swindon. Like, Swindon were what, League One now? I don't even know. Like, why? I know it's probably a better shop window, and that's the thing with doing it going to Tranmere. Surely you'd be better off staying here. Yeah. If you're going to someone like if you're going to some of the top clubs in England, or you're going to the Premier League in England or the top half of the championship, I can completely understand. But if you're going to be League Two or League Three, now I know part of Gammon has come out and said that you can make a better standard of living over there than you can over here. Yeah. But he's been over there a while. But if you're a young lad and you're going to there, I don't see really what the more attraction is. Maybe it's a better shop window. Because I can't imagine the money being too much different. No, I mean, even you know, he's, he's not guaranteed to get in and, and no. play games, you know, so... Just on Graham Burke, actually, uh, like, Brazzer said it best, he said it's like a new signing, because yeah. he was in, he was injured when was, like, the, the he first... Was injured... First of September, I think, was around... His court game was his last game. Yeah, so, like, the one positive, if you like, of Burke's injury is that that probably led us to being able to hold on to him, because if he had kept up that form that he was in right to the end of the season, he probably would have been gone. Yeah. So that injury kind of helped us in a way I thought yeah uh, well to me if he'd have been fit we'd have got to the cup for him yeah when, when I heard I think it was the colonies told me I was just sitting down with the colonies interviewing and they said oh Burke's out for the rest of the season and I just thought in my head 
Cup is gone. Yeah, you text me as well. I was disgusted. When he went up, I was in the stand that night and against Blue Bell, he was on the team sheet. And what the hell is happening? And he seen coming out in coaches and my heart just sank. Because I was pretty critical of him. I thought the the Pats incident was utterly, utterly stupid of him. Um, it was right in front of me. But I think, in a way, he grew up after that. Hmm. I think he went... I'd say Bradley hit a word and says, if you keep doing that, I don't care how tight you are, I can't have you at my club if you go and keep on getting sent off like that. And he learned. And from about... We came back after the break to the time he got injured. To me, he was the best player in the league. Yeah. His goal in the in the in the in in the European game at Hallow was just out of this world. <laughs> like some of the lads, I'm on the the Hoops SC web uh, WhatsApp group with, and some of them tried to say it was bad goalkeeping. No, no. chance was no it. way. It was brilliant. Sometimes a row, it's like whenever. Sometimes a row is whenever happy. It's just we have to moan at something. Just sometimes go. You know what? That's a great goal. Yeah. Just let's just admit, admit it. it. And I'm a big, I'm as big a club of that as anybody. But it just that was such a great goal. It was. We did miss him the final this season. I'm convinced he would have won the FA Cup if he had been fit. So then we had uh, Dave Webster, Ryan Connolly, and Simon Madden have all been released, and uh, let's park Madden aside for the time being. Webster and Connolly. Connolly, it just didn't work out. You get. Um, and I think it, 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 it's akin to the not, not as drastic as the, as the Stephen Kenny thing you go to in any walk of life you go to certain places where it's your career and it just doesn't work out yeah. Connolly tried hard and there is that thing he had. He may have had a, a career threat an injury it just didn't happen for him and I think once Bulger was signed that probably spelled the end for Connolly I think so you know um, I heard they, uh, Carl Kearns offered to drive him to the airport <laughs> yeah, look he was frustrating because my dad used to go gee Connie giving the ball away again you know yeah, he, was he was but like in fairness to him I wouldn't I wouldn't be too hard on him because he he, tro- he gave his all in every game he had it just didn't happen for him um, the Webster one unless we have someone else coming in at centre back we've only got Lopez and, maybe Luke could cover Luke can play centre back yeah um, but we've only got uh, we still only have three centre backs and one is technically left back if we don't get a left back in then Louis covering things so I was a bit surprised at that one I think so you would like to think that yeah. we have someone else coming in then after that Garrett kind of alluded to it there about the wages I think Brazzer is kind of juggling the playing budget and if Webster is on like a starting line of wages well then that frees up you know yeah fair enough. like if Bowen can be cover that is good enough which is true if Lopez and Grace are starting centre backs Bowen is a competent well, backup the, the example that everyone used and Dunster used it last week in Robert's chat in 2000 early 2009 people are going why have we let Jared O'Boyne go on just to bring this lad in from Scotland this lad who yeah. was that lad Gary Twig I was going to mention that for, <laughs> for Madden actually yeah but Devine and Webby were actually our starting centre backs and let's be honest Devine actually looked pretty yeah. good at and then we ended with uh, Lopez and, and Grace Grace and I Grace. tell you lads Grace yeah. is I think was Bradley's best sign Top, top really plan, yeah. Well worth the money as well, paid yeah. for as well. If you remember the picture of, uh, there was Devine, Lopez, Connolly and Curry. They were the four new signings this pictured together. last year. Yeah, this time last year and only Lopez has survived out of those four. And Brazzer was clean shaven. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just to ask yeah. you, I think we were right to take a punt on Curry. I think there so, se- yeah. There seems to be a train thought we should have never let him in. But to me, if Curry had been fit, 
he'd be the best midfielder in this yeah. league. He'd be a super sign. He really would. Why? Um, and as at the at the AGM in October or September, Bradford did say that they offered him this deal if he played, and basically if he didn't play, he was on lesser money. So it didn't cost the club that much. I think they were dead right to take a punt. Yeah, I agree. On, on Paul Curry, it's just sadly for him, it didn't, and for us, it didn't work out. And hopefully, he has a good retirement because he was a very. I, I remember him at UCD. He was a very good footballer, excellent footballer. Yeah. It, it's sad because even, even I know it was when he gets Luke in the friendly, he was brilliant that night. He was dictating the whole game, and he was telling Aaron Bulger that night where to go, and Bulger was listening to him. And well, that's was, what you want. You know, you know, it was superb. It's just sad the way it worked out. And uh, we also released some Madden, and the pitchforks were out for this one. It's been a big talking point. <laughs> As Dunster said, some people's reactions were like 13 year old girls, it was their favourite fight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Split up. He, was, he was dead right, though. Look, I'm, I'm disappointed Simon has gone. And for those who know me, I, I've used it similar to the. Could it be a case of that? Did we put a lot in to get Sean Gannon from Dundalk? Because. Dundalk suddenly then went and offered Gannon a three-year deal, mm-hmm. which really is um, apart from Derry's mad. I think that was part of the outrage that Gannon had got a three-year deal, and then shortly afterwards we released Madden because it was like, well, if it's not Gannon replacing him, who is it? who's better than Madden in the league? So I think that was that contributed to but did Madden, how angry people were. Yeah, but did Madden probably go look? You don't want me, so you didn't want me two weeks ago. What makes you want me now? Just because you didn't get your first tiger. I'm out of here. There could be something in that. Now that's just me looking from the outside. To me, as as Liverpool fans, this it's like the Shabby Lands or Garrett Barrians in the Liverpool. It, it it just completely reminded me of that. But then again, I could be completely going off the beaten track here. There's nothing to do with that at all. That's just me looking inside. What I think happened. It's disappointing because I think Simon's been has been a fantastic server. His uh, LinkedIn post was. Fairly, yeah, it was, fairly it was, telling. I talked. Yeah, I mean, he's, he talked about um, the commitment that he gave to the club and other Orders players have come yeah. and gone and given less commitment. So, I mean, it, it is a bit of a hot topic. But uh, I think we'll, uh, Carl. You wanted to talk about Brian Murray, who wasn't happy. Yeah, could Brian Murray please get in touch with us here, tell me and and let us know his opinion on Simon Madden because we're really not sure. Get off the fence, Brian. Yeah, come is on. Is this the same Brian Murray who played Trevor Jardas in? in um, Brookside, should we bury him under the patio? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so for older viewers, my older listeners might get yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Simon had this to say, he said, now that my stay in Shamrock Rovers has ended, both as a player and academy coach, I would like to thank all those who have texted me to say thanks and good luck. I've given everything to the club in the last four years, unlike some players, and have come and gone without such commitments. I have dedicated so much of my spare time to the academy coaching and some great lads and players I now move on to the next chapter of my career. I'm open to new offers and a new career. And good luck to him. He, I, I think he was, a, he was a very good servant for us. I just think it's, it's just sad the way it ended. Yeah, I think. Well, so. what I would say about this is, I think it's a surprising decision, but it's only a bad decision if his replacement isn't good enough. Like I mean, if we're signing, for example, Conor McDermott from Derry, he's twenty years old. Then that is a good that's a good replacement. I mean, I'm not happy about this right now, but I have faith in Brazzer. That does yeah, it must be, it must be a plan. I think we have to be patient. Like it, like it's the end of November. The season doesn't start till the middle of February, so we've another month or six weeks to eight two months to get this sorted. If it's a case that um they've been caught with their pants down for the third term, then I'm worried. If it's not. Yes. I, I think the rover the rover statement was fairly short 
fairly sharp, fairly straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And it didn't it didn't go like when Webby left and when Connolly left there was a bit more to it. Mm. So that would suggest to me maybe there was it was a bad breakup for want of a better term, but I think I, I think we have to be patient. I think some people were a bit hysterical during the week. It's disappointing to lose a player like that, especially because he probably, apart from Gannon, he probably is to me the best fullback in the league, a right fullback. So, if you're talking about the website statements, I mean, if you go back to the the four announcements for the re-signings, obviously Brazzer, it wasn't a ringing endorsement for Tomer compared no, to the no. other three. And, and full disclosure, I'm the one getting these calls from Brazzer, so I could have pushed him more on that. But I just let him say what he wanted to say. And it was a bit different to the other three in that I think Tomer had agreed a deal. Hmm. I'm just speculating now, but I think he had agreed a deal before the Dundalk game. With the option to extend it, though. Yeah. I think that was at the start of his yeah. contract. So that made it a bit different. But apart from the Dundalk game, I think I thought Tomer had improved as the season had gone hmm. on. If my people forget the second leg against Stern and Natale, he made two or three unbelievable saves and like. Yeah. Especially the double save he made. And I said that to him when he was on the show. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like people forget that because the high profile thing. I just obviously the the exactly what happened. The fullness will come out in time, but I just think it's it it's it's sad that that Simon is gone. But look, no one no one is bigger than the club. So let's wait and see what happens. One thing I'm not months. having is that he's a, an aging player at 30 years old. He, because no, he's not. I mean, he's he, he never misses pullbacks. a game. Because wedding. of injuries, yeah. apart from the web. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if anything, now we have to sign two right backs. Because when we, like for we, the we definitely need one, and we need a we need a backup. So for the first time use... in years, we need two right backs because yeah. Simon has been covering, has been basically two players. Yeah, he doesn't get injured. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you pointed out earlier that. Um, Remember, Jerry O'Brien was let go. Yeah. Daring to tell us nine for 20 grand. And then that freed up the funds to sign Gary, from some Gary Twig fella. <laughs> but they're totally like, random. Yeah, just what was the reaction at that time to letting Jerry O'Brien go? Because he was one of our best players. <sighs> there was a bit of. Uh, now, there might be others who disagree with me. Personally, I was like, it's a bit of a risk, this. This is the last. Uh, Scottish striker we had before too. he was a fella called Martin Cameron who was crap and uh, if you ask Martin Moore who on that picture of that famous goal Twiggy got against Bowes is probably one of the best celebrations I've seen for an Rovers fan Martin, Tar- Martin Cameron was the worst player he'd ever seen at Rovers and he's been supporting Rovers nearly 50 years mm. um, I think there was a bit of God why are we getting this lad in and then I was like okay it's a striker um, O'Neill had him at breaking there was even lads going, well, if you watch uh, Sky Soccer Saturday and they have all these stats coming up on the corner of the screen and the top scorer in the Scottish Force, the second division at the time was a fella called G Twig of Breakin. <laughs> so there was that. Um, a bit of trepidation, I'd say, um, Carl, but in fairness, after I didn't go to that famous uh, game in Lissy Woolen when he scored a header in the friendly, but I saw him the following week in Brain in his first game for hours. I went, jeez, this lad looked good. And then you got the first goal in Tala, and then after that it was just like a love affair. Kind of struggling there. Yeah. <laughs> you just did a day shift on yeah. post, whereas yeah. a I day w- shift on post. I wouldn't dream. In the old it. days, that was clocking in, and then clocking <laughs> out two minutes later, <laughs> going down the pub. I I did Monday to Friday nights. No way I'm coming in for a day shift on mm. Sunday. 
Right, so now we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. So we'll have a... Uh, what are we moving on to now? We have Bradley. He said he was the best right back in the league, Carl. Yeah, to say that and then release him. And then we have the two jokers of the team gone, Swift Madden and Webby. So you can read into that what you will. Who but filled up your runners with water now, Gary? It was fucking Madden. Liters of water. <laughs> what happened? We were at the top of the plane. You said on the to, plane. Uh, where were we going? Was it Czech Republic? Yeah, it was Prague. Yeah, we're, going to check, we're going to Prague and I was in between Madden and Webby. There's no seats left. And I went to put my shoes on at the end of the flight and they were soaked. And somehow Madden had put like a Skillboy Eric. Yeah, 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 it was, it was. That's from Skillboy Eric. I don't know how he did it, but he was sneaky enough, but he didn't, and I uh, won't be doing it anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Anton Matthews made a great point that Simon said in an interview in the programme that the squirmish in the dugout of the semi final killed our momentum. So maybe the football department didn't like that. That's a great show, Yeah, that is a great point. That is a, a great point. I wonder if he um, took. Uh, yeah. if he took um, if he was pissed off with that one but surely if a player is saying like I mean what I would always like I'm a team leader my job and I would like someone to come up to me and go Justin you've done that wrong and the fact he did that but they'd happily see it fail as well you know and I'd go you know what okay let's talk about it let's see what we can and then I can improve on what I do so if he said that if they're letting him go because if that's a for letting him go that's quite disappointing I don't think it would be the case I, I hope it's not it. I think it's purely football I think they might look at him and think okay listen we just think we can do better or right full now that's the way I think it is so um, well as Carl said Gary let's see what the next day we yeah let's see what happens there's obviously there's, we're not going to mention them but there's rumours uh, while we're recording this there's rumours coming out who we might actually buy yeah but we'll, we'll let's see if that actually let's see if it happens because yeah. you know the Rovers chat is like so we'll talk about the story from Steve Theory he says anytime I see people going away going way overboard like this I think back to the uproar from people when we let David Cassidy go I got a call at the time from someone telling me how disgusted he was at po- and he was posting back a season ticket first thing in the morning saw him at the next game at Tolga and I asked him what the crack was with a serious face. He told me he had no envelopes. <laughs> so that's what you're dealing with. Okay, I'm going to have to, because of where I'm from, I was disgusted when Scully let Casty go. Oh, yeah? Absolutely disgusted. Now, why, what was that about? Because he was Castle, quite, quite talented. Like. Castle was a victim of his own versatility. He could play right back. He could play right wing. He could play centre midfield. He could even play in front. And I think I think letting Castle go was a shocking decision by Scully. Who did he go to after Dundalk? Dundalk, yeah. He won the fourth division with them. Um, I'm I'm always I'll never forget when he remember he missed that he missed that chance against Bowes in the cup in two thousand six, and the following Tuesday the Bowes program slayed him for missing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> now got the two goals in Daily Mail for us to win that night. Cassidy Castle. And was it fairly uh, fairly walked or yeah. he got sacked at? And I remember the night we won the league in 2011 in UCD, that night Shells officially got promoted from the 4th Division. And his cousin Peter, Peter's a Roberts fan, and Peter was in the Pride Wings down with us. And we're all in, 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 the, in the vintage after celebrating. And uh, Peter goes, uh, I says, uh, Chris Lason David, he says, yeah, he wants to come up, but he's afraid. What's he afraid for? Because all Roberts fans are here. We love him. Tell him to come over. So he walked in sheepishly. We gave him a standing ovation when he came in. Oh, yeah. Because he, we love Castle. Mm. I'd, I'd have Castle back at Rovers tomorrow. I know he's, he's involved with Seaweed. He's a joint manager of CY, Pat Seaweed with Alan Murphy. But I, I'd have, I, I still maintain. Still a big fan of him, yeah? Oh, yeah. But the two players Scully let go, right? He let go him and Andy Moyler. Terrible to see. Yeah. And Bolden. 
Now we let Andy Moyle get Desi Baker in. Fair enough. He let Buzzer go because I think there was a. I think Buzzer was one of the famous lads he threw off the bus. Do you know um, what, right? I might as well say it now. We ran Buzzer during the week trying to get him on. Because a certain chairman let us down coming on the show. Won't say any names. <laughs> and um, I said to Buzzer, I said, Do you want to come on the show? And he goes, First thing he said, I Suppose you want to hear the bus story. And I said, Of course, of course, we want to hear the bus story. So Buzzer will be on eventually. But um, well, from what I can remember, the three was him. Robbie Clark and I think Dave McGill and I could be wrong on that Dave McGill is a local as well yeah. he lives uh, in the they, corner they, they're going to Waterford and apparently they're eating chips and although Buzzer admitted on the League of Warner podcast that he wasn't fecked off and he was sitting in the back of the bus in the zone and then suddenly Party Garman gets on and Carlo and Party goes down to him what are you sitting down here in your mouth for all the rest of the players up the top of the bus yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I think I can. What's Steve's point? Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of us from where we're from, Pierce Union, were really pissed off when Mancastle was. Yeah, so we're being linked to Aston Villa defender uh, Kevin Toner, who has a who has a handful of appearances for Aston Villa. We have Jordi Bulk, both teenager Keen Clark, and on Toner, Pat Martin said he fits our profile perfectly. Young, ambitious, and has just completed a three match ban for his part in the mass brawl. <laughs> Against Yeovil Town, <laughs> so he fits in with the Rovers setup completely. Is, have we got so? I think there's a connection there with Villa because obviously we got Greenbrook last year. I think Greenbrook down the point. Maybe they're in there. Mikey, Mikey Drennan, Mikey Drennan. Maybe is, is, Stevens is, went to Villa. Is Grain Barrett somewhere involved along this? I'd say so. He has his finger on every boy. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. He's involved some way. So. And we also had two contrasting Instagram posts from our younger players. We'd Mikey O'Connor put a photo of himself celebrating a Rovers goal, saying looking forward to the next season. So it looks like Mikey's around. And then we had Duna posting a picture of himself wearing a Tramier top and they're non-league and struggling. So is it a step down or what? It's a strange one. Is he under contract? If not, why haven't we released the statements? I think on the Duna thing, is somebody putting him up to that picture? Is there someone first in the background? Look, yeah, I'm, I want to get you to sign. If you're trying me a few do this, they'll be really impressed with yeah. this and that you, you're showing you want to sign. And maybe the club are going, well, until he actually goes to try me. If he does go, that's fine. If he doesn't, then we'll offer him something. So technically, we haven't released Yeah, it. it's a waiting game, isn't it? So I think that I think that that's that's the situation yeah. regarding that. Thing. Is he just going there to live near Anfield? Mm. Get himself a season ticket for Liverpool. Super, can I... Uh, can, you, can, you can you go? Can you crash in the gaff? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the Europa League games. That'll be the 12th and the 19th of next year. So, yeah. And it's later than usual. So it's presumably because of the World Cup. And, um, when is it actually? The 12th and the 19th. Of July. And Gary, you're still waiting to see your first ever live European goal for Roberts. Yeah, because I missed it. it was in the fucking jacket. Look at me and Mick, me and Mick Kearns. Uh, Didn't see the goal in Iceland. The two of us are waiting at the top of the stand and we are waiting for a break and play. And we're standing there going, you don't need fucking piss. And Mick goes, let's go, let's go for it. So we're running down and we hear the cheer and we looked at each other and we're like, no. Two of us flew out, having a piss. <laughs> and we ran back up and... Fucking Gary Shot scored. Couldn't believe Are it. Are you not Mike Lane? No, I didn't go. I, I got to, um, I did that day with my first European trips for this year, so. Because um, a lot a lot missed the goal in Mike Lane because the stewards were Yeah, jeez, uh, someone, someone was only telling me recently they couldn't get in their tickets and they were having trouble with the well, stewards. You got caught in the wrong end of Mike Lane. But you were still there though, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
And oh, then, that was the thing. The was like, I, I don't think we were in the right seats that night. No one was. I wasn't Nobody there, was no. in the right seats. Yeah. Like, yeah. People got in. People were upside okay. down. All the lads had to drag me off when we scored first. Mm. Yeah. Out. Oh, good label. Um, we, an air supporters club, we, when the draw was made, Brian Mason went, I know the fashion things got to London. I'm not going. I'm going to go to Pelk instead. Fair enough, point. When we got to go, I just hit my phone out of my pocket. Shite, I made a wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, I, that was uh, 2011 from a personal viewpoint, was a terrible year for me. Uh, work wise was crap, but I lost me Andy, he was like my second, Kieran's man, he was like my second mm. mother. Um, it was shocking, but sporting wise, unbelievable. Those when you're lying, Leinster winning cup. And yeah, people say, What was your highlight? The 10 minutes. Same for me, and the 10 minutes when we led. And Rovers won the league and the Satanta Cup that year, but that. That, well, to lead 1-0 in a white hat that's man. still my favourite moment as a Rowers fan that 10 minutes Yeah, and then they send down Bale and Madrid no, to the and you're gone was it not the foe came on the foe came on Harry Kane no he's going he's going but they bought Bale and Madrid that warm and up yeah. in front of us and they're going I think we might have well, upset them here <laughs> 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 what have we got in our pockets let's show yeah. something here coins two and a half years later them two lads were leading Real Madrid when he won a pink cup no, yeah, people like but, that. Um, but, uh, but aside from Weir Lane and that glorious 10 minutes, what's your favourite ever European trip? I actually enjoyed Lithuania in 2012. It's just a pity how the game worked out. Oh, yeah? Um, it was a good trip either way. Good la- no one remembers it because the the result. But uh, I've I've not gone on many as I should have. I've only ever... I was in Stockholm in 2002. I was in Modena 2010. I was in Weir Lane 2011. And I was in... Um, Lithuania in 2012 ah, like, look I, I still need to go 2012 or uh, 2011 sports because the fact that we a club that in 2005 were on the brink of extinction less just over six years later were leading at one of the biggest clubs in England in yeah. their home ground and it, people say well it wasn't their fourth team it doesn't matter they were still playing for Tottenham Hotspur who were a big club it was just who were out there trying to win yeah. the game it was just unreal and the fact I had my dad there and my, my godfather, Kieran's dad, who was, he was a big sports fan as well. Yeah. I remember when the goal went in, I looked at the line because I thought, ah, Royce is offside here. Yeah. And I went, fucking hell, I'm sorry for coursing. He's won it back to the halfway line. I just looked at me dad. We've scored. Ah, that was it was just unreal. It was just, it was just fantastic. So you bring up our confirmation to celebrate yeah. that you've actually scored. Just, it, was, it was the only moment, like only Robert's goal I can recall, where it was like, "Is this actually is happening?" Well, yeah. for a confirmation, like that. every other goal, I just celebrated straight away. But yeah. it's like I had to check first. It was like it's yeah. real. Yeah, like, it was just it yeah. was it was unreal, and it was just an unreal moment. And okay, Spurs got three goals in ten minutes and beat us three one, but no one remembers that. We just remember Weiser's goal. And yeah. still, twenty eighth of September is always twenty ninth September. Happy Weiser Day. Happy Royce. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's Stephen Royce Day is the 29th September. Yeah. Carl, you were going to wonder about the Oil of Man. Yeah, I have a question for you. Were you in the Oil of Man in 1997? I was a poor trainee count on 80 quid a week. Uh, this, this is a serious um, I wish, Jesus, I wish I could have got the stories I've heard from Maloney loves that one, doesn't he? It's it was, his favourite trip ever? Uh, yeah. Padjo. Uh, Padjo as well. There was Wacker Wackerson on, 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 on Facebook. Padjo went over there. There was a lot of a lot of lads I really wish I'd have gone to that mm. the, the group I've been with we never went to that we, we regretted that we really should have saved up and, and gone to that it would have been an unbelievable mm. week to go one of your favourite Tony Cousins got a hat-trick yeah yep. great striker I mean I just TC was unreal I think 
Um, if the seasons were then as they were now in the calendar year of 97, he'd have been the best striker in the league by street. Wow. He was the second best striker to allow to what well, to me was the best, but I was still pissed off at Gagan after leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was a fantastic striker, TC. Unbelievable. He just had this ability to get goals out of it. I was watching his uh, highlight reel from I think it was the ninety three ninety four season. Gagan, yeah, Gagan, and he was as he was just as lead uh, finisher. Well, since like time can be a bit of a healer, and, and I've seen interview interviews with him since, and, he, and you have to realize from his personal circumstances, he was a young man. He wasn't working. He had a young family. He was going out with a girl, and Ollie came in and, and offered him stupid money. And in fairness to him, he had to think about his family, and. He went to Ali. From a football viewpoint, he should have never gone there. And I also think, I don't think he was ever appreciated Shells the way he was at Rovers. Yeah. And I've had arguments with me mate Jimmy, who's a Shells fan, and he's gone, no, we loved him. I said, no, he did, but he didn't love him as much as we did. You know? And he was he, like, he was 10, he was 10, 11 years at Shelburne. And he's still at Shelburne now. He's on the he, coaches under them, under, with Owen Erie. Mm. So, but uh, he was, some of his goals were unreal that year. He was a fantastic striker. Right, so we've been giving all the 6-1 for the title next season and don't talk our favourites. Then Cork, and uh, we're going to call out the new signings by Premier Division teams. Um, so first up, we have Bose. And they have signed JJ Loney from Pats and they've signed a Romanian striker called Christian Magarusan, who is with Lucan United. And Keith Long said they could be uh, the only semi-pro club in the top flight this season. But interestingly enough, They've given nine players two-year contracts. So there's, there's also, some. There's also a small fire at Daily Mount. Yeah, a few I, weeks ago. A couple, yeah. nice insurance claim there, but listen, I don't know. I think it's just another illusion from Bowles. I mean, Long wants to keep that image of the club, so that if they struggle, he can use that as an excuse. True. You know, we're part time. In fairness to him, though, I think it might not be popular to say this, but I think he did a wonderful job. He has done a good job. He, he has, a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. With the, with the budget they've had and the players they've had to get them into the top six. It's fantastic, really. From yeah, and they weren't too far off us, to be honest. Now, ah, no. yeah, but they, they were never going to catch us. No, though. no. No one knew us from Bray, but uh, apparently Steve Lomas was in talks to be manager. Yeah, he's been um, he's been knocking around, hasn't he? The video photographer that went is Graham Kelly, who's the Bray video photographer. So I'll be talking to Graham, and he says, "Any news? No." So he's Ryan Brennan has left in this week. Go to Pats. And he just said to me, force the many. That's how he said. Force the many. So yeah. we'll, ah, it's an exodus. We'll an exodus, yeah. So we have Cork and they have Toby Adeboya Rowling from Sligo. That's the amateur porn star. And we have Colm Horgan from Galway. <laughs> Barry McNamee and Aaron Barry from uh, Derry. And Joshua Hanlon from Pat. So they have been very busy. Very, very, very busy. busy. And they've got their business done early. And they, yeah, they got it done early. So that's their squad pretty much complete, I reckon. Yeah. Maybe bar one or two. We've got Derry. With Rory Hale from Galway and Dapo Coyote, who was last with Kilmarnock. Kenny Shields' old club. So, yeah. Kenny Shields dipping into his old... Uh, I'm surprised Kenny Shields hasn't signed his son. Dean? Yeah. Didn't Dundalk sign him? Dundalk had him at the end yeah. of the Europa League campaign. But yeah, I don't know what he was last year. Maybe he doesn't want, doesn't want to do a Roddy. Yeah, I'm not walking. Drag his son all around. <laughs> do a Roddy, yeah. And we have Dundalk, who have, who have strengthened very well. Uh, they've signed Holborn from Mansfield Dean Jarvis from Derry and Stephen Fallon League Race's former partner from Galway That's the it. one thing I, I qualified out with Holborn though like I mean let's see what, is he still the, is he the same player he was three years yeah ago? that's the thing I mean let's I, see now, he could be if he is and he scores goals like he did in 2014 when he won the league, yeah. then yeah but 
Let's see if he. Obviously, that's a sign that McMillan's obviously gone. That's why he's back in. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I read that. That's yeah. how I read that because. There's no other uh, way of reading about it, yeah. Tommy Wright was. Um, if you read his comments, David McMillan looks like he's pretty much gone. He was at the cup final watching him. Yeah. And there's a Robert's link with Tommy Wright. He was actually our goalkeeping coach. Fourth year in our first season title. It was him who basically said Barry's good but Manus is better. Yeah, that's it. He, he was right. the link there with Manus. No disrespect to Barry but Manus is, I don't think we've ever really replaced no, him. No, we haven't. We've been chopping and changing for years and we're going to talk about Dylan Connolly after making no impression in the cup final. He had a, a meltdown on social media. He deleted his Facebook, his Twitter accounts, Instagram. He wrote, shut down, fuck this, fuck that, God bless. You don't know my story, fuck off. God, Nobody wants to know your story. So if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna be as brazen as he was in that cup semi final, you have to back him. Yeah, up. yeah. The guy has talent. There's no doubt about it. When 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 uh, when Bray beat us four two out there in April, he was outstanding. Yeah, he was brilliant, fantastic. But if you're going to be as blunt as that, you have to back it up. Oh, well, without doubt. And if and I, I actually think if you actually look at it. Kenny didn't really play him in the bit. The only reason he played him against us was because he thought Lugie. Luke's pace. Yeah, that was Lugie the only pace, reason. Yeah. He never played him. He didn't play him in any of the car games. No, what's that? Never played him in any of the car games. No point. Mm, the big ones. So yeah. my point is that Connie had an inflated view of himself. Of course and he Kenny did. Went, he was getting a few quid. Yeah, yeah. Part of me squad, but you're not the be all and end and mm-hmm. Connie thought he was to be on then because you went to Dundalk. Yeah, Vemelin went back to Dun- to Denmark. We mentioned that. Well, thank fuck. Uh, Mikey's brother Kieran O'Connor, he's left Dundalk. As did Shane Grimes or Grimes, Grimes. or Grimey. As I speak, Grimey was terrible. I'm gonna be honest. I thought he's an. Who awful are you, player. Grimey's son? Yeah. Nice buffers, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grimes, um, Grimes is terrible. He was just a he was a stopgap for Massey, and I. But people it, might say he did a job I just didn't rate him as a footballer it's always. a strange he's given up to, to football to go and, and pursue other interests which is it's his decision um, who's the other player that left him O'Connor yeah. no news of where he's going he's just left yeah, Bowes maybe because yeah. he wasn't Bowes unknown he was unknown he was pretty happy there yeah. we don't know we really don't know what's going to happen the next so do you think the two, if the two Connor brothers then one's a Rovers one's a Bowes oh. do you think they'll be ringing up the O'Neills to get their advice because yeah. Alan Rovers legend Dermot Bowes legend oh, so you know, we'll that, you know? and Patrick McInerney he's also out of contract four and years he says oh, he that he's uh, and we have Graham Barrett being his agent as well so Graham get your finger out get him at the Rovers he says that he's 50-50 whether he's going to stay or not but okay lads he really goes missing in big games big, doesn't he? Uh, thank you thank you I, don't, I mean look goals at this, missing. Look yeah at this. hold on it's goal against us in the League Cup final against 10 men he did nothing for that game yeah. the first game the first cup semi-final he was absent the two games he beat Dundalk in the league he wasn't marked he wasn't in the game he was brilliant the fourth the fourth night they beat the fourth yeah, night true true but I'm saying that Richie Tell never did it against us either well, that's because we had Pat Craig on. Yeah. <laughs> I, we hadn't got anywhere to the light. I, Craig was good at that. I I think when he scores goals, they're spectacular and everyone promotes him to the hilt. But I think when Dundalk needed him, I think McElhenney was marked missing. Yeah, I think so. And I, and you I do look, have a point. And I think Stephen Kenny's viewpoint has always been, when he puts his mind to it, he's probably the most talented player he's worked with. But I think Kenny is right. It's not very often I agree with Stephen Kenny, but I think his real was that he just doesn't put his mind to it enough. And I think he that's hasn't got the dedication. Yeah, he's a little bit lax, a little bit chill. When chilled. he wants it, 
McElhenney, I don't think he's unplayable. Mm. But to me, he doesn't want enough. And he goes missing too many times in big games. Mm. Yet some of the media can't see that. That's been Johnny Ward again. Johnny, <laughs> I hate Rovers. Oh, and like, play this thing, we'd probably crucify him. But, <laughs> like, but Johnny's always McElhenney's this, McElhenney's that. And then going, Johnny, you're a football fan. You've done with Rovers fair enough, but you know we have football. Can you not see that this guy goes missing? Yeah, be honest. In big games. Mm. I just can't see. People don't see that. So then we have David Millenkar. Looks almost certain to go to St. Johnston. Yeah. And uh, Limerick, they have signed Keen Coleman from Cove Ramblers and Danny Morrissey from Finn Harps. Speaking of Limerick, are Benny on Troy to Chelsea? That's, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, he's got well, a couple of. If you play Chelsea, you probably end up on somewhere like. Oh, it'd be farmed out somewhere. Club Bruges or whatever. I yeah. hadn't heard that actually. Yeah, yeah. no. But, uh, Chelsea, yeah. He'd be a good policy and looks to be heading off to Singapore. Oh, yeah, he's just a wanderer, isn't he? he yeah, but Limerick has such an international flavour last season. If you notice, like in their squad against us. The last day of the season, they had uh, an English manager. They had a Bermudan goalkeeper, Hall. And, should have uh, saved Finn, It was a great goal by Finn, but he should have saved him. Mm. He was actually subbed off for 10 minutes ago. He was, yeah. He was delighted to be subbed off. Actually. I don't know what that was about, but anyway. They had a uh, Frenchman, Airy. He's moved to Watford now. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, Hungarian called Berkey. Yeah, Borgi. They had a New Zealander, Henri Cameron. And plus a, a Brazilian on the bench that was Tosi. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, they did have a, so, a international flair. So Limerick is the cosmopolitan capital <laughs> yeah. of the League of Ireland football. So we have Sligo, we have signed David Cawley from Galway. They've signed Quaylon McAleer, who I do rate. I think he's very good, a little winger. Very tricky from Finn Harps. And Adam Wickstead from Drogheda. I can see why they brought Cawley back. Cawley was a big factor when he won the league in 2012. Yes, I remember so that well. Like, he scored against the... the Famous day that uh, Kenny played Peter saying goal instead of Oscar because oh, someone had a goal and Feigned got Oscar in the AGM the week before. So <laughs> he played Peter saying goal. Horrible day. They, I think was um, Torno was sent off that day. Carlin was playing, yeah. There was yeah. an Torno because oh, uh, Alan Keane. Keane went down like a, a sack of potatoes. Yeah, um, like he'd been shot. Like he'd been, exactly. Mm. Um, so I can see why they bought Kyle. And he actually scored against us in the Cup semi final a year later as well. That famous day where mm, Crowley yeah. went, well, I thought we were, we were in control of the game. Uh, no, we weren't. Yeah. We, were we, we lost okay. in the right manner, Juz. Thanks for that. No, yeah. We no, lost no, in the right just, manner. Once you lose, okay. That yeah. was horrible. So we have war just on, just long, on, longest trip back ever. <laughs> just on draw, uh, Pete Mahan resigned as manager. As well. No surprise. Don't free fall, either. Yeah. No surprise. Well, maybe he... Kids love my take off. Like Pete Mahan's, what, 70? Yeah, yeah. Like it's to chill with the pipe and the 20, slippers. It's twenty-seven years, and like my my dad, like most of dad's generation, still goes to mass. He goes to this retreat every year in um, the the church face in Vicar Street, and every time he comes home for, saw Pete Mann at that this morning. <laughs> saw Pete Mann at that this morning. So maybe Mann has gone. What Mark a man doing football? Yeah, no, there's no he just needs to he may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but he's a good servant of our league. So at the end of the day, he maybe might just scrap it. Yeah. So I, I'd say if they, if they've any sense, I know Gail was season, to put a good young ambitious lad like Mark Kinsley in there. Mm. No, I think he left. So has he left? I think Kinsley left. Tried mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I wouldn't know. So um, I have no idea. It's going to be nice. What about War for now? They have signed Bastian Elri and they've signed Akinadi from Bowes. That's a controversial sign. It is. Um, the thing about as a footballer you can't doubt his ability it's the other stuff oh sadly. yeah it's the other stuff um, because let's be honest the goal he got against us in Tata was a cracker 
Yeah. It was a cracker. As much as you, you don't want to admit it, and he, he, he gave us a lot of trouble that night. Oh, he ran David Webster ragged. Yeah, there is the other side of the coin, and we're not going to actually get into it here, but there is a few Waterford, Waterford fans. I'd oh, be unhappy, put it that way. Yeah, well, if he'd have signed for us, I'd have been seriously. I'd have been You'd be up on arm, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. You would be, and then we have gone. This, this is obviously a uh, you know, silly season. If you look at Rover's chat, it's nothing but like treads on. Yeah, we should sign Transfer Rambers, I hate this time of season. I, I, <laughs> I, find, like it. I don't mind it. I find it really, really boring. Like, the club account has actually started giving updates on the grass growth at Rolleston. That's, oh, yeah. that's how serious it's gotten. Did we, did we put up something about Ender Stevens last night? I didn't see that, but... Yeah. But, like, even the grass growth to me is preferable to Transfer Rambers. grass growth. Also, what's preferable to Transfer Rambers is updates on the whereabouts of Rebecca Dunn's Russian hat because it went missing and uh, me, myself and Forky <laughs> who took Rebecca's hat probably Forky, Forky yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's sitting in the gap in the new yeah. now just, yeah, just the hat that's what you get for when we listen to Asian Forky yeah. Oh, yeah. myself and Forky we were, we were big fans of this hat we thought it was great and we'd love to know where it's gone so Rebecca keep us updated so let's let's find that hat what else have we got we had Galway United have become the latest League of Ireland club to move to a 100% fan ownership model, but apparently the locker room bar is gone. So, Carl, this is where you put in some audio going, no! <laughs> the chairman resigned. Chairman mm-hmm. of the, chairman of the Galway There was all FA. sorts of uh, controversial stuff going on in Galway. You were telling me the bar is gone now from Galway? Yeah, they removed the bar. They removed the actual bar. They removed absolutely everything in the place. Wait, lads, you have to get Johnny Ward on. We need to discuss John, this. Yeah, we get Johnny, Johnny Why is the locker room Boy, gone? It's... There's all sorts going on. They're talking about using the the actual dressing rooms for younger, uh, I think, the youth facility. Some does. I don't know the full content of it, but there is actually really detailed content online I think it's on Twitter or yeah. Facebook if you can find it read it it's the really Galway FA chairman basically said that he was behind the the Galway bar for a year he secured that for one and year. now it's gone it was the most popular thing they had at that the club. only thing gone the, the one I was look, I'd love to see Pats get relegated but once they didn't I just I would love to see Galway stay up ahead of Sligo yeah, probably because the day, the I think trip. we all would have yeah but, as I said to you, lads, they treat us like adults. We act like, like human beings. That's, like, yeah. that's it. They work fantastic. It's us. The fourth game now in March, I went, I went in, into the press box because I only decided that more I was going to go. So I got the details from McDara and I texted, I think it was Roman Cohn. And he said, yep, yeah, no problem, Justin. Just show your media pass and you get in. And that was it. They treated everyone brilliantly. They were a lesson to every other club how to treat people from other clubs. Right. And even if you are, uh, and I think it's just like a woman, you can get in. Yeah, I went, I went. I went in and like uh, the guard just squeezed my like upper left breast. You're well <laughs> into it, aren't you? And he was like, "What's that?" No, I was like, "With the microphone, I'm a bit media. <laughs> are you with media? Are you go on a head tour? Like you know, if it was Richmond Park, I'd have got the full yeah. shakedown. Pat you know, down. Like, well, if, 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 if me in, if me, if me stagger a bit, don't worry about the pats. And I was in a dress and they would have started feeling would have gone, eh, sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. But uh, yeah, I, it's, I'd like, I'd love to see, I think it's great that they're going to be a, a fan zone club and they're a great club. I'd love to see them back up sooner rather than later. Yeah, right. But I, I think so. if any Galway fans listen to this, don't get rid of that bear. It's the best thing he's ever yeah, had. Yeah, money maker. I mean, it's a massive money maker to his massive. Yeah. Some Rovers fans feeling guilty 
that we actually sent Galway down. But if you notice, they missed two penalties in the last two weeks of the season. So it was kind of their own fault that they went down. Uh, no it's, it's look, it do, look, at the end of the day, it, it um, results even themselves out over the season. They mm. didn't get enough points they didn't deserve to do. Julian Kenny, uh, who we had on the show, he called Galway their best team they had in 20 years. Well, and they got relegated. They, in fairness, I felt like they lost an awful lot of games with the odd goal. Hmm. You know, they did. And well, they're a good little team. They're very, very good team. I actually think, in fairness, that they kept maybe the big team we relegated. Grace. Grace. All of Grace, yeah. If Grace that, had stayed, they yeah. stayed up. Even with Grace, though, they, they kept one clean sheet all year. I know, but I still think they would have kept more clean sheets after. They wouldn't have conceded three and brave Grace would have been playing. They were, they were totally relying on Murray. To bail them out. Yeah. yeah. And they know what a goal scorer is. So we're going to move on to the Aaron Bulger news. And he was in the Ireland under 18 squad for the three game tournament in Spain. He captained his country for the first time. So congrats to him. And then we have congrats to Rovers player Sammy Clark, who was capped for the Ireland under 15s versus Poland. So some very positive news over Roadstone project. Just on the 15s, uh, I can't wait, Gar, for your third encounter with Damien Duff. Yeah, considering how well the first two have gone, <laughs> like I, I wasn't at the play. It was night for me wedding. Yeah, actually, I was waiting on the fourth official from the game that night to hurry up because he was staying in mind that because oh, he was the best so man. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, um, what happened? What did you say? You got the players' name. I got the players. The fifteens, the seventeens mixed up, and uh, <laughs> the Loki shot. Yeah, the thing about Duffer is he's even watching him doing Champions League on RTA. If he's annoyed at someone, he just... He just shoots for My favourite memory is a pun that was um, the night before Ireland played France in the Euro 2016. And uh, Peter Conn says to him, so what's the motivation tomorrow? Well, it's to get to a quarter-final of a European Championship to possibly play England. Two, to beat the host country. And three, 2009. And Collins... Damien, does that still rankle? And a lucky yeah. death. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like shooting daggers at him. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, so the and then I, I was thinking, oh, but Damien, you were one on one with Larry Stanley. Yeah. The first time that Gar met Duffer was he tried to get a quote from him from the podcast, mm-hmm. he tried to get a plug. And he just got shot down. Like I literally, I said, Damien, Damien, do you, do you fancy doing a, a piece for the for the, for the podcast? He goes, for the what? So for the podcast, he goes, no, just walk down the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing I did was look around and see like 20 people looking at me going, oh my God, he just got shut down by Duffer. The second time was when he messed up the Player of the Year Wars. Yeah. So, Gary, I've got five to four on you to trip and fall and burn this house down. <laughs> that's, your, that's your third encounter with David. In, in fairness, though, in fairness <laughs> though, Gary, if there's one man you want to be put down by... Damien Duff. <laughs> I'll go for that, yeah. I'll take that. He's got the credentials. He's got the credentials. But can you imagine being a 14 year old lad? One, A, playing for Rovers is a massive deal. Yeah. But two, for your yeah. manager. Damien Duff begging you to stay. Duff. Begging you to stay. At the end of it, Alex Stone, he said, please stay. Yeah. You mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago. Imagine, imagine they were like, chilling back thinking, Damien Duff is Even when Duffer is uh, giving his training drills, he was like, oh, Jose Mourinho yeah. told us this one. Be like, oh yeah, John Terry was very good at this one. He, yeah. he knows, yeah, you know. Like, and this thing about pushy parents, nail on the head. He's dead right. Yeah. Happens every week. Are you like that, yeah? No. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, if, if, if I do want to encourage, I'm, it's it's more, it's like, drink, drink. And I'm like, get over here now. I'm, I'm whispering, I'm like, 
I'm trying to tell him what to do without the coach seeing me. If you like that, say Jay, not that would you ever shut up? Yeah, the looks I get off him as well. I'm such an armchair yeah. coach, yeah. But we had our under 17s, they were training in Staplewood for their recent friendly with Southampton. And their under 17s National League team trials will be held on December 4th. So all you budding young stars can get out and try and play for overs. And their under 11 schoolboys had a game in the quarter final of the Dublin region of the All Ireland. Unfortunately, Cherry Archer came out on top, and that was Noli O'Brien's team. Mm-hmm. So they were unfortunate to lose that one. And the under 9s and under 10s travelled to Cologne. Ronan Finn joined the group to lend the support and encouragement for the boys, and they were winners and tour places in the SSV Merton tournament. So well done to our young lads on that one. And the new home jersey will be launched possibly on Saturday, December 9th, if not sooner. So we will have people banging on the doors of the shop trying to get that new jersey apparently it's a gorgeous one there we go this yeah. Boy, yeah Christmas present That's, for wife yeah. the last three years <laughs> be the same Christmas present so subtle hint today yeah. yeah and we have a great article by Owen Roach who, ad- who this, oh, I love this one this was uh, Owen Roach about adopting Rovers as his League of Ireland club and he got fed up with his Sky Sports subscription and he wanted to live the live experience so check it out on trendynews.ie and I mean that's all it takes really an open mind and a will to go and try something new I mean look at us here we're dying for the new season the Gary Twig supporters club bus that's going to be hopping the Hoops SC the oldest bus the Tally Hoops Barney's Magical Donabay Express I mean we have we've so many what one have you left out whoa <laughs> that's what I was thinking in a minute <laughs> we've um, we've so many options for away days and give us your favourite away day just oh Jesus it's uh, a tough one isn't it yeah there's so many um, no in general if, if you were to pick one that you could let's say you were told you can go one away Brenda says to you one away day just one big away day what, what are you going to pick in future I'll go back in future there's two family reasons one is Sligo because my granny was from Sligo ah so you had some connections there and then two my youngest from Waterford so I'm actually looking forward to Waterford ah that'd be pretty good we're looking forward to Waterford first first trip to Waterford in 11 years something new you know correct it was a league of time 2009 yeah they beat us 2-1 the day cup He just bangs them. It was actually the Tuesday. This is the prof's biggest challenge. Yeah, just amazing. I'm not challenging. (laughs) Me, you're just being you. No challenge. Uh, It was two. It was the Tuesday after Twiggy's two goals against Bowes and that picture over in the corner there. We just two one the League Cup. Back to normal. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Waterford Waterford next year. Yeah, definitely. And we'd be there twice. We'd be everywhere twice next year. So. It's just a pity Galway went down. It is Galway is just fantastic. What a city! What a city! You want to what an away trip? That's only two hours from here. Now. Oh, it's fucking absolutely you know. stunning city. I love it. Or a square. We've lost nine points mm-hmm. next season that we would have won. That's it. No, you're yeah. past. That's such, such, such a shame. Like, back off us. That would do. Perfect. Oh. Someday we'll really. I was so gutted they didn't go down because they would have been in the speech. Mm. I just would have gone never relegate. Laugh for about forty oh, minutes. Oh, now next speech <laughs> So good. <laughs> no. So we have uh, we're onto our season tickets now and a fantastic, stunning offer. I, I actually, I mean, think about it. You'd spend so much money going abroad these poxy fucking stupid bar stooler trips, and you get two hundred ten euro for an adult and three kids. And you get and you your complimentary bar access for that and the eighteen ninety nine suite. Now, that's eighteen home league games. So two hundred and ten euro for a family ticket, and you get three it's, kids it's season tickets to with get, that. To get four people into that, it costs what? 
50, what's it about less than 15 40, quid 40 quid to for get four people in to get all those kids in every game yeah. it's, 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 it's unreal and yeah. this, is, this is the one thing the club are excellent at and it's a brilliant initiative um, now this brilliant. Why, why aren't the likes of the FAI and other clubs going look what Rovers are just trying to do here this makes sense instead of instead of going oh Jesus Rovers are trying to undercut us instead of going no we're not we're trying to get people to go to the games to go yeah. and support the product in this country you know look what fans of other clubs are saying they're yeah. saying the same thing like that in fairness I don't like Rovers but that is brilliant it's a fantastic mm. deal which is rare which is rare very rare so um, like we said brilliant yeah we really are and you've got you've got Pat Kim Martin he answered the call on Facebook for his family season ticket but they did it again on Saturday with another member right yeah they did brilliant that's a great idea lovely yeah now if someone would have gone "Eh, lads I'm out shot with the missus can't go (laughs) you know I would have been all over now but it's fantastic but it's um, well it's again he doesn't listen to us I'm not going it's been basically Christmas, he does Christmas present for the last six years. Excellent Christmas present. And it's Excellent. it's just it's part of him now. And no, it's, it has to be. It's, right. a, it, it's a great idea. For anyone, there's a lot of Rovers fans who don't have season tickets and don't become members. Forgetting the members for one second, if you can afford to get a season ticket, just get it. Go for it's it. it's well worth it. And the, if you can, if you get it early, you get the option. No, not everyone's going to go into the eighteen ninety nine or, or Glenmore Street and have a drink, but there might be the match going. Oh, I love a point now before. But I you know go. what? They're really and pushing it this season now. as well. They're really pushing it, and they're it's a sports bar team now as well. So the Glenmore is going to be really, really attractive for absolutely everybody. You're going to yeah. have drink deals. You're going to have everything. It's going to be similar to the locker room bar. Maybe three bottles for a tenner. It's still not confirmed, but. I guarantee it. There's going to be how fantastic be, value. How would you be about away fans coming to? Here's the thing. I'm going to answer this one, Carl. You can jump in as well. Pick and choose. Why not pick and choose? Galway, you're welcome. Even though you're not even going to be there. Finn Harps, they're welcome. Obviously, we can pick and choose. Why not footballs? Yeah. Animals. Fun dog. Animals. Clubs animals. that we have a good relationship. Hats, with, like. junkies. Do well, you know in, what? In fairness, no, we don't have any away supporters. This is the issue. Harps and Galway. We've good yeah, relationship with them. I, I have friends who, Limerick, who support bows, who support pats, who support shells. I'd have them in, I'd get them in, but I wouldn't want their fans in a mass. The worst are probably pats. Yeah. They, have they don't know how to act. Fucking chip on their shell. Yeah. You know, they. Every, I went to a pats bowls game as a neutral once. Bowls had two songs about us, and you would have thinking they'd had more. Every pats song was about us. Yeah. Every single flipping one of them. Uh, obsessed I mean that's that's what you're dealing with so like I said fantastic fantastic value I mean if you cannot see the value in that you need your head exam it's a day out for the kids as well they want to go out they want to see some live football and the match day experience itself is fantastic there's probably something to do for the kids for any inflatable darts there's ice creams there's chips there's the whole lot and then it's an excuse for a man to get the match oh look I'll bring the kids yeah. like, she'll, she'll let you go Yeah, you're going home she won't bring me the kids there you oh, go yeah, drag them along there you go Jesus, and like I said there's going to be a, you're going to hear thanks to the marriage tips there there's going to be brand new initiatives when it comes to the bar and when you want to if, if you want to bring the kids in and like we'll hear about soon well, that's, enough that's the one thing the club deserve great credit for the shit like those people on the fans oh Rovers fans are doing this this and this you have to get match experience of the year it was a no-brainer for me. Well deserved. The eighteen ninety-nine street was an absolute gem. Did you have to go to? So enjoyable. Um, the only no, I went to. I think I went to about three. Um, I went to the obviously the towards the anniversary of Milltown. Then there was the members one. 
And then I went to the one before the Bowes game in July because Trevor Malloy, who was yeah, well, he was a big fan of Trevor's, um, was doing it. But they were fantastic. But the one for the twentieth anniversary Milltown, yeah, excellent, wasn't it? It was unreal. And um, we had a, a lot from our supporters club. My dad was there with Lisa Ben Stafford and Kieran Stafford, Ed O'Connor, um, a lot of John Barry as well, his father, uh, Pyler, and we had Sean O'Connor, Ed's son, and we had Kieran Stafford, who was a uh, Ben's son, and. We were all there representing the Point of Wings and we did a great night. It was a fantastic Kieran's night. been on the show before. We interviewed him on the bus yeah. in Prague, I think. Did we? Kieran's the young guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's not, not opinionated at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kieran, if you're listening. You're no, Kieran's good lad. I, I nabbed him off guard and he was really, he was great. But he, he's passionate about Rovers. Yeah, no, he loves it. But we were fantastic. all there that night and everyone loved it. And I think it's a great idea. And it, like other clubs should really look at that and go, okay, well, we don't have facilities in the wrong ground. But what's to stop him getting a pub near the ground oh, and doing something like pubs that? everywhere. And then bringing things. Let's be honest, you ask most lads how to get to a certain place, their geography's by pubs. Or, or I have people in my job who are not from Ireland and they go, where is that? And they go, well, it's near this pub. And I'm like, exactly, yeah. Being an alcoholic. No, that's how we do things in Ireland, you know. Geography by pubs. Hmm. Yeah, so um, that's what we had uh, Pat Kamara and he answered the call. And like you said, that was it was it, it's a great initiative. And... He uh, he picked up his season tickets with young Frankie and Louis Jaden's pals on the away day. So they're making friends already. Yeah. My young Jaden, he's making friends. He's got pals. Um, that's that's the way it is, though. Well, I, I go from, I go like from you've made friends. Generation. Yeah, I've made friends. But Anthony Kiel, who's on, he, he was on the Rovers side, and he's one of my, I've known Anthony for years, and he's one of my best mates. And and also on Daniel and his mates, Dara Fay, who's Kenneth Fay's son, and Nathan Smith. Who's David Smith's son? The three fathers go to the games, but the three sons have made great friends and they go outside of Rovers now, they go everywhere together. So they made friends through Rovers, but now they're friends outside of Rovers. Yeah, it's well. brilliant, excellent. It's a big social thing. And I, as I said, I made friends through Rovers, the likes of, you know, I put them in this, the hatred, the likes of Alan Keogh, the likes of Jeff Fitzgerald, Dean Kavanagh, Scott Kerwin. I'd have never met them. It wasn't Neil Doyle, Albert White, well, Albert White was the skill with, but Neil Doyle. Even though he's now a, 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 <laughs> a referee, but it wasn't for Rovers, I wouldn't have met them. Mm, so yeah, excellent, excellent way to to, to yeah, socialize to me, friends. So, so we had some sad news, and there were two deaths in the Rovers family this month. We had Maxi McCann and Arthur Cunningham. He was a former club director at Shamrock Rovers, and Maxi passed away at the age of eighty-three. He joined the hoops in nineteen fifty-three and fifty-four. As an outside left, having been brought to the club from Clontarf FC by then chairman Joe Cunningham, Maxi scored a hat trick on his debut against Warford to play a huge part in the winning of the league title that same season. And as part of the famous Colts Colts, he enjoyed success after success and had the distinction of being the first player to score for a League of Ireland club in European competition. And the achievement came in the second leg of the pre- preliminary round against Manchester United Old Trafford, and the Hoops lost the game 3 2. Just also, Maxi is probably the greatest one cap ever for Ireland because he scored in a 3 0 win over world champions Germany in Daily Mount Park in 1956, it just says. And that was really different times back then because seven League of Ireland players were in that team. In that team. Seven. Yeah. In the out of 11. Yeah. Wow. How do you not get called up again after scoring against the world he, champions? Yeah. He obviously pissed off someone on the yeah, committee. Probably going for a couple the of The committee thing afterwards. was weird because it was strange. It was like this was the we had players the likes of like we they yeah. wouldn't pick someone like Charlie Hordy because they had an argument with him, and Hordy was probably the best defender in England at the time, and we yeah. wouldn't pick him. Yeah. 
it was just nuts. In relation to Maxi McCann, um, when my dad, that was around the time my dad started going to I was a nine, ten year old, and Maxi McCann was one of his heroes. And his face, his face used to, um, my dad's real hero was Frank O'Neill, but his face used to light up when he heard Maxi and he couldn't make the funeral on, on, on Thursday and he was raising, he couldn't yeah. make it. Um, but apparently the church and Gardner and Smithfield were absolutely jammers. Jammers. And it was, and this is the thing, I got me all over Manchester United, but fair play to them, 10 years ago on the 50th anniversary of Munich, they asked over every club they yeah. played in the competition that year beforehand and we weren't asking the club sent over Maxi. And nice touch. Liam Hennessy was the other person. Liam Hennessy was the other person. And I think, but Maxi was absolutely thrilled. And like these were normal lads. They were, they went out and played for the love of the game. Money meant absolutely nothing to these fellas. Just a yeah. cold play. And uh, when he hit, I was like, that, that's the way it should be. Well, it's obviously look, it's easy for us to say because we're not involved. It's not our job. But when he hit stories about lads like this, it's just, it's fantastic. And yeah, it's very sad, but you know, and a lot of good memories about him lately. You know. And then we had Arthur Cunningham. He was the youngest son of Joe and Mary Cunningham and he spent a massive amount of time of his life involved at the heart of the club and not only was he a member of the famous family who guided the fortunes of the club from 1934 to 72 but he also served as a director and a board member from a young age up to the time that the Cunningham family sold Shamrock Rovers in 72. To them. To them who shall not be named. Don't even mention that name. Yeah, that's it. He also served as a vice chairman along with his other brothers and sisters Arthur had a very active hand in the running of the club's affairs both on and off the pitch and he was also very proud of his association with the Milltown Club and was an absolute gentleman to deal with Arthur was 96 at the time of his death and our deepest sympathy to the family um, Owen of Maxie and Arthur I think Owen had said something that um, when they were writing and lads were writing I think Owen wrote doing the way of Rovers and I think what the lads wrote book with the history I think they always found that Arthur was really forthcoming and Mm-hmm. always was, was delighted to be interviewed and delighted to talk about Rovers and still kept a, an interest in Rovers way yeah. after he'd left the club you know um, so to both Maxie McCann and Arthur's family yeah condolences as deep as condolences yeah, yeah. absolutely and uh, Juz I was actually going to begin a new segment on the show called On This Date because you're the perfect man to do it but uh, nothing really jumped out to be honest but uh, we, we did have Rovers first ever FEI Cup game Against UCD in 1921. Wow. Do you remember that one? <laughs> of course um, he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brenda was giving out to me that time. Yeah, around this time, I think, um, on this day, so looking at what, the f- nearly around the time we relegated in 05, um, I think around this time also we beat Derry Farn in the RDS in 1994 you actually mentioned that one yeah, yeah, yeah. had that um, coming up nearly at a half time then we absolutely destroyed him in the second half I think Derry I think Derry Tracy got a couple I think Terry Everson might have got one as well um, that's 23 years ago so I probably forgot that um, put me to shame here yeah but uh, I yeah End of November and December were, were great then when we were younger because it was a lot of matches played. Um, around this time again, we beat uh, Galway 3 1. You won the league in 93 94. If you actually watched that game, it looks dark on the television. If you're actually there, it was, the match was played in almost pitch black. And really? there, was no, there was no floodlights in the RDS at the time. Floodlights. And uh, we beat Galway. We beat, the game kicked off at half two. 
and it was dark by about 10 to 4 and we still 20 foot minutes left yeah. in the match so he just had to play it play in the dark but um, yeah on this day I think it's it's probably harder for the younger listeners and younger fans to realise that we actually did play football in the winter back then yeah and I think if you you probably seen on Twitter yesterday Dodge who's a Pats fan he put a thing um, for League of Vernon fans is it co- is it who goes to other sports has summer soccer made us suffer to colder winters yeah. and I actually answered colder winters but I was wrong it's actually I think summer soccer has made us soft ah oh, it's essential because I, I was in the RDS on Friday for the Leinster match and it was Baltic oh I'd say so and 25 years ago I was standing in the same terrace watching the office the same conditions and there wasn't a bother on me <laughs> so I think summer soccer has made us all soft maybe it's the rugby yeah. itself Gar has a full but, list there anyway on this date yeah, so uh, there was a one-all draw in Cork in 1989. There was a nil-all draw in Waterford in 1999. Oh, horrible game. Oh, <laughs> we were stopped on the way home in a car. I think Forky was with us. I think a certain referee was with us as well. Mm. And uh, we're stopped. I got the car up and uh, we're stopped by a cop. And just, I love the way there's a story, but he gets stopped. <laughs> right. uh, where are you going? And he said... Uh, Oh, we're going back to Dublin. Where were you? In Waterford. And he goes, oh, you're a long way from home. And my head went, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. And I just started thinking, welcome to the Pleasure Dome. And he just looked at me. Move on. <laughs> we do 10 heads. And then we had a 2-0 win over Finn Harps at Santry the following year. The week I qualified in the count. Yes, oh. correct. Uh, he has something for every game. 26 yeah, November. You've expected this, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, and on this date for Monday the 27th we had a 1-1 draw in Athlone 1983 your first season following the hoops yeah don't remember that um, I remember I don't believe me, it I remember my first two matches that I went I think I, I have four memories of that season my first match we beat Pats 4-0 my first match at Milltown we beat Galway 4-1 we then beat um, home firm and Talca 5-0 and then the one-all draw in the cup semi with shells on a Friday. I went to that, but I wasn't allowed to go to the replay the following Wednesday because it was a skill night. <laughs> and wait, Mago, get to sleep. No, no, I'm not going to sleep from Dad and Uncle Clearing at home. Dad, we win. One-nil, Bucky. Woohoo! Oh, skipped the bed that night. <laughs> skipped the bed. And then we had a 3 3 draw in Waterford in 1986 in the semi final of the league. The league. Yeah, we were 3 0 down that game. 3 0 down? That is actually on social media. I was looking up this one. Uh, I think we were at three. That was three nil or three, oh, three one down. One. Yeah. At halftime with ten men. Yeah. Came back to draw a three all. That was on a Wednesday afternoon. And won the replay two nil. That's the that was the big thing with League of Ireland match because most League of Ireland grounds then didn't have floodlights, so you're playing games during the week at Racing two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it was unreal. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Rovers came 3 1 down with 10 minutes in that one. And we had 1990 Leinster Senior Cup semi final defeat to Pats. 2 1, yeah. And uh, we had a 1 1 draw at Shelbourne in 1992. Um, yes, remember that before you Derek McGrath scored in for us. Why do you remember that? And finally, we had a 4 0 win over Derry at the RDS in 1994. Yeah, 94, yeah. yeah. Say so they said the glass of Lee could find the right. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, 50% to be delighted. Other 50% to be good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, give us some of your memories of the 2006 Force Division season. Woo-hoo! Highlights. The Force match. Um, Mr. Pat Scully, you should have been here today. 
Bottles of Prosecco deny, ordered for him and everything. The night before, my, my uncle, who was Gary, who was a Rovers fan, far, passed away and it was a lot of emotion. We went 1 0 down and, and Dundalk were much better. And then we equalised and then we got the winner. And I was at the bottom of the riverside standing at the lads and they're all jumping out. And then they're looking and there's me absolutely doing a beal on like Rocky and Rocky one doing one yeah. up the stairs in Philadelphia. The <laughs> yeah, and I was going to that and just the emotion, let everything out. The um, beating balls in the cup was unbelievable. Um, the 2 0 in the Man? I missed the first half of that because I was walking late. And I remember I rang the lad, I got a text, we're one up. What a goal, but great. So. so I rang, I rang Ian Kavanagh, and the fans listening, he's going to kill me. I was saying, who scored? Rovers. Yeah, I know that. What player? Eh. Mm. Uh, uh, we'll be back to you. I'll bring Robert Goggins. Robert, who scored Castle? Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was just, it was just an unbelievable seat. There was a lot of, I think it was the best thing that happened to us. If we if we hadn't gone up straight away, it would have been a bad thing, but the fact we did. But we used, we used so many players. I think we beat Monaghan towards the end of June that year, 4 0. And we played really good. Because I text Stephen Barrett in the last week or so and I said to him who's your favourite player in the first division season and he said well out of the 200 players that we used it's very tough yeah <laughs> I had a bit at the time I had a sort of a, a soft spot for Amy Waters who was our freezer at the time so uh, every Robert's fan will tell you that I, those the, that was the at the time there was the you could auction the boy there I think everybody was trying to buy those. I oh, spent 300 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Not my proudest moment. Um, I could have been done for stocking probably. <laughs> but um, that's why I'm glad school is not. <laughs> He'd probably remember that. Um, but there was so many memories that first division season. I think the cup qualifying. Did you fly to Cove? No, I got the train. No, he was sensible. Um, so it's long. At long the cup. Was, was unreal Robbie Clare came back yeah. the last 10 minutes yeah we were absolutely awful and um, live on TG4 in a rugby ground we were <laughs> shocking and Jason Maloney was walking around everyone giving out this is terrible and then he <laughs> ran to me dad and my dad goes that's okay son and I said oh Mr Mason we're, we're terrible here like Scully doesn't have a clue Grant this is with 10 minutes to go then we get the equaliser then we get the winner and I'm hooking me dad and then me dad looks is that the young lad that was giving out about Scully 10 minutes ago? There's Maloney on the pitch man. That was unreal. The, the bus trip back that night and uh, if Brian Mason listened to Paul and sorry Brian this has to be told. Uh, we were going back to Rings End that was our plan but Brian decided I'm getting out at O'Connell Bridge so we let him O'Connell Bridge no problem. The next day Brian rings me why didn't tell him getting out O'Connell Bridge going, but Brian that's where we let you out. Yeah, I thought it was at Renla Bridge. Oh. He was that pissed. He didn't realize the bridge he was at. He thought he was on the bridge from his own house. Oh, well worth um, Phenomenal. Cove was. Um, the flight back, um, Ed Saul texts me, Joe's where the Clarks. Where's that? Ed, you know where Clarks is. That Clarks in Irish town. Yeah. How'd you go home? I got a train home today. Well, where do you? We're on a bus from uh, Cork Airport to Shannon because Cork Airport is closed. Yeah, that's why I didn't fly down. <laughs> but uh, it was, Conair, it was, it was a labeled. fantastic season. Fantastic season. All right, so we'll go for the stats now. Uh, Carl, my stats were much better, I have to say. Uh, I think you're going to get sacked now. Uh, so we had a combined total of 600 goals have been scored for and against Rovers and Talent. 
and the next all will be Rovers 400 and yeah, Ryan Connolly should have got the Ryan Connolly should have been 400 he missed two chances against Limerick and against yeah. Limerick yeah we have Rovers won their last league game of the season for the sixth time in seven years it was the only it was the, it was only the third penalty awarded to Rovers all season Graham Bork scored against the only Cork. one we did was 2013 against Sligo <laughs> So we have Brando became only the third player in Talib era to score 16 goals in one season. Gary Twig did it th- three times and Billy Dennehy scored 16. 2011. Yeah. yeah. People forget how good that season was for, for Billy. He was, yeah. And Gary Shaw finished his top Rovers top, go- top league goal scorer with 11. And then we had Ronan Finn scored his 40th goal for the club against Limerick and Melee is just one behind him. So it's a really good return for Brando. On Ronan Finn, that's Second half of the season, he's excellent. Stunning. The guy has absolutely. He is. Yeah. He just doesn't And you have stop. to remember, he played with an injury for yeah. most of the season. The guy is so fit. Yeah. He really fantastic. is fantastic. Fantastic. And then uh, it was Sean Boyd's first league start since March. Boyd didn't score in any of his twenty-four competitive appearances this season. Well, yeah. again, you have to it, second season syndrome. We, we were still watching the Scottish League Cup final today, and Scott Sinclair is not the player he was last year with Celtic. Oh yeah, and it can happen. It can yeah. second season syndrome. And I think in fairness you've got to realise Sean is what, 19? Still a kid. Still and a I kid. still have high hopes for him. So. so let's see how next year goes and then... 100%. And then let's, let's he won't be judged this season. Yeah. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll give him another season. So although just five of those were starts of his 24 competitive... So 19 sub-appearances. And Ryan Connolly uh, scored once against Bluebell in the FAI Cup. Kevin Horgan kept one clean sheet in six appearances this year. And then we have Rovers at the first team in League of Ireland history to lose 13 games and finish in the top four. three. Crazy, we, crazy stats. Yeah, but someone was saying that Badly said that the draws killed us. We only had three draws. As he said, he did, but and, and all in Talla and all won all. Yeah, and then you had Galway who had lost 12 and were relegated. Mm, it's so amazing. It's nuts. <laughs> so our draws were Limerick won all in April. Yeah. Um, Pats, 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 Pats won all in June. Christy Fagan got And Sligo won all in October. Yeah. All in Talla. And in all three games we led. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. That's Carl, you're you're gonna get sacked here. <laughs> uh, Rovers conceded for the eighth consecutive home league game. Rovers conceded eighteen home goals this season, the most since twenty six in two thousand and five. You say I'm gonna be sacked, but you're reading out all my stats. <laughs> <laughs> These are all mine. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, Riley. Yeah, in fairness. Um so three is the fewest amount of draws Rovers have had in the season in 23 years and it's the first time in 31 years that Rovers went the whole yeah. season without a scoreless draw. We won the league in 94 with 22 wins, 8 defeats and 3 draws. That's right, yeah. John, fuck off, John. Just as usual. This is the first time... <laughs> the this is the first time in history to see the same top two in four straight years. First time ever, great stat. And Rovers have finished in the top five for the ninth straight season, equaling a run of, in the 1950s. The longest was 12 from 1938 to 1940. And then Trevor Clark is the on, only the second player to be chosen as Rovers Young Player of the Year. Twice, and we mentioned this at the end of the season special, the other was Sean Cavanagh in the mid-90s, and that was uh, consecutively as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, and yeah. it's amazing. Sean was a really good left fan. Uh, and what happened there? 
Just didn't just kick didn't, on. Just didn't kick on. Yeah, Simple didn't kick on. Never even, you know what? We, we, I didn't even hear of him until the end of season special. Mm. And then we have Clark. Uh, Trevor Clark is the fourth Rovers player to win the PFAO Young Player of the Year award after Liam O'Brien in 85 and 86. Vinnie Erkins, 89 and 90. Shared with Dundalk's Tony Cousins and Ender Stevens in 2010. And Brando in 2015 with Gary Twig, the last Rovers player to win the PFA. 2009. Yeah, in 2009. <laughs> he jumped right in there and he uh, won. I remember the Bowers fan saying to me he shouldn't get it. And I says, why? Because all he does is score goals. Oh, no, that's a terrible <laughs> reason. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. oh, oh my God. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. Carl, you, had, you had magic. Yeah, just in the stats, uh, magic is a balio. Great pronunciation. But my my biggest fan of uh, the start attack on, on uh, Facebook, he said that he said it's last start attack of the season when they paused after Limerick and he posted a crying smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also for those of you who read my last program article of the season, I wrote about my many conversations I've had with uh, Jimmy Conroy. It was a proper style. Yeah, yeah like yeah, in style. fairness, we're laughing about me and you here, Cardin, but Jimmy just puts bottles in the fucking shade. He is a serious style. I paid and, to hear uh, that. He was the one who was adamant 1899, 1899, 1899. Yeah. And he was right. He yeah. was right, yeah. But I will I will defend Robert Goggins on this. Robert had said he had Evidence that it was 1901. It's all about evidence. Like Jamie McLean said someone, the show before, it's all about evidence. Someone, until so, and she would always put his hands up and say, if someone produced evidence saying 1909, then I'll say, say 1909. Someone did that. Robert did that. Hands That's up it. straight away. Fair yeah. play to me. Yeah. And Jimmy Conroy, uh, he actually has been down on his phone, like when I call him as D Prof. D Prof. As in the letter D space Prof. Prof. <laughs> Like a, I, like I didn't. Rap name. I didn't even believe yeah. him, and he said, "No, I'll show you. I'll show you. Have you have you done with this?" And he showed me. Bring me there to show the prof. And I'm actually down as the prof. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Carl, you've been busy compiling the full list of hatred. This is quite interesting. Right, ah, go. I feel so honoured. No. Thank you, Alan Gill. <laughs> Did this sheet is so blurry right now? But I'll try and read it. Just imagine, like me unfurling a scroll. Yeah, for the list of hatred. List of hatred. Just imagine, like, oh, drops to the floor yeah. and then rolls out <laughs> the door. <laughs> Here is Johnny Blues. And, and just like Homer Simpson, he's hyper on the glasses till he looks intelligent <laughs> while he's doing this. Drum roll. Huh? List of hatred. The list of hatred. We have Aaron Green. Wanker. Ronan Curtis. Wanker. Mm. And Conan Byrne. Mm. We have the Dubliner pub. That was in regular. Yeah, Kip. We have Killian and Gavin Brennan. Oh, and their list. And their entire family. <laughs> and Doug Proctor out of that part. Their entire family. <laughs> yeah, their entire their, their children and family. Obviously, the sister told him down one night and I come. We have uh, Thomas Davis, GA Club. Yes, yeah, well, and, uh, as a Dublin fan, yeah, completely. Yeah. It's very hard for me when the Thomas Dublin Davis player comes on for Dublin, I build him. And apparently, <laughs> there is still fans who go to the Rovers game actively and drink in that bar, which I don't mm-hmm. understand. No, I still got to those matches, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go as far as that. Put money no in that fucking bar. No way would I do that. That was uh, Ray Wheel. Or, sorry, Ray Wilson. Yep. Uh, that one. It's a big fucking list. <laughs> we have. Uh, oh, I'm going long. We have uh, Rob Rogers. Yeah. He's a Rovers fan, he's a head for Rovers! No way! He's a head like a cock. <laughs> he gives his fuck out, his grandfather played for Rovers, that's unreal! 
We have a pre-match fair play. Yeah. That's uh, not crap. We have uh, John Caulfield and whoever elbowed Shazi in the face. Yeah, that was Shazi. Put that on. Yeah, that yeah, was Buckley. Buckley. We have Sligo Rovers. Yeah, the only Twitter page I am absolutely blocked from. Sligo <laughs> Rovers, absolutely blocked. And I can't remember. Not why. just regularly blocked. Absolutely blocked. Absolutely I can't blocked. remember why I'm blocked from it. In bold writing. <laughs> absolutely blocked. So you've got a guy. I follow Aaron Heary and the Sligo fan on Twitter and he follows me. And we said, Sligo 72 play today. The tweet is blocked. Who the hell are you saying? <laughs> Can't see it. Can't remember. I must have been drunk one night and ranted about them, so maybe that's why. It's allowed. And uh, here's an interesting one. We have Greg Bulger. Oh. Yep. That was he's, Hooperman put him on, he's didn't he? on the list. Right? Dan Fulham added him on. And I, dun, dun, dun. I gave him the opportunity to swap him with Katero. Um, Ref Katero, and he said, no, leave him on there. Well, lad, I think you should leave him on, because let's be honest, technically I'm on it. We have the FEI and the Gardaí. Yeah, that was Paul O'Connell. Yeah, we have Dylan Connolly. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, little rat bag. We have players in the league trying to be friends with each other. Yeah, that was a... Uh, Oh god, I can't remember. That was Luke Byrne. Yeah, Luke yeah. Mm. We have not seeing how a player is after you've injured them. That's yeah. random stuff. That's that a, is, that, yeah. that, that's a big, big take for me. We have Stephen O'Donnell, Nicholas Vemeland, and Chris Shields, all from the dock. Yeah. Lazarus. Yeah. Jay's out for the Lazarus. Season. Then suddenly nine days later he's fit as a fiddle. Yeah. Then he's a go Rovers fans having a go to him. Hello. Yep. Dumbass. We have Louis Kilcoyne. Yeah. Uh, hold on a minute. That was no, no, uh, Maloney. No. Yeah, look, list of hatred. I wouldn't give him the steam. I wouldn't give him the attention for that. The steam of it. We should just forget about him. He shouldn't be on any list. Fuck him. He's irrelevant. He's not even worthy of the say, list. I would say. I would say one thing. He was the front. His two brothers were worse than him. Really? Yeah. Especially, uh, um, Paddy and Barton. Barton was worse. Really? I know. Um, whoever's listening to this will probably. Have a go at me, but apparently Barton was the worst. Louis was the front. Right. Hmm. That was an excuse. He was the face. Yeah. We have the anti-Rovers social media crew. Yeah. Quite big, actually. We have Pat's fans. Yeah, they can go on that. Alan Keane. Yeah, Alien Head. Alien Head. We have the the BSC. Yeah, they go on. Run away. Barney. Barney put them on. Barney asked for the Thunder Shot. When you, <laughs> add, when you add that one, ask and you shall receive. Barney. Barney, Barney for listen. The two lads you brought a slug on the Hoops SC bus. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I know there was mates, but Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. And Barney, if you want to come and punch the shit out of me and tell the next year, go ahead and do what I need to ask the question. We have, uh, this is relevant to Joe's, we have Rover fans who still support the GAA. Bingo. Um, oh. I, Come Thank on, you, Joe. Make, make a choice. Make a choice, Joe. <laughs> when I I knew it was coming, and uh, I knew. Go into your head. Pick one. Oh, Rose, every day there you go. Me. Jesus, lads, I'm going to give you a story about that. About it was 2008, Dublin playing league match in Parnell Park, and uh, I was standing at the back of the goal at the church end, and John Coslow, who's the Sec- the secretary of the Dublin County Board, his son, uh, Karma plays for Dublin, but he was walking by. And I just went, Last man standing, job! And he looked up and he smiled because he <laughs> no obviously way. knew what it was. 
in fairness to me spoiled and what and he actually was laughing he could see it and he obviously he, he knew so that was I got me and the last man standing t-shirts that were bought out then I think Buzz actually wore it to a Dublin match <laughs> he absolutely wore it to a Dublin match so look <laughs> I I'll I admit, I, I did try to boycott Dublin games, and um, we played we played Langford in the championship in 06, in Langford, and I made ticket, and I was going to go to it, and then I, used to, I, was, I was actually walking in City West, where I am now, I was walking there at the time, but at the time there was no City, there was no Lewis City West, mm. you had to get the Lewis to Tala and then get a feeder bus from Tala to City West. Yeah, I remember. So we got off, I got off, and we were stuck at the traffic lights there, and the stadium was a shell. And I just couldn't take my eyes off it. And I went, no, I can't. I have to stop going. I have to. So I gave up my ticket for that. So that was it. I was never going to Dublin match again. I was adamant about this. So I'm in town the day Dublin are playing in Langford. I'm going to the World Cup. So I'm buying clothes to go. Like jerseys and shorts. Because it's going to be nice in Germany. Classic hammers. But I'm listening. No, we weren't in that World Cup. <laughs> so I wasn't doing that. So I'm listening to the Dublin Langford game in the radio. And Mark Vaughan misses a chance. Boy, forget me, burdens. Forget where I am. Fine, you fucking idiot. Next thing I get this tip on the shoulder. The fucking security guard from me. No, I. Excuse me, sir. Well, would you mind keeping the language down? Why did I course? I hadn't even realised. He says, yeah, there's families over there. And his mother's looking at me going. Who is this? And I went. <laughs> I sort of probably couldn't give it up. And I, I tried. But Dublin does mean a lot to me. And mm. if he's want to strangle me or kill me and... Like you yeah, Tom <laughs> You know, and I, I did, but I, I will say that a lot of our fans that got me in the form at the time, you know, none, one or two came to me and said what they thought, and I didn't agree. I, they'd go with me, and that was their way. I had no issue with that. I could understand why people did it. I tried, but I couldn't. But to me, if it comes to a straight show, who's number one? Rovers or Dublin? <laughs> Not even debate. Shamrock Rovers. Shamrock Rovers is my number one. What about Thomas Davis? I'd, I tell you. Specifically? Um, it's tough. When a Thomas Davis player comes on to play for Dublin, like even the, I went to ladies final back in September that's not often though and a it? Thomas Davis player and she was one of her best players and I just couldn't applaud her because she was <laughs> Thomas Davis and I feel really bad because it's not the girl's fault she had nothing to do with it but I just Car, can't was yeah. yeah no against Mayo and, the, and we and I just well, if a Tom, and one of my favourite Dublin ever players was Paul Curden who, and Dave Forden who were both involved with Thomas Davis but I still love Curden but if he ever Says oh, Thomas Davis is great. The fuck off. Yeah, I just can't stand, place. can't stand him. So we can continue on with our uh, list of hatred. We have the Dark FC. Carl, Carl is struggling with to find to find where he actually left off here in on the list. He's actually reading like a child with his finger. Okay, go on. We've got John McGlue from the FBI. Oh. John McGlue. Tomo, he drinks in the Stonebow. This was John Connolly. Wasn't yeah. He drinks the Stonebow down the road. He could be. Yeah. Only he put a face to him for me. We have uh, John Delaney. I mean, I love this choice. It was the ten-team league. Yeah, crazy. Owen Royce chose this. Crazy decision. I love that choice. That's why I ask you. My view: the North did about six or seven years ago. Why didn't they just go one team league for three years, and then amalgamate the points over the three years, and then do a fourth a Premier and a fourth division? And the reason that is one, the clubs who are struggling financially will get more gate receipts in playing the big clubs like said us, 
Cork, Dundalk, Bowes even, Pats, yeah. they get bigger crowds. And then, because the players are playing against better opposition, they'll increase the level of the game here. That was always my argument into it. Now, I know others don't think that there'll be a lot of mundane games, fair enough. But to just go to a 10-team league was just crazy. There'll be a lot of extra away games as well. And people, people will... But you only, they're looking at the history of the leagues as well. But Gary, only played each other twice. You played yeah. one game away, one game home. Yeah, but they're looking at people are looking at the history of the league as well. Because Would that be just a one-team league for three years? You get the you improve the finances of the club. You improve the the quality of the players. It means you have a better product. Clubs are financially more better because they're playing better against the bigger clubs in the league. Especially, can you imagine someone like let's say Wexford, right? They're playing no swan meet. They're following me. They're playing no dog. They're following me. They're home to Cork. Mm. That's three massive gates of them yeah. in three weeks, right? Are they going to get that next year? Not a fucking chance. No. They're going to get that, right? So they get more money in. Also, their players are then playing against better opposition, so they they're going to be better. So it means the standard of the game here increases. The, the financial uh, financial aspect for every club is better. You get the three years. You amalgamate the points that go on the three seasons. Then you pick your top ten, your bottom ten, and then you go to the ten team league after that. To just go from 12 teams straight to 10 was crazy. Yeah, oh, Do you know what I reckon it was? It the turned way into a chaotic season. Mm. Like three teams going down. It ended up in like the bottom six. They were all battling for relegation. It was crazy. Mm. Yeah, it was the, way, the way I look at it was, I thought that it might have been some sort of pet project for somebody who was struggling for a few quid in the FAI as in they, were, they had nothing for someone to do and they said what can we do to give him a few to give him a job keep him a job oh yeah let, let's restructure the league and we'll give that to Johnny the, to, to Johnny Gary Adams or whatever in, 92, in 93 and 94 they had top 6 bottom 6 oh that was terrible in, 90, in 93 Rovers finished with more points than the team in 6th and Rovers finished 8th because of the way the top six, bottom six were, because Limerick were sixth. I hate that crap. It was just, that was, and Scotland do it now, and it's just pathetic. Yeah, it's no, absolutely pathetic. Go back to like 2003, for example, right? 2004. Did you notice any effect in attendance? Like, just the fact that we're now we're playing pats and balls, oh, we've got four, six, der- four to eight derbies per season. Start of 03, was the f- 03 was the fourth real summer season. There was there was an increase in tens at the start of that I know four season. There was because the interest was there. There was increase yeah. in tenses. But then by the time we got to the middle of summer you were you you get the regulars back. Or tails and nine as well. We the, back to ten Yes. Yeah, the one thing about League of Ireland is this. If a club is doing well, you'll always get an increase. But when a club starts stagnating a bit, not doing well, you'll always get the same usual suspects. And air club is is, is no different than anyone yeah. else. Every yeah, the fickle like fans that, that just I mean you look at, you look at Dundalk right if Dundalk were to have waste their money have an absolute howler and be middle table in three years time cut in half there'll be the same Dundalk fans that were going in 2012 yeah. the only game they'll come out for great point be us and Drogheda yeah Cork maybe yeah at a push because the Cork wave we've had later yeah. but that and that and that's the but every sport is like that in this country every sport like we I go to games and like I go to in with the dubs I go to a Bourne Cup games I go to league games why why well, you're not getting many at them yet suddenly you have every fan in, in Johnny Blue probably say this yeah. you have people going in September oh I've been at two games this year where's my Ireland final ticket yeah you've been at the Ireland quarter final Ireland semi-final where are we in February for the league game I Leinster fans I can't get a if you get the Bourne Cup final or European Cup final I can't get a ticket 
yeah, the only game we've gone to is the European Cup semi-final. Like, where are we in September for the, yeah. the, the Pro 12 games? That, that is why I don't think we're a great sporting nation. We're, as you said earlier, Carl, we're an event junkie nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really are. So we, that's what you're saying. So when we're talking about hatred, we might as well, Joe, you have to put someone on the list. We'll, now will we carry on with our... Yeah, go on. Have we, got, have we not finished? There's no, more. We're actually not finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goal. We have... Jeez, um, at this stage, I'm in a spare room tonight. Yeah. <laughs> This is what happened to you. We have, a, yeah, Owen Rice chose uh, the 10 team league and yeah. he also put the county of Loud and Johnny Blue chose Bowes. Yeah. So that was, that's the complete list of hatred. The county of Loud. So Paul obviously, Joe's, you've got a short. I could go, if I, if I wanted to be an evil bastard. Got a limited list now. I could go foggy on it, but I won't. <laughs> um, I don't know, lads. I, I'm not going to put anyone on it because I just, I'm, I'm on it. It's an elite group. I'm happy enough with that. Let's leave it at that. All right. You have to put someone on it, Joseph. We like hatred here. I, I, as, as, as technically... Surely there's someone who As technically on. part of the media, I can't... The Dundalk loving pisses me off. Okay, okay. Massively pisses me off. But I'm not going to put the media on that. Let's just call it the Dundalk loving. Dundalk loving. Is that alright? So the Dundalk loving is officially on the list <laughs> of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get like, something going on. Like, There's my media pass gone for next year. <laughs> and we have our own edition, Gary. Yeah, I certainly do. I think um, the Dundalk physio. That. Yeah, I and think. He, and, uh, for his actions recently. And I'm a Lenzo <clears throat> season ticket holder and he was a Lenzo physio as well. Fuck he was him. a Lenzo physio. If yeah, I've what? only said that. Fergal Kerrins. What a yeah. gobshite. Fuck What an absolute unprofessional fucking idiot. Somebody who just I mean, if you're going to be a physio or have some sort of professionalism about it, don't get on p- p- social media and talk shit about other clubs. Don't do not do that. Have some sort of respect for yourself. Can we put Lazarus on there? And he does, yeah. No, he's already on. And Chris the, Shales, yeah. And yeah, then, he's, he's on. And, and he, he goes on like this. So completely, 100% put this Dundalk physio on. And I think his name was Fergal Cairns. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Fergal Cairns, you are on the list of hatred. <laughs> Right, so that's it. And we're going to try and do another episode. It's going to be Christmas a Christmas special. So Carl's going to be dressed as an elf. He already has the, the, the elf I picked out from. <laughs> He's going to look gorgeous. So uh, we're going to so keep an eye out. For, keep an eye out for the kit launch as well. Keep an eye on the channel. We're social media. Uh, no promises. No promises. Uh, we'll, listen, we'll try and get something Before you done. go, lads. Uh, thank you for asking me out. Uh, no uh, problems, George. Anytime, anytime. And, and listen, we'll uh, do this again. I think from all Rovers fans you know you've added to the great experience we have as Rovers fans last year so to Gary and Carl you deserve all all the credit you get thanks lads thanks pretty much and like I said we're going to keep an eye out for the kit launch keep an eye out for our Christmas special and the the start of season special and Alan Forky if you're listening we're having words (laughs) so that's it so keep on hooping and we'll see you next season see you see you guys Should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know.
stay or should I go? It's always tease, tease, tease You're happy when I'm on my knees One day is fine and next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay?